Welcome to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your host, Steve Mathis. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, yeah, welcome everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works coming at you. It's 5 p.m. Pacific, Monday, September 11th. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Charlotte SMX is in the books. An historic race, an historic series, a world championship. Playoffs, playoffs. Uh, we'll talk about that and more tonight on the show. Uh, we got the guy who went 1-1. In the 450 class on, Chase Sexton will be calling in. Uh, Ryder D as well. Ryder D. Francisco will be on. Third place for Ryder D. That's his first professional podium as well in the second moto. Our guy Phil, of course. Of course we got to have Phil. And uh, Jeremy Albrecht from the AMA slash JGR will have uh, J-Bone on as well to talk about a bunch of stuff when it comes to the SMX races. i got a good friend of mine in studio as well for co-host the entire show. We're going to talk about the Millville Ride Day as well, coming up October 14th and 15th. That should be fun. And, uh, yeah, 702-586-7857. Your calls um, are also welcome on the show tonight. And looking forward to having a good show and uh, lots to get into. Team USA, Motocross the Nations. Are they going or not? Well, my uh, in-studio co-host will probably have some better answers than I would on that, so we'll talk to him about that as well. From Renthal, former national championship winning mechanic as well, Paul Parabinos. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, Steve? Thanks for coming in. I've almost forgot about that mechanic part. Yeah, it's it was been a long while time. now. Been a long time. When I think back, I mean, I quit well before you, and uh, it seems like forever ago. It is. It, it was. seems like forever that I was doing that, and I don't want to do it again. <laughs> Me either. Those guys work hard, and now they got 31 races they're dealing with. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll talk about the Charlotte race, talk about Team USA as well. Uh, some frustrating times for Team USA. Don't know if we're going for sure or not. I talked to somebody this weekend that said probably not. Uh, you're closer to that. They're still working. They're still trying. But, dude, it's it's getting late. So, it's yeah. It's beyond late. Yeah, <laughs> we're so. on an extension already at this point, and, um, yeah, it's crazy. As of today, as we're recording, I still don't. No, yeah. I still yeah. don't know. I know. It's insane. Uh, all right, we'll get into that and more. Thank you to motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech, Suspension and Engines, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Renthal, A Chair Beast, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, OGO Power Sports, Renegade Racing Fuels, ORW, Pro Filter, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, W Guys. Uh, supporting, of course, a lot of teams and riders out there. Also, they want to let you know that this week for SMX, Kenny Roxon, WUSA rider over there at the HEP team, uh, switched to a Han hub. He was using stock hubs for a while. They went to a Han hub with uh, the DID rim, so they can uh, they can do that for you. They can take your stock hubs and, and coat them. They can build you a wheel, whatever it is. They got their edge wheel set, and so use the code to save at WUSA. Wiseco Piston, EVS, MTX braking all on board with us tonight as well. So we got the Race Tech rant. We got the X-Brand goggle tear-offs, and then we have the Motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of uh, stuff to talk about when it comes to tonight's show. Uh, also, update on our buddy Dark. 
Mm. Yeah. There's been some talk about him today. In the yeah, house. there's been some talk about Dark. <laughs> there's breaking news when it comes to Dark. We'll get into that and more. Sexton, Ryder D, Phil, Albrecht, all on the show tonight. Jason Thomas, our buddy, will also be making a uh, stop in as well. So, again, 702-586-7857. We are giving away from our folks at EVS Sports some Slay- Slayco knee pads. Yeah, big launch a couple weeks ago. Cool. Uh, Axel Hodges, of course, going big, and he probably needs good knee guards from EVS when things go sideways. For sure. So we are giving some away uh, of that as well. Um, taking the uh, uh, calls over there, holding things down, uh, replacing Tis Legendary this week. My usual, Your guy. My, usually my yeah. go-to producer. You have like a... Yeah. This is like an away game for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually it's Pete, and he's here, and he's yep. dipping his finger in your sauce. And, yep. And yeah, we're talking else. about all kinds of things. And yeah. Yeah, he's left me on the island. I got talents. What the Taylor. hell was that? The Talon Taylor. What's up, buddy? What's up? I can dip my finger in your Chick-fil-A sauce if you want. Does he have his finger in his butt? Oh, boy. <laughs> Who is that? That was Paul. Oh, that was Paul? Talking about tits, putting oh. his finger in his okay. sauce. Oh, oh yeah. I, you don't know where that finger's been before. That was my big problem yeah, with you it. Don't I hadn't seen him wash his no. hands since I've been here. <laughs> uh, also, uh, working, the, working the cameras over there, working on the app as well. Working Coming on, this Friday. Working on Pulp MX Fantasy for the SMX series as well, for the scoring and such. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hi. How are you doing? I'm happy to be here. Really? We're going to have a great show. Oh, okay. I'm just, just feeling it tonight. Positivity campaign. Right. I yeah. thought you were going to hit him with some pews right there. The Pulp MX uh, Positivity <laughs> campaign. Yeah, it, yeah. It's been on hold, but we might be back. Uh, Renthal, a fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Paul is brought to you by the folks at Renthal, whether it's uh, uh, Factory Honda, uh, Red Bull KTM, Monster Energy Kawasaki. They're all using Renthal. Grips, sprockets, chains, uh, 7 eighths bar to the fat bar, 36. They've got you covered. Uh, they got a dealer locator uh, on their website as well. Can, can I fix oh, this with you now? Yeah. It's an inventory locator. Everyone has a dealer locator on their website, right? We have something that is entirely new in the industry and it's an inventory locator and it's connecting people from our website to inventory local to them in the u.s and it's very cool and it's different than dealer locator it's different than dealer locator and it's very better different. than better than that okay Damn everybody right. inventory exactly. locator yes i've been saying the dealer locator for a while. i know and right, i've been meaning okay. to correct you but All it's right. hard to get you to pivot once you've kind of got your it is you know it, it is yeah. uh <laughs> but uh you brought you by rental uh and we got we got some new product talking as well tonight yep as well and for the third time ever i've said this a few times the third time ever rental swept all the championships in america yeah 1991 1993 and 2023. Yeah. Every super, championship. Super proud of that because that's the first time it's happened since I've been at Renthal. And honestly, that's part of – that's what I look for, obviously, when we're trying to secure our riders and our and our, and our team and is we want someone competitive to win in every discipline at every event around the world. Um, so it's really cool to see us win that. And uh, hopefully we can tie up or wrap up the MXGP titles as well. And that would only be the second time in the company's history that we've won every title, U.S. and Europe. And – and wait, we're about the party we were talking about? No. What? You swept Canada. Yes, we did sweep Canada. Swept Canada, everybody. S- sorry, sorry, we don't track those though on our on our well, that's championship bullshit. page of well, our, that's our website. Canadians. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> uh, but you swept the Canadian championships as well. Yep. With Ryder McNabb and Dylan Wright. Yep. So yeah, things are rolling at Renthal. We like to win. Yeah. It's, it's I love to win. And it's listen, my favorite. listen, uh, this isn't you speaking. This is me speaking. With the disaster that is Pro Taper, you better have your phone ready this off season because the pro taper guys that's a great brand yeah and they've built and you worked there before and they've done such a great job over the years and it's worthy a a really a worthy competitor for rental it was and i don't know what's happening but i get dms i get texts 
riders are like, <laughs> nobody's calling me back. I need yeah. I need product. So, anyways, all of these teams are going to be calling you. So that, that's a new problem you're going to have. They yeah. it started months ago. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. So get ready for that. Yeah. Because uh, uh, really, if you you know if you don't use Renthal, you probably want to use Pro Taper. And if you don't use Pro Taper, then there's Call rental. That's really the the, the basis yeah. of it. And so. it's tough too because we have a budget too, yeah, right? We just can't absolutely. all of a sudden support all of those guys that can't no longer can yeah. no longer get a hold of their yeah. their sponsor. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a it's, an uh, interesting time in the market for a brand like ours in the segment that we're in. Yep. Um, and who we compete against. So yeah, yeah they are very much in flux. So we're gonna try to yeah. take a bunch of market. Well, share here. Uh, you guys do a good job. Renthal is a fantastic company, uh, UK based, and uh, man, great product, great uh, great stuff over the years. We've seen that sweeping every championship. Should tell you all you need to know paul paravinos brought to you by the folks at renthal uh lots to talk about so uh look i was in charlotte smx uh you're watching it it's a hybrid race uh look i know feld nmx sports they tell me it's the playoffs they tell me uh the ricky's a 15-time smx champion they tell me it's the greatest thing ever i don't really care about any of that i think it's ridiculous some of the things that they've been talking about but listen what's not ridiculous is the money that's being paid to the racers and in some cases the teams i love that part of it it's all great um what did you think of the event overall like watching from the couch track format never mind results we'll get into that later but just the the smx a historic series what'd you think i think at a first attempt and a first go first kind of proof of concept yeah um i would say it's pretty good Pretty good. Yep. It definitely could I use think some I'm tweaks. There with you. Yeah, it has potential. Yep. I love that. I love. I love what the rider list looks like. Right, it is the best guys that we can pretty much put together. Um, I think the track is always going to be tough in those hybrid situations. Like we've just seen it over and over and over. I think it's very difficult to build a track that. Um, lends itself yeah. to passing and um but i do and we talked about this earlier today i do like the challenge that it seemed to have thrown at riders mm -hmm. and teams being that kind of hybrid setup right you had to be stiff for some certain rhythm sections but you had to be soft for bumps and ruts and i think we saw a lot of riders miss that mark a little bit so yeah. i love that that the teams are having to adapt to something on the fly new that feels something playoffy to me yep um but yeah i think uh you know watching it on tv I'll be honest, I dozed off a little bit during the first race. <laughs> the very first moto. The 450 races were pretty wow, damn good. Wow, catch but, the fever. But the first one, I dozed off a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah. But it's hard on those type of tracks. And you know, and watching it on TV, it looked full. I don't know what it felt like at the race, how uh -huh. big those stands were, the capacity was, or what have you. But uh, it looked full. Um, I don't like it being during the day. Yeah. I am completely on JT's side when it yeah. comes to ambiance and vibe. This should be at night with a big fireworks show and all kinds of things. Okay. I think that would be a a better help mm -hmm. and the venue to me i don't know it doesn't seem as big and grand as like a supercross being at a drag strip yeah and to me a playoff should be the biggest bestest thing that we can yeah. create and granted there's not room maybe to make a hybrid track in a venue like that so there's give yeah, and take I do, everywhere i do wonder you know? what you know we saw the gp <clears throat> next door to the drag race trap mm -hmm. the track went all over there i thought that was a pretty cool track from what i remember yep when they went to charlotte yeah, it was a that. different track it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like you know Right. It's a hybrid speedway yeah. type track. I, I, listen, uh, I, I'll be honest, I, and I said this in a review show. Uh, I was there. The press box was in a crappy location. I just saw the right-hand sweeper all day long. We had no TV screens that I could see easily from my location. I had to kind of look down and to the right to watch the screen for the fans mm -hmm. to kind of see what else was going on. I could barely see anything else other than a little bit of the rhythm and then the triple going away from me. And at times, I was bored. 
I, I, yeah. I really was. I watched it back on TV, and uh, it was better on TV you know, than being there in person. It was a small crowd. The daytime does hurt it a little bit. You're right about that. Uh, having said that, I was pretty pessimistic about a hybrid track because I've been to these Monster Cup things. Yeah. And I also saw the 65 All-Stars were there. And that, that tells me they're going to build the track so that 65s can jump things. Or and circulated even. Yeah, yeah. And that's never good to have 65s and 450 I agree Pro Riders. But they want the 65s there. So I'm, I think the track was better than I thought. I went in pretty pessimistic about a hybrid track with 65s on it making for good racing. Yeah. Well, it was better than I thought. That part was good. Guys did pass. It wasn't easy, but guys did pass. The motocross sections from everybody I talked to were like gnarly and rough. So I think the track surpassed my expectations, but I think as a whole, the event was, yeah, like like a 6 out of 10, a 7 out of 10. You know, it wasn't a home run to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's fair. And and I, I'm with you. I think the track over delivered given the given the box they have to work with in. Yeah. Because we just ha- we've seen it a lot of times, and it doesn't always work out. And I thought, yeah, the track was pretty good, and I loved how challenging it was, especially for riders yeah. and teams. But but I just feel at the same time, I feel like a playoff. All the best riders. You remember years ago, you you had to qualify to get to Vegas in the 250 class. Right. Yeah. You had to be yeah. top twenty in points. Yeah. And that track was gnarlier than the other tracks. At least I. That's how I remember it. I only got to ride it once. And mm-hmm. I, granted, I wasn't very good, but I remember that Supercross track being. I was like, Jesus, this is yeah. a bit gnarlier than a normal Supercross. Right. Because I think it was tighter. Right. It so was just bigger, yeah. tra- bigger yeah. jumps and steeper transitions and gnarlier stuff. And to me, that's what a playoff track should be. It should be the gnarliest track we can make. Yeah. It is the best riders on the planet. They've all qualified to get there. I don't want to see the track built for a 65 or for the privateer. It should be built to separate Jet and Chase and Cooper and Kenny. And I want to see all the gnarliest yeah. obstacles we can throw at these guys. Yeah. No, and maybe that's not a hybrid track. But to me, that's what I think it should be really yeah. difficult. Really why, difficult. Why do you think they felt like bringing 65s in was a – like what What was the idea? Like they're not I selling any more just, tickets from that. But, well, I think so you, you are need, connecting to a whole other demographic. Like it's you're bringing that amateur racing crowd in, I think. I, and you know what? That may or may not be the source of my rant tonight, my race tech rant. So, well, we know uh, yeah. how you feel about amateurs. Well, yeah. I mean I do feel like a little bit like beat it. To me, I mean – To me, I think that's, race that's, in, also in them, that's also them kind of fulfilling the – the need to have this this graduation system within our sport in this country, right? Yeah. We've always heard all this stuff about how they do it in Europe, and I think there's been really good efforts taken in our country to kind of build that system. So I think that's kind of what they're doing, but also probably but, another but again, part of it is, is money. But yeah, no, that that's where my rant's going to go. <laughs> uh, but again, this is the best of the best. This is the final three races. Guys have raced uh, 28 races. Yeah. 28 races, yes, to get to here. So make it the best of the best and everything so. else, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, listen, uh, we were both mechanics for a long time. Uh, I, I think you're on my side a little bit of this and maybe not so much on JT's side or the rider's side. Set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. Like, you're never going to get your bike to work perfectly everywhere you go. There's just no possible way. You need to understand that there's certain obstacles that the KYB or show a guy is not going to be able to make your bike work great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to ride around that or miss that bump or take a different line or whatever. Well, this weekend, Paul, and this is going to be a theme tonight. I want to ask, I want to ask Ryder D, Sexton, Phil, all about this. So I want people who are listening to this to be ready for these questions because I want to ask these guys. Everyone complained that I talked to about their suspension. They all ran Supercross suspension, softened up. Uh, But we saw the moto section. We talked about the braking bumps and the, the soil and the way that developed. No one was happy with their bike setup. I mean, 
RJ Hampshire was just like we're co- we were completely off today, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm not saying those guys are wrong, but on the other hand, like I have no sympathy for like that's what it's supposed to be like. So like your bike doesn't work perfectly for the bumpy braking bumps coming in the the dirt and the giant rhythm. Oh well. Yeah. But like these guys, it was a shock to these guys. So I want to ask some of these riders what they think of that. And maybe that is just them knowing what these type of hybrid tracks have delivered in the past and them going in with a mindset and preparation and testing, thinking that it's going to be more supercrossy. And they were just kind of yep. they were pleasantly surprised that it was more motocrossy. But yeah. I, I, I don't I don't care personally. Yeah. Like if you want your bike to be stiff so you can go four through the rhythm section, okay, well, then you might get tired later because it's, it's not going to work as good in the bumps. You or and you're going to have to try to go around the bumps to save energy And or I think something. these teams and suspension guys need to tell these guys that. Hey, man. It's all going to be a compromise. Right. Yeah. Right. So I wonder, looking at Chicago map, it's a little more motocrossy. It's a little longer, it looks like. I wonder if guys are going to go, hey, we missed the mark. Let's start with pro moto suspension and go stiffer if we have some rhythms or whatever yeah. you know yeah or it's has everyone's in the in the shop this week making more of a hybrid set yeah. that has you know that maybe they're changing spring rates or valve, yeah. evolving yeah, depending th- on what's it, going on you know i mean so. honestly paul like i think there's going to be those guys this week are going to be the busiest dudes because For no sure. one was happy with their motorcycle and yeah. we'll talk to chase i mean chase went one one i'm sure he's going to tell us the bike worked fine but generally the guys i spoke to everyone was like dude it got really rough yeah and then the rhythms needed the rhythms needed super crust up because there was a couple of steep sure. steep stuff in there. and like so, those yeah. guys those outdoor only guys which I, I don't know if you'll i would consider master pool and ferrandis kind of outdoor only guys this year they mm-hmm. haven't spent hardly any time on a supercross track their bikes look pretty good right yeah. so i don't know what kind of setting they started with but i know master pool isn't a big time supercross guy so maybe their setup what they went into that race just ended up working better for them and that's why they look more comfortable and maybe the guys that were supercross yep. heavy were chasing their tail a bit did you think 220 minute m- motos are good did you did, I, mean, I thought it was okay yeah um i don't i wouldn't i don't know that i would want it to be any shorter because it and i thought that was okay and i remember that being one of the biggest things in my mind that needed revision when i saw the first triple crown okay was the race length yeah, yeah. that wasn't a big radar to me after this one i thought mm-hmm. the race length was okay yeah uh Paul and i thought the start was cool yeah split start it was yeah. safe yeah um i was different so it was it was pretty good for a first try i think Paul Perbunas from Renthal in studio here. Um, Renthal rider Chase Sexton. Listen, uh, one of the most amazing stats all year long is that Sexton never led a lap in the outdoors. Never led a lap. Raced eight of them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Anyways, uh, he takes revenge at SMX. He comes in with a points lead via the seated system and goes 1-1. And, you know, I didn't know if he was going to get Kenny in that second one. We'll talk to him here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he rode phenomenal. He rode great. Um you know, never seemed to put a wheel wrong anywhere. And I'm sure, like, if you're Chase Sexton, you're all about this SMX series because you just won. And you never won anything for 11 races or eight outdoors, whatever he did. And you won. So well, he yeah. was good. Yep. Good for him. It has to feel good. It's hard to get second that many times and keep and, and deal with the media and deal with the inter- interviews over and over and over, right? And keep a smile on your face and mm-hmm. keep kind of just going on and not getting depressed over it. So yeah. it must have felt great to win. Yeah. What did you think of his riding? thought he rode great yeah i mean that was the chase that we're kind of used to seeing and i don't you know i don't know if it was more that chase rode better or or just the guy that we've been witnessing win so much rode worse because i think jet really did have a bad day the second half of the second moto he was unbelievable he was better he was, was gaining it. a lot of that time was yeah. It, though. Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah his day just he didn't seem like himself really all day 
Um, and maybe that's just the, the different type of track. Maybe, maybe just his skill set is unlocked even further on an outdoor track with lots of space on a 450 where he could use the power more. Yeah. And this is more of a, I would say, a bulldog, more intensity type track. Sure. Um, so maybe it was a little bit of that, too, combined with his um, bike setup. He said he went a big change on his bike setup for the second moto. I talked to somebody on Honda today that said they just went clickers. They just moved clickers, but more than they would normally move for yeah. Jet. So it seemed like that was a better setup than the second one, than the first one. Honestly, and I said this to Lars afterwards, I don't know if anything had to do with SMX for both Lawrence brothers. I think they had a hell of a year. And, Paul, you know what it's like to win a championship. Um, you got to climb that mountain. you got to get up to the top, and you finally get it done. And then you got to go right back to the bottom and climb that top of the outdoor mountain, and you win that thing. Can you do it a third time? Yeah. Is it, do, you, do you exhale a little bit and, and just, you know, maybe not bring it into the SMX because you've just literally won everything and through the pain and the drama and the work and the sweat and the tears, can you do it again? Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if, and I don't blame them. Yeah. I wouldn't blame them for a second if they were like, hey, man, we're going to try. But like, whew. Like, I, you know, I'm ready for, I'm ready to, I'm ready to relax a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have taken a breath now after yeah. what happened, you know, and how, how their weekend went because yeah, Jet had the streak to deal with and Hunter was having a fabulous year too. Now they've kind of just had a real bad race. They're going to forget about it. I think it will probably refocus and re-motivate them. And I, I believe they'll be fine on it. Yeah. I think they will be totally back in the mix at Chicago. Okay. And see, I, I, and I'm honestly, yeah, it's way. probably taking yeah. some pressure off. I would feel right. I feel. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to be like, they're going to do well because they're uber talented Lawrence brothers, mm -hmm. but I don't see them. I see other guys getting hungrier to win something. Oh, uh, I don't, you know it's what I mean? It's not like, going to be yeah. a, it <laughs> won't be a, I, I, I just don't foresee this style of racing or supercross style of racing being as much of a cakewalk for jet than it was outdoors. Okay. And again, maybe that's just his skill set outdoors on a track that's, yeah. uh, you know, all over a hill and type of things. But uh -huh. when you, when you, when they're on a flat surface, just running back and forth and doing jumps, maybe yep. his skill set well, isn't as big of an advantage. I, I will be interested to see LA Coliseum, the third round. That's pretty much all supercross track. They're, they're trying to claim it, you know, mm -hmm. with a little up the peristyle and all that, but it's, it's not going outside anywhere. It's not going to have motocross stuff. That's more of a supercross track, and it's cool because it's a historic venue sure. and all of that. But uh, maybe that'll change the results, too, for those brothers, supercross-wise. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think, and I, don't, I didn't talk to either brother, but I just would not be surprised to be like, man, they just weren't mentally into this race, you know, because I don't know. all I the things that they did. I find it hard to not get mentally into a race when you look at that purse. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, think that's enough driving for anybody out there. Like, if you look at the purse, yeah, you're going to show up pretty damn ready. a lot of money this year, though. Yeah, I know, but more <laughs> is fine. You can only make, you can only really make it when you can, so you try to okay. gobble up as much as you can while you okay. can. Okay, all right, fair so. enough. Uh, firepowerparts.com. Speaking of firepower, Dino and Max Ancy. Not good days for those guys. Dino crashed uh, out uh, in the first one. His lost his side panel. He was all mm. muddy. Second one, he said he wasn't even going to go out, but he did and rode around. Max Anstey was not good all day. I don't know what Max has been doing. Uh, but firepowerparts.com, Firepower Honda, was there with Marty. And uh, whether it's uh, Featherlight Lithium Batteries, whether it's Chains Made in Japan, firepowerparts.com. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com. You'll see all the hard parts that the Firepower guys make. And they do a good job, uh, the guys at Firepower Parts. And they do good batteries and chains as well. So please check out firepowerparts.com. Uh, for more information. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board the show. Um, and also, um, thank you to the folks at Maxima USA. Pulp 20 is the code to save. 
What's your favorite Maxima product? SC SC one. I mean, is that what I mean, doing? it's all good. I I use their brake clean a lot. Um, I like their suspension clean a lot still. Now that I'm not so much into motorcycles, I don't use their chain guard as much. But their chain lube is by Ch- far number great. one. Yeah, the only chain lube you should use. Doesn't fly off. Every it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes your chain look new almost. When yeah. we were privateers, we at Butler Brothers, we would ha- take our used chain and hang it up in the easy up and paint it with that white with that white uh, and yeah. put it on our bike after it was painted off the bike it would make it look like we had a new chain on our bike <laughs> right so when we roll up through tech with all the factory guys that do get new chains yeah. we felt, felt like, like we fit chains. in a little bit more yeah you talk about the chain wax yeah that stuff's awful sticky and well i thought that's what you're talking about that's no, what, no no i'm talking about chain, the chain guard the chain it's, guard was chain guard is white yeah but then it kind of goes away yeah, but not not okay. if you let it dry oh. and you okay. really coat the fuck out of it. Like you can make a new right. chain. Fair it enough. almost looks like the factory cowie chain out of the yeah. box, like the black one that they run that has the grease on yep. it. Yep, yep. Kind of looks like that. Okay. Pulp twenty is the code to say get yourself some Maxima uh, chain guard as well as the SC one. Uh, whether it's oil, whether it's two stroke oil, nine twenty seven, uh, still the number one market selling mark, uh, two stroke oil in the markets, most markets around the world. Pulp twenty is the code to save maximausa.com. Pulp twenty is the code to save with pro filter as well, oil and air filters uh, for uh, street bikes side by sides and of course dirt bikes take your pre-oiled uh, ready to use uh, air filter and throw it uh, right into that bike take your dirty one throw it away pulp 20 is the code to save with pro filter as well all right uh chase sexton coming right up here in five minutes but let's get the morgan on one what's up morgan hey Pete, steve thanks uh, i was just gonna say as far as journalism goes on your review pod you're still on the podium so don't worry there you know you had a lack of little enthusiasm but after all the adversity you had to face yeah uh, i had a lot of you know you talked about are you talking about the the the, this week's review show yeah 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 and listen i had flight problems i had a lot of issues um you know it wasn't good yeah so maybe i didn't bring it 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 was all right but like maybe maybe we can stop with the xanax and the pizza to get some more yeah get some more get some more fire in me sure yeah we'll we'll, we'll work on that absolutely yeah as far, hey, as far as uh, I just had a fantasy question, I don't really play. <clears throat> don't ask me why, but I still listen to all of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a Mark thing, but think, figuring that Paul is there too. You mentioned that Daxton Bennett uh, wasn't entered, but yet he was able to be picked in fantasy. I was just wondering, first, is that true? And second of all, how could that be if he's not in the, the race? Why would he be able to be picked in fantasy? Because we put any everybody that was top 40 in points on the fantasy selection list. Because of injuries, because of who who knows what kind of curveball will get thrown, because we never know. So I believe it is strictly on the fantasy player that if you pick somebody that's not in the race, well, you deserve to get a zero. I mean, we can't yeah, hold we, your... Well, we didn't quite know who was showing up, too. Like, yeah. We, we were covering our bases in case someone showed up and was there. Cause someone Eli Tomac's on the list. Yeah, yeah. Because if he somehow oh, okay. miraculously got a new ankle, he could show up. So that's we're just basically putting everybody on the list that could show up. But you can sort by qualifying times. And, yeah, and, and, and you it, can weed out the guys that aren't there. So there's definitely ways. Right. If you end, if you pick Benick, I'm sorry, but that's your well, fault. No, no. Hey, well, listen. I, I don't. I, like I said, I don't even play, but I listened to all of it. So I was just curious to like how that would even work. Well, there was lastly, before, there was like, some controversy with Blose. Blose was yeah, in, yeah. and then got docked because right. he skipped the track. And we tweeted it out, and we. You know, but Blos was a pick trend, and I mean, I don't right. know what else yeah, to do. Yeah, we, people put him in yeah. there as soon as they say the results, yeah. or they watch the LCQ, they pick him, and then they yeah. go on the rest about their day, and yeah. they don't check. Yeah. That's the things yeah. that happen. I mean, yeah. So okay, right. hey, I'll leave you with this. I know, uh, Craig, uh, you mentioned Craig about um, uh, for donations, and us here in Florida as a local guy who go to Dave City. I ran into him the other day. It was awesome to see him ride again. 
I obviously don't know how he would do it as nation. It's great to see him ride, and I hope that it's you know it does get picked. And he you know obviously sounds like he wanted to go. So yeah, have a great show, uh, and uh, thanks for what you do, Steve. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Jason's on two. Jason, what's up, man? Hey, uh, I just saw someone in the chat talking about the number one plates for next year. Are they really going to have whoever wins SMX run number one? Like all year? No, I believe the number one will be just running SMX. The SMX, the three races. So I figure, yeah, like so Sexton won in Supercross, Lawrence won outdoors, and then whoever wins SMX gets one for that, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I just saw in the chat that it was going to be something different. I'm like, you no, guys I don't think me. so. But but they are counting SMX points for national numbers, which is a total joke. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't get that whatever. part of it, but whatever. Uh, all right. No, Jason, that'll, that'll be the number one SMX champion for the year uh, next year. Cool. All right. All right. Have a good show. Thank Thanks. you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we're they're trying to work their way through. Should the SMX number one be just traditional red, or should it be something different? Uh, I don't care. Okay. Sure. I mean, make it like the Gary, like David Camel Bailey Supercross. Yeah, make it yeah. like yellow on blue, blue with yellow. Yeah, yeah that was pretty was, awesome. That's where I, I was mean, going with it. <laughs> something, right? Uh, but again, like I don't, and I've been, I don't like the single, double, triple. Like we we could have a case where a couple guys crash in the first turn at LA. Winner gets triple points. He's SMX champion, and he went he went four four one, and he's SMX champion. Like, wait, hold on, what? You well, know, yeah, but like they want to do it to keep it exciting at the final round. But like, but the difference isn't points? the difference isn't that huge though. Like uh, the difference between a win and second is three points at a single race. It'll be six points at round two, and it'll be nine points at round three. But if you have a bad one and you're ninth, well, don't you, have a bad one at, at okay, the third one. All right. <laughs> Jesus, sorry, Paul. I don't like that part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like that. And I, yeah. and I, and my opinion may change after we see it play out. But in theory, I don't think it's an awful concept. And when you look at, you know, like I would imagine Chase is thinking that he needs to leave Chicago with, you know, ten yeah. points to feel safe. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. if you lose the race, someone's going to gain nine on you. Right. At the third one. Right. So it's just a different yeah. ripple. And I don't know if I have a strong, fast view on it yet. I want to see it play out. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm with you. I want to see it play out. Maybe yeah. it'll, maybe it'll be different once it plays out. But yeah. man, that third race being triple points is kind of sketchy. It is. Like, uh, it so, is. But I mean, yeah. Make sure you're healthy for the third race. Okay. All right. <laughs> there, there is that. Uh, speaking of uh, Chase, speaking of Honda, uh, Wysco Piston, Pulp 23 is a code to save. Two-stroke and four-stroke piston, garage buddy engine rebuild kits. Got, Wysco's got a full range of performance for components for dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs, and more. Uh, Wysco works closely with Honda HRC uh, to make pistons for the factory team. I know that for sure because I've heard uh, some of the specs that they do. And so Wysco uh, makes pistons for the Honda HRC guys, and they had a terrific year, of course. Uh, and you can use... Um, uh, the code pulp twenty three to save with Weisco, and uh, who didn't have a giant Weisco sticker on their fork guard when they were when they were a if kid? If you wanted contendency, you had yeah. made sure you had it on there. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of uh, Chase Sexton, let's uh, bring him in. Brought to you by the folks at Weisco. It's the round one SMX winner, Chase Sexton. What's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, how are you? We're good. Congrats on the SMX win, man. That had to feel pretty good. Yeah, it felt good. It's uh. It's about time. Um, <laughs> it's, it's felt like a long time coming, which it actually it made it feel even sweeter. Um, but to win both motos was obviously very good, and it, yeah, it made the summer 
I guess, less painful. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. I was just talking to Paul before uh, you came on that you never let a lap in the outdoors. I mean, I uh, I would have bet my house. <laughs> yeah, I would have bet my house. If someone said, hey, man, you know, I would have bet my house that Chase Sexton will lead a lap. Like, yeah, it's incredible. So I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it happened. Right, tell me about it. I like this house. I'm going to lose it. See, this is this is the one <laughs> one I was manifesting at, at Unadilla Chase. It's just I'm older now, so things come yeah, later. Didn't get just, it there, yeah, right. it takes a yeah. while. Um, yeah, it, it was great. It was cool to see that. I'm interested. We were kind of talking about this on a review show. So you were settled into second behind Kenny, and Jet was on fire, and he got up to third, and you lowered your time. He lowered the time. You lowered the time. You guys got into the low 114s or 114.5 or something. I'm interested, Chase. Were you just marking Jet and being like, now it's going to pick up? Was Zim? Did Zim say, here's Chase, here's Jet lap time, here's your time? Uh, was it a line? Like, it was almost too much of a coincidence that you two really caught fire at the same time. No, I, I could I could see where he was at. I was kind of uh, I was kind of marking guys um, after the triple. You mm-hmm. go right that roller right there. I could yep. see people there, and then when I could do that turning double, I could see like kind of close to me. Mm-hmm. So I was just marking. I knew he was. Um, kind of gaining some some ground and yep i was kind of in a weird spot because in my head i'm like well he can't i mean to win the overall i have to either stay where i'm at and he can't pass me or i have to go past kenny so i was kind of like in the middle and i I wanted to win both photos obviously and kenny was kind of i mean he had like a six second lead on me so i uh i just kind of dropped the hammer and i about 10 minutes in i kind of just said all right let's Let's go and um, yeah, I I put in some good laughs. I had two one fourteens, which was um, really nice. good. And then I got by Kenny th- uh, in that. It kind of worked out perfectly because I caught him at the right point where I knew I could pass. I knew he was going outside, and I he can't hear our bikes because our bikes are so quiet. <laughs> I caught him by surprise. I think I, I actually asked him on a bike ride. Today. I'm like, did you even know I was behind you? He didn't know I was there. So yeah. Um, I yeah, jumped inside and then got by him and tried to just keep plugging my laps. I mean, even my second to last lap I think was pretty fast. So Jet was putting in laps trying to catch me and we had a little bit of like a yeah, just kinda of checking where he's at mm-hmm. and he obviously knew where I was. So it was just kind of yeah, playing playing the rider a little bit. So it was more like you saying, Time to go. Like time to time, yeah. time to go. Because, yeah, well I mean yeah. he was he was coming and yeah. I had I either had to go or I mean I really had no option. So Yeah. I uh, and I felt comfortable. I, that's the one thing that was nice this weekend. I I finally felt where I could really push and like trust, um, or just even just push and like mm-hmm. be able to run a certain speed at, the, at a certain time. Like I felt like outdoors, I was I was very limited to how fast I could go. I could go a certain speed, and that's about it. Like that's all I had. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, I feel like I had more to give. Like I could turn it up whenever I wanted to, and that was that was kind of the. Um, repercussion um, that second moto. 702-586-PULP. you got a question for the SMX round one winner, Chase Sexton, Supercross champion as well. Yeah, you went 116.3 and then 114.9 and then 114.7 and then 116.8 back up to 116 again. So yeah, you, you, you were like, time to go and then and then settled in. So. And it's like you closed in on Kenny right at your planned passing point it sounded like yeah. too so you were able to just pull yeah. the trigger quick yep. and not waste any time really nice yeah because honestly i i thought to myself 
Uh, Kenny's probably going to win this. Chase doesn't need it for the overall. Kenny's up front. We know Kenny, you know, he's got that kind of mm-hmm. pace to go 20 minutes. And, and, and we had a live show at Brayton's place on Friday night, and Brayton goes, and I, and I agreed. Brayton's like, I could see Kenny winning the first moto tomorrow. Just coming out, winning the first yeah. moto, and all of us being like, oh, shit, Ken Roxon, there he is, you know. Uh, but he yeah. didn't, and then he won this, and he was leading the second one. And I thought, yeah, I think Kenny's going to hold on to this. But then, yeah, Chase, no, no, you hit the afterburners. Yeah. So, Chase. Yeah, he, honestly, he's been riding really good. Like, we've been practicing together. Yep. He's, he's been like, this is the fastest I think I've seen him go on Supercross since. I didn't really get to I, I rode with him a little bit in 2017, but I was also like a, I was kind of, I was a rookie that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just really young. So, obviously, to me, anything looks super fast. But that's obviously when he was, I feel like even he'll say, like, that's when he was going his fastest. Yep. And I think now he's getting closer. Like, I this is the fastest I've seen him go um, mm. in a long time. Like him and I battle in practice, which is it's yeah. fun. So um, it was it was good to see him back um, yeah. racing because even Tom, like I, I was telling him, like all Moto Sandbox guys were one two one two two. I think so. Yeah. It was a good weekend. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'll get, let you jump into a second, Paul. Uh, last time we had Kenny on the show, he was like, "I'm not as fast as Chase." Chase is way faster than me during the week. I get it. Like, I'm older. Chase is way better. Like, it was pretty odd to have Kenny just, yeah. hey, guy, I, I, during the week, I got nothing for this dude. He's so, too fast. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. So, what, um, Chase, what was the track for you, for your, like, body-wise? Was it, did it feel high, high heart rate like Supercross, or did it feel more like motocross for you? Um, I would say it felt more motocrossy to me than anything. I Honestly, today I woke up and I was super, I was super sore, which I hadn't been this sore I, I don't know, maybe since Supercross, which is weird. You think outdoors you get more sore, but I, yeah. like I said, I feel like I couldn't. Like I, low I back sore? Like, no, like legs. Like I was doing that before, like the three over the tabletop after the wall, standing up. Mm. So that's a lot of leg, like, um, yeah. effort right there. So that, and then just like my, my, my arms and stuff like that were sore. The track actually, for our second moto, was I mean, it wasn't like outdoor rough, but it was getting to that point. And then you have Supercross on top of it, so it was, and it was pretty pretty warm. Um, mm. So it wasn't it wasn't easy by any means. I mean, two, two 20 minute motos is sounds really easy if you ride an outdoor track, but when you mix that Supercross like tightness in and with how close the times were, you really had to be on top of it. So mm. it it definitely was not easy by any means. How hard was that quad to pull? How hard was that? Like, obviously, I... Dude, the first one was hard. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. It was... See, I wasn't seat bouncing it, which... I think the way I was doing it was faster, but it was less consistent than what Jet was doing. Jet mm-hmm. was seat bouncing. I think Frandis was as well. They were getting it easier. Kenny and I were both standing it. But for me, I, I wasn't comfortable with seat bouncing just because I was getting... Um, I think my bike's a little bit on the soft side, so mm-hmm. seat bouncing was throwing me over the front. And I did not like it, so I'm like... I'll just I'll just do the standing because standing I know I'm gonna one I'm just gonna clip it I'm gonna go double or I'm gonna get yeah. over it I'm not gonna endo so yeah. that was uh, kind of my my mind on that but uh, it, but it burns up your legs yeah yeah but yeah exactly it burns up right. legs but <laughs> I was that's why I train every day so my <laughs> legs didn't burn up you went back to your supercross setup for this race I understand from talking to guys that are on your team you went yeah back to, yep. yeah back on the supercross um, S- setup. Uh, setup and yep. it was like crazy I got back on supercross and it was maybe the first day was a little rusty second day i was like right. okay i'm i'm getting better and then the next, last week i rode two times a week 
before on Supercross, and I rode last week two times in Supercross, and mm-hmm. I felt like okay, I'm I'm back to um, maybe even better than I was in Supercross, which is weird. Yeah, um, I th- thought that the uh, that you would have after Washugal, I thought you were going to go back to that setup for outdoors. And I guess you never tried. I talked to your dad a little bit. You guys never tested it. Never went back to it. So I do wonder no. if that if that's your magic setup, maybe a little bit to feel better on the bike. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I. <sighs> For me, like I, I didn't pick it um, coming into outdoors. I saw you put too much weight on the front, mm-hmm. but it actually gives you more front end stability and feel, which I have had a lot of front end <laughs> crashes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why. I, I, I actually said this mid seat, like I, or maybe like two rounds ago. I said if I could go back, could go back, I would go back to what i race supercross on as far as like uh chassis wise yep and i even said it in post i feel like my supercross bike was better on the outdoor sections than my outdoor bike which is my fault because i picked this they they were actually pushing me to go to the setup that i should have ran mm-hmm. and i picked the other one which i'm an idiot for but um <laughs> yeah i it was on me so yep but it's all over now. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Listen, I talked to a lot of guys after the race. Now, you went 1-1, so I'm sure you're stoked on everything. But, dude, like, RJ was just like, I hated my bike. Uh, everyone's like, my bike, I, it, it got, the track was super rough in the back. It was motocrossy. My bike was too stiff. I was barely hanging on. I couldn't run any softer because of the rhythm section needed supercross stuff, but I wasn't happy in the back. Like, do you, And I don't know about you, Chase, because, again, you went 1-1. You rode great. Do you think maybe guys should have, I don't know, gone halfway between a moto and supercross uh, setup? Because I'm telling you, Chase, everybody I talked to, every rider, I didn't talk to you, every rider hated their bike. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you can't, because <laughs> yeah. really, it's okay. like you had a supercross section. Like, you, especially the line that we were doing, like, we were going three yeah. over three, four, three. So like if we're doing the like the the two fifty class, they're doing that line where they're going three on off, mm-hmm. Taylor, or you go double over the single three three. Like you could probably go at the softer setup doing that. But when you're going when you're putting fours into a section that are <laughs> sure. super yeah, tight yeah, transitions, right. like you can't you can't afford safety. So and for me, like I just the, my mindset going into the race was if I can pick apart the track and jump jump the bumps make the track as smooth as possible in the outdoor section and then really uh, execute the supercross stuff, I should be in a good spot. So you can't go out there and expect to hammer yeah. outdoor sections okay. with so, the supercross setup. So you what have do, to be able to pick your way around the track. So what do I, when these guys are telling me in the post-race interview their bikes sucked, what do I tell them? Do I just say, hey, too bad? I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, it, it is hard. <laughs> because that's, I think that's the one thing that's unique about this playoff thing is that yeah. No one really knows what to do right now, at least. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's just new. So, it's, yeah. I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my bike. But, um, I mean, that's also, it's easy to say when you, when you win. It, everything seems to be good. So, yeah. gonna, I think this week is going to be more MX style. So Looks we'll, like it. Yep. We'll see there. Yeah, it does, it does seem like that way. Why is Go Piston bringing you Chase Sexton on the show? Uh, use the code PULP23 to save with those guys at Weisco. Manufacturing Pistons right here in the USA for over 80 years. Chase, we got a phone call for you from uh, Tanner. Tanner, what's uh, what, what do you want to talk to Chase Sexton about? Go ahead. Thanks for calling. Hey, Chase. Just wanted to tell you, great job. Uh, you really shut out all the haters and just keep doing your thing, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. 
All right, thanks, man. Appreciate I also, it. Oh, go ahead. Uh, real quick, I also saw you uh, you did that Maui helmet for Hawaii. I thought that was super cool, and uh, I think everybody appreciates that. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I went to Hawaii last year, and I've kind of fallen in love with the place. So I, I wanted to do, at least do something. It wasn't like it was a whole bunch, but yeah. something's more than nothing, nothing at least. Yeah, it was cool. Nice to do that. Thanks, Tanner. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, I uh, I love Hawaii, man. I, I I talked to my wife about buying a place there, but I don't make Dude, a ton awesome. of money. But you know, I, I always wonder like the people who live there, like the time zones are so far off. Like Monday night football starts at you know two yeah, o'clock in the afternoon and stuff. Like, what's that like? I don't know. I don't know. It's gotta be weird, right? I'm sure there's the positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah, I guess. I, guess. <laughs> I would love to live there, though. I don't know how it can work, but I would love to live in Hawaii. Well, you work remote, so you just stop yeah, going you to races and you're dialed. How does Harlan live in Hawaii and go to all these races? He must fly a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sky miles, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, hey, House, what happened? Chase, another thing we were talking about on our review show today is what the hell happened on Saturday morning? Did they soak it that much? Did it rain? What was going on with the track prep Saturday morning? It looked like everyone was spinning and falling, and like, was that their? Did they prep it that way? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty wet. I, for me, I didn't think it was actually. I, I saw the bikes come off, and yeah. I mentally or just said it was going to be wet. So then I went out there thinking it was going to be wet, and uh-huh. it didn't seem that bad. But oh, okay, all I, right. I'm glad it did because the dirt was so good all day. I mean, mm-hmm. we got lucky it didn't rain, but it was awesome all day yep yeah i thought it was uh i, I saw these guys they were just spinning falling over it, I, I was like what is going on i don't remember it raining so yeah. Ch- chase do you think do you think it um these smx tracks should have whoops uh kenny and i are actually talking about that today <laughs> we're saying how hard would it be if they add because the whoops add probably i mean if your heart rate's at 170 or 180 in the race it goes probably to 190 because whoops of whoops added in so I don't. I don't know. It. It'd be tough. It'd be way harder. I would say for two twenty-minute motos. That, mm-hmm. I mean, you're basically that's like doing two main events in a yeah. Supercross night. So, I don't know. It'd be. It'd be tough. I think. Uh, I was really. It would really force everybody to run Supercross setups. Yeah, you like, forget the like, moto. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like people are actually going to go into this next weekend. I think people are going to try running an outdoor setup. So that's something that. You kind of have to have in the back of your mind, but um, if you put whoops in there, that's like a you you can't run outdoor right. stuff. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. It'd be it'd be cool, but I actually do like that it doesn't have whoops because it's really I don't know. It's unique. It's yeah. It does feel like an outdoor track in some spots, and then you go to the supercross part, and then I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I uh, I felt like I mean again like just me going from truck to truck, talking to mechanics riders. So many complainers about their their bike setup. I that's was just, just like, but that's yeah. just more because it's different. And yeah, they okay. missed the mark. I feel yeah. like, and, yeah. and that to me is like what a playoff or a high level world, if we want to call it a world championship, what that is, and it should be the most difficult yeah. situation that we can throw at these guys. Sure. And the best teams and the best riders will rise to yeah. the top. Sure, yeah, I yeah. Get it. I think I actually the one thing too. I I do think the track was super good. Like the split lane, that's the first ever split lane I've ever seen be somewhat even and it wasn't yeah. even like next to each other i went it's a good point yeah it, it was the weirdest thing because when you're racing it you try and like you see people next to you but it's they're they're on the same track but they're <laughs> they're way over there 35 feet away from you so it's it was super weird the split start worked really well i actually think the whole like <laughs> I, again it makes it easier if you win but the whole out 
like the racing and the the track and everything was pretty uh top notch i felt like so i don't know yeah i did something different and the bike setup is is tricky but once you kind of commit to something and you don't second guess it you kind of have to not ride around it you have to have it in the back of your mind but not um dwell on it kind of thing so over the bridge was quicker right that we did, did no i was going so i did qualifying yeah actually no friday i did around the bridge okay all day saturday morning qualifying over the bridge for both qualifiers mm-hmm. and then it went to the motos i did both motos under the bridge every <laughs> lap uh i went over the bridge a few times that's it so why can't why can't fake news half the time but why told me that the under the bridge was 40 feet longer Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, 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 but doesn't no, no, no. I'm just oh. yeah. I'm not saying like it was slower. Right. It was real close to the same, but just FYI, because of the speeds coming in and coming out, yeah. one of them was 40 feet longer. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's cool it that they were able to nail it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It it made it weird because the you would feel like I felt like the outside where you went over the bridge would have to be faster because it it felt way shorter to me, and you came into that and set the corner up better for the sweeper. Mm-hmm. But then the, in the 250 race, I was planning on going to the outside and going over the bridge, and then people were passing in the LC. I think Phil passed, like, four guys in the LCQ going under the bridge. Hmm. So yeah. that kind of, like, switched my mind. I'm like, well, then maybe they are kind of even. Because yeah. I was kind of set going over the bridge. Yeah, but Phil uh, Phil at, at SMX is phenomenal. You can't even go by him, Chase. He's an SMX expert. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, you can't even – it's like you and I riding on the same track. It's just Phil's not even human compared to those other riders. So we saw that. So <laughs> they, they did nail it, though, because it's not yeah. often those. Like Chase just said he was going different ways all throughout the day, both days. Yeah. That's never the case. No. You dart yeah. fish it once, no, you, and it's yep. always like, okay, yep. we're going left. Yep. All day we're uh, going left. I agree. That's why I was asking everybody, and I couldn't get a straight answer on what was better. And that's because I guess the, continues, right. the right. conditions are changing, right? Yeah. The rut was good maybe in the sweeper, and then it was bad, or who yeah. knows? Yeah. No, I like that. That's a, that's a good idea. Uh, Chase, we do have another question for you from uh, from Chris here. Chris, uh, go ahead. What's your question for Chase Sexton? Um, I just wanted to know if Chase thought it was a little nerve-wracking going into the first turn for the start. If you thought about banging bars with some from the other side on his blind spot. Split start. I guess you've never done a split start before. Have we had one recently? I don't even think so. I, can't. I did one at Monster Cup on a Super Mini, I think. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so what'd you think? But yeah. I, I was really nervous. Well, one, I was nervous that I felt like the track was one line in practice before I even raced. So I had that going into the, in my head that I had to get a good start. So that makes it even, even worse. And then the start though, like we didn't ever, that's another thing I was saying, like the start was actually really good. Cause we didn't ever like really clash yeah. coming out. Yep. Like everyone was pretty, I don't think there was any crashes there. Is there, has um, there, is there ever a crash in a split start? Yeah, so much, the, the year they're dividing so. the guys up, right? No. You're just fighting with ten guys. The year that Kiefer, the year that Kiefer led a heat race in Anaheim, there was a big crash on the other side. Oh god, this is a decade ago. I'm just saying, Kiefer was leading a heat because of a crash. Just okay. saying, maybe right. split starts are safer. Okay, yeah, just theory. Yeah, yeah. I actually I liked it. It was, and they're both very even. Like we all, I picked the left side, um, like for practice in the first moto, and I went to the right. Got a horrible start, but yeah. they were pretty even. Yeah, I, I wondered about the break that you know the, they looked the super right even. side and I left mean, side. Yeah, they weren't even coming from the inside gates on the side; they no. were coming from the center almost. It looked like yep. because you could it make was the turn better. It was super easy, or not super easy, super like um, competitive start. Like there wasn't a, a favorite really. Get, you could get a start from pretty much anywhere. Like Tom, yeah. I was talking to him today. He lined up on the very outside gate on the right side the first one, which he hit the gate, but he he pulled the whole shot there in practice. So they were all pretty even. 
Cool. Uh, so I was going to ask you, Chase, uh, we got the winner of the first round of SMX here on the phone. I was going to ask you, like, what would you change about this race? What did you like? 20 minutes, uh, two motos, uh, split start, split lane. Doesn't sound like you, sounds like you liked everything. You thought everything was pretty good. Again, because you I mean, won, yeah, but overall, yeah. Even yeah. like when I, when I got there on Friday, like I, I liked the vibe of the race. Like I felt like it was more, um, not camping, but like, mm-hmm. It felt more laid back because there was two days, and it felt like I was not in an amateur race, but it felt like one. It was I felt like the stakes were higher, which made it a little, I guess, cooler. But I also felt like like it was just more laid back. I do wish they would do like the qual. I wish they would do a free practice and qualifying on Saturday or Friday instead of both free practices and both qualifying the next day. Yeah. Um, I don't. That's the one thing that I would change. Probably just doing maybe qualifying on uh, Friday instead of both on Saturday. but And then maybe putting the LCQ on Friday as well. Yeah, yeah, that will be kind of neat to see. More racing for the fans and everything else, right? Uh, I mean, no one told the media that Friday didn't really matter. Some of us showed up thinking Friday was qualifying practices, and then oh. and then we were there, and then it was just free practices. Mm-hmm. So no one really told the media. It's very upsetting. And, you know, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was a great start for you. Double points in Chicago this weekend, and like you said, it looks like it's more motocrossy. So I'm interested to see setup for this weekend in Chicagoland. Yeah, it should be should be interesting to see uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, anything else for Chase, Paul? No, man. Just uh, I was. It was really cool to see you win again. I saw how happy it made you. So that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely a relief. Even the first moto was nice to just cross the finish line first for the first yeah, time it was an extra hard year. F- fist pump like yeah. a real real uh, flex the bicep <laughs> pump <laughs> well sometimes like you get like you get a little bit not a what's the word too not comfortable winning but you kind of forget take it for granted um, yeah yeah you take it for granted and you don't win for four months and then it seems like it's almost impossible again so it, it's it's cool and i was happy to um just know that i wasn't crazy when i felt like i was riding to get the practice track yeah you're not you're not trash you're still good yeah it's funny (laughs) it's funny how you guys are you riders are man like you know you're one of the best riders in the world like literally but yeah like it's like you haven't you know you're the supercross champion for god's sake but yeah like sometimes you're just like oh wait yeah okay okay i won again where like to me it's like I don't know. You're just you're one of the best riders in the world. Like you didn't win. Well, you're only as good as yeah. your last race, so I yeah, guess that's yeah. true. It's a good point. That's, that's kind of how that's I, good how I point. look at yeah. it. Our, our next segment on this show is how Jet sucks now. So <laughs> that'll be our next segment <laughs> oh, wow. as soon as we hang up. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, but yeah, you're you're right. Uh, it, it, you're, you, sometimes you guys, it is pretty harsh how media and fans run it, right? Yep. Like yeah, and it was just it was tough this year. I think because like I mean, to be honest, Jet was. I mean, he didn't up the level i feel like i feel like i became a lot better from even like that's why i said i feel like i was even better yep. saturday than i was in supercross because he has made it um you just have to be on your game even more you have to really focus during the, during the week on or i have on my riding and trying to um adapt mm-hmm. and i feel like even last year like people were saying that i was kind of just slacking without their shoes i don't think we were going we weren't going slower than we were last year which uh, a lot of people have a hard time kind of grasping that concept but it uh yeah it just makes makes you better and i like jet is yeah he's a great rider and somebody i'm having i'm gonna have to race um for a long time so i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it and it's, it's been fun so far yeah it's great like i can't we were touching on 2024 supercross preview 
on something that we were doing the other day. Media what show am I going to be in? Oh, I mean, listen, if it was up to Wygan, you'd probably be show three or four. Yeah. I mean, not, not me. Uh, but we were, we were touching on Supercross 2024 talk, and I was like, holy shit. Like, we have so much to talk about. It's going to be amazing. So it's yeah. going to be great. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, thanks for your time tonight, Chase. Appreciate it. Congrats on Charlotte, man. We'll see you this weekend in Chicago. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right, it. See you later. See uh, that's Chase Sexton, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at Wiseco. Yeah. It's funny how these guys operate. Like I said, he's literally the Supercross champion, literally the, one of the that's, best. That's why they're Supercross champions. Is Chase Sexton uh, a top three or top five fastest rider in the world? Uh, in top, Supercross and Motocross, no, just top everything. three, yes. Okay, top yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter. If you're not winning, who yeah, cares I what know. you're revered as? But I'm saying, like, these that's guys. That's how they think. That's how they think. Yeah. They don't. Because winning is the only thing that makes them feel correct or, and feel good because you've done it before. It's, Everything it's, else it's sucks. The old, it's the old Ricky thing that yeah. uh, it wasn't the winning that made him happy. It was the feeling of losing. Yeah, yeah. losing sucks, especially right. when you know what winning's like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know what summer cross winning's like. It's true. And high point 2000. That's true. That must have been – you must have been on top of the world. I was. I was. <laughs> and we're going back to the Coliseum. So, uh, yeah, it should be lots to talk about. Uh, You're not going to ask for, like, a commemorative video or anything? I am, yeah. <laughs> I am, yeah, absolutely. I ran into, I ran into Mui. Uh, down in the, yeah. yeah. So you guys won the last motorcycle race in the Coliseum. Yeah. No, there was X Games there. That doesn't count because I was, worked for a guy that, at X Games and we were winning and his pants broke. Oh yeah. Yes. You were winning. Yeah, Hanson. It was the second year because remember he won X Games in '09 and then hey. we were at the LA Coliseum in 2010. We were starting up on top of the Peristyle. And Josh was winning the race, and his pants broke. And that was the same year that Thor. Porcel's pants broke. Remember outdoors? Okay. Yeah. And Mitch lost his mind on Thor, and they had to, yeah, they had to get it all fixed up after yeah, that. Yeah. That was the straw that broke. It was that what was breaking the strap, the, the buckle, the buckle, the buckle was pulling out of the ratchet system, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the pants were falling yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember who ended up winning X Games that year, but I know Josh Grant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But but I know Hanny was was leading at the time. But. No, that wasn't called a, 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 a you know that wasn't a supercross. That was it was X Games Supercross. It was X X Cross or something. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Wasn't, wasn't the same thing. You right. know it and I know it. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go to Craig on three. Craig, go ahead. Well, what's your call? What's your question, man? Hey, on all these guys are complaining about the suspension. What whatever has happened with electronic suspension in motocross? Every car and yeah, UTV was... and everything else has it. Why so can't some, somebody's got it? Uh, and somebody's worked with it i heard kyb or it they've tried it they've tried it um and i don't know what Do you know if it's I gps related on how it knows where to change no what i heard obstacles? what i heard was it's a switch on the bar that changes okay. electronically yeah but you can't make changes remotely in our sport no but it's against the rules no okay but if you, oh, okay. well, but, but not if you had something you can have a switch on the bike that changes yeah. things but you can't remotely make changes yeah. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Can can you not make it like say if your bike has GPS tracking? Yeah. And every time you hit this right hand corner before a set of whoops, it you knew to stiffen the suspension. Is that is that illegal? Nobody's doing it. I don't think that's illegal. No. You think it's illegal? I think that is legal. Oh, legal. Yeah. I would think so, but so I don't know for sure. But I would think how, that is legal. That's how it works in because other that's sports. a program that's basically right. like yeah programmed data. to the track right. or it's, data it's, it's that they've taken from right. practice and applied for the race but they're but, not making live changes what i heard was there was a suspension system and i don't remember who tried it or what it worked they were working on it that you you push a button and it stiffens everything up for whoops mm. or the idea was you could you stiffen were, it up for whoops come out of the whoops hit it again like a map right. like a different map for right. your oil that is electronically charged 
Yeah. So, and do you think there's any? You would think that the that the Honda guys of all the electronics and everything that they've got that yeah. that's something that's you know that's they're probably talking about or thinking about right now. You would think so, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And all these guys that are talking about trying to come with like a medium setting for motocross and supercross, don't you think that things like LR650 that it doesn't do anything well? Then just I think that you. I think you, you and I are on the same path here. That you either got to set your bike up for one part of the track on the other side, or set it up for the other side and suffer on that part. Yeah, and these guys don't want to hear that. But medium, yeah, there's it's, no medium setup that's going to work. It's just like picking a scoop tire or a yeah. non-scoop tire. Like, yeah. do you want yeah. the advantage it gives you on the start and the disadvantage at every turn the rest of the moto, or do you? Want, you know what I mean? Yeah. To feel good on the whole track Listen, and get a shit start or a, give some up on I'm start. I'm 15 years deep into my moto career, moto media career, and my God, have I heard a lot of setup stuff <laughs> after races. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, JT and I have battled nonstop. Like, to me... There's the the, the real the real um, benefit of a factory team is a bunch of smart people that can get your bike to where you want it to be 90% close. You need to work on the other 10% or other 5%, whatever you want to make. But there is no setup that will work perfectly in flat turns, in bowl turns, and in whoops. It's just not going to happen. So I, we'll I, get you close. I think where you and JT disagree most is I feel JT feels that bike setup and bike changes have a bigger effect than what you think they have. Yeah. And yeah. you're putting more of the basis on rider. Cause granted of all motorsports, I would say our sport is most rider yeah. affected, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like you can put chase Sexton on a bone stock bike and he will still beat pretty much everybody on the racetrack. Yeah. But that's not the case in yeah. other forms. Yeah. Right? No, absolutely. Where <laughs> any other form of racing, it's, it's equipment, equipment, yeah. equipment. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, thanks Craig. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Yep. No problem. Appreciate Bye. it. All right. Uh, we're going to move right into our next guest here. Brought to you by the folks at Renegade Race Fuels. Uh, Renegade is sponsoring the guys like the Firepower Honda team with Wilson and Anstey. They won championships with Will Hahn. Do you, do you know who that is? Yeah, I know, Wilbur. You do? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not, not regional familiar. champ. Did I tell you I went mountain biking with a couple regional champs this weekend? Wow. Yeah, yeah. a couple of them. Did, did, smoked them. Did Travis have his shirt off? No, he did not. Okay. He did All not. Right. It was a little overcast. All right. Okay. But yeah, uh, if you're out in the sun... Yeah. If you're going to be out there for 30 minutes, might as well get a tan. Yeah. Uh, Will Hahn, Justin Brayton won championships with Renegade Race Fuels. They don't just make say they make power. They engineer it. Renegade is your guide and partner to get the whole shot and to be the first one to the checkers. The fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. Renegade offers real octane and not overhyped marketing octane bullcrap. Renegade Racing, a lot of race teams out there. They're looking for dealers. They're looking for distributors as well. RenegadeRaceFuel.com if you want to learn more from these guys. Kiefer's tested this. He likes it. He's a very big fan of their, of their SX four i think it is called and uh yeah really loving it renegade racefuel.com bringing you our next guest uh former factory mechanic and uh now uh, uh jgrt manager and now working for the ama jeremy albrecht what's up j-bone what's up guys we haven't had what's you up, on for a long time hey j-bone how are you we haven't had you on forever That's true he's got so much more success than us as when it comes to motocross oh my god like uh yeah you know, accolades no, I uh, can you imagine <sighs> just winning as much as j-bone did as a mechanic yeah like, it must have you- been cool like I've talked to Skip lives here, right? Skip lives here, yep. and Skip's in studio, yeah. you know, every yeah. so often, and, and I'm just like, "What was it like, Skip?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, you just get into the groove, and you just you just know your rider's going to do it." It must no, it must have been yeah. cool in their era too, because at the height of uh, the, I, so I, we'd fly, I, we'd always fly home on Sunday, right? Yeah. We would never build, and we, uh, me and my wife would go straight to the Irvine Spectrum Center to eat and drink. It's our Sunday, but and the the um. 
the valet knew who I was from TV just because Dean was winning a lot, and yeah. I would get free valet, and he'd park my truck right up close. Uh, that was the height of, yeah. of mechanic fame. Yes. Yeah. Imagine what I it was like for J-Bone. Valet. Oh, you didn't? Never yeah. Come on, well, give us. You had to have gotten something got, cool. J-Bone got an Oakley ad. He got mechanics wear ads. He got That's money. Right. Chicks. He, he, got, uh, he got a truck. He, <laughs> he got did a, get a truck. He got a truck. That's right. Yeah, he won a truck. Two trucks, actually. Goodness. <laughs> Two trucks. Exactly. See what I mean? And that was a big dispute with you and Callie, right? Because Fisher, oh, yeah. Fisher wanted you to, yeah. to sell it and give the money to everybody or something, right? Something like that? Uh, someone on the team thought that was what? should happen. And I'm like, when everybody else, when everyone else won these, you didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. he's not raising, his, he's not raising his hand when your bike broke or something, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, otherwise I'm keeping this damn truck. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's all good. Hey, by the way, uh, we'll talk about other stuff here shortly, but yeah. I did, I did want to say, like, what's it like with Stu being back in the mix? Like, there was some hard feelings there when he left JGR. You brought him there. Uh, you guys had an incredible amount of success, of course, as rider and mechanic. Didn't go well. Hard feelings yeah. there, but he is back. He's doing podcasts. He, he's 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 really good uh, analyzing the race. He, I've I've spoken to him numerous times. He's in a good headspace. Do you have much to do with him? Do you guys rap at all? Yeah, we talk a lot more. Actually, he had me on his show. Really? I must and, have missed that. Uh, when was that? Episode seven makes oh, sense. Okay. Here's number seven. Yeah. So yeah, so I went down there for that, and uh, we got to talk through everything pretty well so i think we cleared a few things up we both had misunderstood <laughs> how it all ended yeah um you know in, in the end having a team going through it wasn't going well for either one of us and when it starts ending it was yeah you kind of get your feelings hurt on both sides and yep. get bummed and it was actually good to go talk it out because we didn't talk for a couple of years. So I was like, "All right, forget you. I'm I'm over you. <laughs> yeah. I got I got plenty of friends. I don't need more." Yeah. And uh, but you know it did suck because we had a lot of good history together. So it was good to go talk through it, talk it out. Then actually we text each other quite a bit, talk to each other, talk at the races. So yeah, yeah it, was, good. it was good to yeah. uh, get over it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm glad because you guys had a nice little bond there and a lot of success. And yeah, it's great to have him back around. Like I could never. You know, I've, we've, he's spoken publicly about some of the, the social issues he's had and some of the uh, yeah. things that he went through, anxieties and such about, you know, the way it ended, the way he didn't end the way he wanted to, and then, you know, all of the stuff he had to go through. But he's here. He made it through the other side, and he's good. It's really awesome to have him around. So Yeah, but, he's doing a good job. He seems happy. Like, it's cool. I mean, even – I mean, Paul probably felt this a little, but, like, even for me, like, doing all the things I've done. And then when you don't do anything for a little bit, you kind of lose touch a little bit. And that mm -hmm. is why I'm doing the AMA thing, just to stay involved and be connected to the industry because it is weird to not like yeah. just to have a job, even though I'm at a race team and it be more normal when you're not, I don't know, doing what you know, it's, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of weird yeah. when you've done it for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, Paul also didn't talk to Dean for like a year either. So they had, yeah, they we had, broke up they, for a while too. We would, too. we hated each other <laughs> yeah, for a while. We all, yeah, we all go through yeah, it. We all yeah. go through a little. Oh, thing. No, don't Timmy and I are good. You get so close, like you're close. You're as close to all these people as your family. Like it's yeah. crazy how much you hang out with this whole industry, and then it, it's weird when it 
kind of goes away. Well, Timmy and yeah, I are yeah. good. I don't know what it's good. Your, your that's problem. why it's yeah. it must be I don't nice. Think you for you worked long enough together. Four years, and they didn't have a whole lot of success either. Jeremy. Oh, really? Like, let's be honest. Oh, okay. Just I mean, cross. I don't see a bunch of trophies in here. Summer cross. <laughs> <laughs> we made like in 2003. Is there any AMA number one plates in here? I think we made ten podiums in in 03. Really? Yeah. Podiums. They give huh? you a How many wins? Summer cross. No, they give me a, they give us a nice trophy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk. Let, since we started the mechanic thing, let's keep going with J Bone because yep, okay. I do. Uh, I have questions about J Bone. When were you? So if I look back at my mechanicing career, quote unquote mm-hmm. career, like I really think the most satisfied I had was O two with Nick in a box van, top privateer, figuring things out, traveling the country, et cetera, et cetera. When I got to Timmy with Yamaha, Timmy with Nolan was fun too, but. Timmy at Yamaha, I didn't get along with Keith, and, and Yamaha, I wasn't that happy. A lot of things going on. Blah, blah, blah. So I look yeah. at that 2 season with Nick Way, and I'm like, man, that was really cool. And uh, that was really special and all that. But you, like when I think about the things that you've done, whether it's James, whether it's Fro, uh, you know, the JGR stuff, managing the JGR, I mean, and having riders go one-two at Daytona and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what, when were you happiest? What brings the biggest smile to your face? What era of your career did it? Uh, that's a hard question because they're okay. all like they all meant a lot. You know, I, I would say, you know, the the Emig days probably I would say was happiest only because it was the simplest. So I didn't okay. really need yeah, yeah. much money. I didn't really need. It was like you're doing it just because you love it and for no other reason. Like, I mean, when I threw out the salary I wanted, they gave me more because I said I didn't ask for enough when I went to Kawasaki. <laughs> so that's, you know, and then, yeah. you know, pretty quickly you're asking for almost double that. Yeah. And then you, then you just start getting into where you're, you know, you're doing it for the job but more the money. And you still love it, but it's different. It turns into a job. Right. So at the beginning, you're doing it just because you love it. Like, I don't even know why I started doing it, to be honest, because I did do it for my brother first, but it mm-hmm. wasn't really about the money and didn't really have a plan. But a lot of the jobs at the beginning, for the first probably five years, I wouldn't have anyone go do that now. Like, it wouldn't, you wouldn't try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you used to get, like, you know, 400 bucks a week, and you'd have to figure out where you're staying during the week. Like, oh, yeah. Who yeah, yeah, would yeah, do yeah. that? No. Like, it, it's not – I don't know why I tried it, why I did it, <laughs> other than loving the sport. But, you know, I guess it's what we all did. And, you know, I remember yeah. hoping, out oh, it would be cool to get a good salary and not have to worry about how I'm going to pay rent or mm-hmm. be able to afford a, a car payment. Like, those were the simple things. And then, you know, then life happens, and then, you know – you, you it turns into a job and it does get better. Um, I got to learn a lot, you know, at JGR. So that part's been really cool. And, you know, I'm still there now learning, learning even more. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, but now I have a wife and kids and yeah, yeah. they ride and race. So it's, it's just different fun things in life and different parts. But I think really going to that just cause it was simple and not about, anything but just loving motorcycles yeah i look at my first job 300 bucks a week pj1 yamaha yeah uh no hotels no anything uh yeah no per diem traveling with paggio in a truck and we were just yeah yeah you know a lot of a lot of um 
Fazoli's. A lot of Fazoli's. Oh, Fazoli's was, I had Fazoli's <laughs> in college, and it was pretty good, somewhat healthy food for a fair price, so I would go there quite a bit, too. Four bucks for spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was probably great. the best thing. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Um, no, I, I did the same thing, too. In my first job, it was 500 bucks a weekend, and we slept in the semi. Yeah. But I was getting to yeah. go to the race. I got my flight covered. I yeah. had to figure out how to eat and sleep in the semi, but, like, yeah, we did it because we're just chasing a passion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is funny that way. Uh, J-Bone. Like, like, we wouldn't do it now. Oh, like, hell no. Thing. I'm like, Mike, I wouldn't do that. And then if my kids want to do it, I'd be like, yeah, don't do that. Go get a real job. <laughs> right? <laughs> Our parents must have thought we are all stupid. I mean, I yeah. was from another country, so I was basically going all the way. It was even yeah. worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I'm here, man. I love it. I'll do anything. Yeah. Crazy. I slept yeah. on an air mattress at the, work, at the race shop for a while and showered at the gym. Yeah. You know, that's my that was my home for a long time. So, uh, it's funny how many people will say, hey, I'll do anything. I'll come sweep the floor. But, I mean, I, I'm always thinking they're kidding, but maybe they're not. Maybe <laughs> yeah, they really would. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> uh, how's things at JGR for you, uh, J-Bone? I talked to David Evans a little bit this weekend. I haven't seen him for a long time. We had a good yeah. conversation. Uh, you know, you're kind of a special projects guy there. Uh, you guys are doing different things for different people now that the NASCAR cars are a little more standardized. Um, what's, what's, what's going on with you at JGR? How busy are you? What, what have you been doing? Yeah, busy. I'd say at first, you know, not really that busy trying to figure out where I fit. Mm-hmm. You know, I helped a lot at the beginning with some B2B stuff, trying to uh, get probably called Paul, trying to figure out who could use FedEx yep. that wasn't using FedEx. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of that, trying to connect connections that I know from the motorcycle industry because they obviously do that a lot on the car side. So helped with that, you know, interstate batteries, bunch of sponsors like that trying to figure out how i can help and then mm-hmm. um one of the guys that's a friend that works at parts unlimited um dan fitch actually came up with the idea to have us look at making some uh, utv parts and some other things so he kept coming up with these ideas and i kept trying to have our machine shop source this stuff and look at it and try to see if they'd make it bought some things to look at, and then uh, we didn't end up doing it just because it's hard to compete with the products that some of these people get. Mm -hmm. So if they would do it American-made, a little bit more high-end, I think we probably could have had something. But I think, you know, also timing for us then, um, I would say we weren't in full transition yet of being able to uh, quote how we needed to quote because mm-hmm. back back then we were still focused really just making stuff for the race team. So when when I started doing it, we started like trying to do things for outside companies, and that took us a while to figure out what pricing should be. Yep. So now we got all that sorted. We got certified uh, to be able to do aerospace stuff. So now we've been doing a lot of machining in the aerospace market, doing some rocket parts. So it's been it's been fun to to basically help them start a business mm-hmm. doing other things um but you know really it's you know you you still miss racing so that's what's pretty cool doing the ama thing on the weekend they're really good about me doing that and then i still don't have to do them all so i can pick the ones i want to go to and go with my, my kids and yeah. go camping with our whole family my wife goes with us and my kid's been flagging some of the races with me i think he's done nine of them so that's pretty cool yeah so yeah good just trying to enjoy it and do some different things you know made uh made made a few coy jokes in our group text the other day about a week ago oh yeah there's plenty of (laughs) 
Oh, I miss him. Still miss him, man. It sucks a guy, yeah, a guy that says so little. You know, we all remember lots of things about him. He didn't yeah. have to say much. <laughs> oh, nice. It's hard to really explain him. Like, I'm glad he came on the show so people got to see yep. his humor because it was, it was not not your uh, normal. No. He liked to give people a hard time. Yeah, it was. But it was he just, was a good good person, yeah. It was just fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy Albrecht on the uh, Pulp and Mech Show brought to you by RenegadeRaceFuel.com. Check him out, please. Uh, Dean Wilson, Max Anstey, looking for dealers and distributors as well. And J-Bone, from what I gather, like, Look, I'll be the first guy to talk about how I've been critical of the AMA for so long. And, and J-Bone, you go further back than I do with rulings and different people. Well, Mike Pelletier is trying to make a difference, and he's doing a good job. They're not perfect. You're stepping in. You're helping out. You've brought some JGR experts to help on the technical side of enforcing (laughs) rules and things like that. Like, that's awesome. We've never really had that before. Uh, When I met the gentleman at uh, whatever race that was and you told me what he was doing, I mean, you're trying. You guys are trying, and, you, yeah. and you're, you're trying to use JGR's expertise and technology and equipment to help AMA enforce rules. I love, I love it. Yeah, I just figured, why not? You know, we have it, and they needed some uh, some people. So I'm like, all right, you want me to help round up people? So mm-hmm. yeah, I had my friend Dana Wiggins in California. I had Dean when we we're on the East Coast, as many as he would do, and Dean then Baker, Tommy yep, yep. works, yep. And then uh, yeah, we just. And I think they even had a road race guy come to a few that does uh, tech inspection there. So yeah, yeah, just gathered information, measured swing arms, measured frames, did a lot with sound, tore bikes down, made tools to measure things at JGR. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've offered uh, plenty of other tools to to yeah. use if they uh, in the future. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think they definitely checked more things this year than they have. I agree. Yeah, probably ever. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and really, you know, even how they, they put that out there, you know, the penalties that, that came from, I think, people like you wondering. I think it started because somebody on the show was saying that they got fined and they didn't. So then yeah, um, we are more, you know, we talked about that. I told Pelletier, and then he actually said that's a good idea. So you can go up and look at penalties now on the AMA every week. Yep. So getting more open. I know this year they gave uh, results from drug testing to the riders, which they've never done, um, and pretty quickly. I think within two weeks. So they are making improvements. And I mean, and everyone's Paul, gonna yeah, yeah. not be perfect, but as long as you know you keep yeah. working at it. And and, and Paul, you've been working with, with yeah, I can, too. I can uh, vouch yeah. for Mike too. Like that guy's passionate and yeah. he's trying to make a difference. And we've all been in that paddock for a number of years, and we've gone through Steve Whitlock and and Duke Finch and yeah. all these he's different the guys guy that we we've had. had. He's yep. far and away yep. the best guy we've had, and yep. I think he is yep. making an impact. But he's an inherited a broken, hated thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. like, um, I think it's just it's going to move slow. Yeah, I've heard plenty of bitching J Bone yeah. in the paddock about the teardown after the races, and I'm like, eh, well, sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you're like, well, yeah. At least they did it. I mean, they used to take my. They took my frame for a couple of weeks before, back in the '90s. So yeah, it used to happen. We haven't done that yet. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I think it, I think it's awesome. We've, it's it's a know, good change. Yeah. Um, it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Really. Listen, like, there's like millions you, of dollars at stake here. This is professional yeah. racing. Yeah. 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 And, and you're all, you're never gonna get. I mean, there's you know I'm sure people on the weekend that were happy with things, but. That's that's the way it's going to go. Like I try to, the fairest that I can give my opinion, and that's mm-hmm. why it's nice to have other people there as their opinion, and then you vote, and it's what yeah. it is. Yeah. And sometimes it goes the way I want it to. Sometimes it doesn't. But 
it's still I like that it's not a one person and if they really did something and we all if we got it wrong or not if we all agree they did something then yeah that's yeah. that's the way it is mm-hmm. at least there's a we came to an answer that day too mm-hmm. I like yep you watch the film um, you watch the film you yeah, come to an study, answer you we, voted right all of it yeah we try to look at different angles really look you know yep. like if it's a red cross like you know some of the riders get bummed about that yeah it sucks like i mean the funny thing is today david evans uh called roy jansen today as a matter of fact because we were joking around talking about this stuff and we pulled up a letter that we sent him when josh grant jumped on a uh back then it was the yellow red uh slash yep yep and grant says he didn't know that it had a red slash whether I know that or not, that's the story he gave us. So we went for it full on mm-hmm. to back him up because yep. that's what you're supposed to do. But uh, anyway, so we read the letter today and we're like, wow, we were kind of, that was kind of gnarly. Like, it was in 2009. <laughs> like it was not that cool. Like if I was him, I'd have been bummed to get that, that yeah. letter. But, yep. um, you know, you do what you have to do. And, um, um, you know, we have people defending when they come in. That's what they're supposed to do. But, yeah. you know, you just have to be professional about it both ways. And then what the call is, the call is. So, yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's been it's been fine. Like I, you know, times I don't love it, but it's it's actually interesting, kind of like being an investigator. It's kind of cool. I like yeah, I, listen, I don't trying to really did. Did we like we look at too? not just what the writer did, like. Did the uh, lights come on? Did the flagger do his job right? Was a flag out there? Was it to his side? Like, if mm-hmm. they screwed up, then we're going to look at that, too. Like, you know, there's been a few things that we're like, well, they didn't really do that good enough, so they probably didn't see that. But we make sure we try to watch and see if they see it. Because they're all going to say they didn't. Right, yeah, absolutely, yeah, everyone, right? That's what you have to do, yeah. No, for sure. What did you think of the SMX, the debut of the SMX race in Charlotte? What would you What did you like? What do you think you should fix? What, you know, all of it. Um, I actually liked it. I thought it was cool because the fans are up close. Like, obviously, you know, you could probably do a a cooler track at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, but mm-hmm. you know, you're further away, kind of like a Daytona feel. I think it's. I think this was cool because you're right there. I think it was great for the fans because it was high speed, which. Probably not great for the riders, but as a fan perspective, I thought it was awesome. You know, maybe a little too one line would be the only negative I would say. Mm-hmm. Just the way that they kind of crisscross through there, and then, um, you know, I'm happy it didn't seem like there's many injuries. That seemed pretty good. That's the only thing. You know, looking at it from the beginning, what would would be the concern? But it was fine. Weather turned out awesome. If the weatherman didn't say it was going to rain the whole time, I think there'd have been way more people there. It still was great. Yeah, I think it was like ninety-eight percent sold out or something. Like it was good. I was happy to see the fans came. Like I had people from our shop today when I was walking in telling mm-hmm. me that they don't know anything about it, but they loved it and they thought that the guys looked fit and couldn't believe that like Roxon was like gone and they're like, why did his bike? Like, do the tires go away? Does the bike not work as good at the end? Like, does that is that fitness? What is that? Yeah. Like, it was pretty funny because in car racing, it yeah. really is all the you're car. Like, you know, the tires go away. It's not so much fitness. Yeah, you're like, it's like, hard work, man. It, riding yeah. a dirt bike. Like, it's it's <laughs> definitely yeah. It's it's the majority of the riders, so it is pretty crazy, but cool for them to see that, notice that, mm-hmm. and you know, talk about it. So, I mean, everyone as far as a fan loved it. 
yeah. you know, I don't know what the, you know what anyone in the industry that wrote it. I didn't have to write it. Yeah. But. Uh, I'll tell you what, I put on my, I tweeted after Saturday night, I said, uh, not a home run, some things they need to fix, some really cool things, blah, blah, blah. And uh, again, it's social media, so you never quite know what to get. I was overwhelmed by how many positive tweets I got in reply saying people loved it. Hmm. And like, again, it's social media, so. Yeah, that's cool. That's a hard place to please It's a hard place to please people. I would say it was 80-20. I loved it. Great race, cool. Yeah. Like it was a hit for people on my Twitter. Yeah, yeah. so that's good. All the people locally that I know mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, there wasn't anyone that didn't like it. I would say the only thing, you know, there wasn't a passing. But I mean, I said, "Bull, you tell me the outdoors was better." I mean, Jet led every race except for like one. I think Bud's Creek. Maybe it looked like he might get beat, and he didn't. Yeah. So, right. I mean, I thought the outdoors were less passing than that. Right. Well, I mean, no, I'd go further back, but it was 20. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, so let, let me ask you this, uh, J-Bone, and this is something that's passionate for me. I've yelled and screamed about it on my show for a long time. How do we fix 250 Supercross? How do, what do we do? What, what, so like Savachi's trying to, Savachi point, Savachi's like one of like. Yeah, when you point out, you're not supposed to be able to go back. To but, me, when you move yourself up, that's the only time. Like, I helped Nicoletti move down a class. Yeah. And we had to write this whole thing of why. She has moved down, and too. I, yeah. I felt like he moved up because he didn't have a ride. Same with, like, when uh, Hartraft moved up. Mm-hmm. When you move up because you don't have a ride, which happens, I think that's different than pointing out. That's my own opinion. Right. They might, you know, they could do whatever they want. They could change the rule, whatever. But so it's you- always... You know, been thought that if you get po- if you point out to me, you you were in there long enough to do something. But what if you change the rules? And I'm not saying I side with Savachi here because uh, you know, again, but he he's saying like th- their camp is saying, well, look, under the rules now, he wouldn't have pointed yeah, out. He would be fine now. He would yeah. be fine. So, like in a case of like Savachi, he's like one of, like, three guys to, like, point out without winning a championship, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I get – and I'm not siding with him, but I think – I mean, we got riders – we used to have riders skipping races, right, to not point out. We yep. the, the best thing you could do in our sport, literally yeah, – Who did uh, that? Davalos forever? Oh, J-Mark did it. Davalos <laughs> did it. Yeah. Listen, I think, the best yeah. thing you could do in our sport, outside of being a top 540 guy, the best thing you could do is be a top 250 rider that gets injured – and, and doesn't point out a 250 Supercross. You will make yeah. 500 grand a You'll year. You'll make more money than you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then you race the half the sure. races, and then you get yeah. hurt or you stay home. How is it that a regional title guy is the most coveted part in our sport outside of five 450 riders? So, to me, the system's broken. Uh, it's, it's tougher than ever to point out now. Now it's like winning a championship is it. Winning two yeah. of them is basically it. And then you're gone. So... I get that, but like, how do we fix 250 Supercross? Or do you think, Jay Bone, it's good? No, I mean, I think you always have to look at things, but the hardest part is you can't, like every every rule, there's going to be something that we don't like that didn't work for someone. And that happens every weekend. But you have to go off of what everyone agreed on and what the rule says for that. And then I think everyone as a as a industry and team need to talk about it again and see like this does mm-hmm. it need to change and that is what they do they have a little committee mm-hmm. they have meetings and they talk about things like you know when we were at Bud's Creek and they had that red flag and Deegan was way out front and everyone knew the right thing was not to restart that race but that is what the rule said 
Yeah. So yeah. kept, you know, like, you know, even Lars from Honda showed me the rule going, I know it says to restart, but I'm fine with them staggering. Because it's safer. We all know that. Yeah. But, we had to, but in the end, you have to go with the rule says. And they go, all right, so we will. This is definitely something. We, yeah, it'll you change. Know, that's what Pelletier's good. He writes notes that he's going to look at the rule when it's time to rewrite them, which they just did that for this SMX series. Is a good time to look at all these rules and make some changes, and then they'll look at it again after these, see what changes they're going to do for next year. But they're all ones that they don't just wing it on their own. The AMA comes up with a rule. Like mm-hmm. they do talk to teams and other people and and people i wouldn't say necessarily vote but they all have a voice of what is the right thing to do for the sport because we're all in it like i would say that's the one thing covid did do when we didn't race for a little bit when we did come back to race feld mx sports ama and all the teams did realize they have to work together because before that you were all on your own Mm -hmm. the team didn't care about anyone that they didn't care if you showed up to the race. They weren't going to help you. Like it's definitely it made everyone realize it could go away real quick. And you're not a like for us. We were a team at that point. And I'm like, we can't get, we can't be a race team without racing. So there's mm-hmm. no money coming in if we don't go racing. Yep. So everyone did finally have to work together. So you know there is like now there's group texts between all the managers and all that. Uh, most of them, I wouldn't say all. I'd say most. And they, everyone has more of a voice than they than they had. You know, the, the, even for me, when I go to the race, they want me to talk to privateers. They want me to talk to different people. Like if there's a track change, it's not just because one guy said it. I need to go get the majority to see if they all feel the same way. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, they all have a different opinion. So right. you can't just go change something because this guy doesn't like the whoops because that's what happens. Or he, that jump sketchy for them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like can't it. ask Blake Clayson because he wants to leave it. <laughs> Always, he wants it sketchy, <laughs> right? No, I, I, but, but I, like I go it. get his opinion. Like, yeah. like I think, I think they're definitely, you know, no matter what, as long as Pelletier is involved, I think they will keep improving all the time. But it does take time, like you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing an event for 24 years, and every year I make notes of something I can do better next time. But you learn something new every mm-hmm. every year. So if I did an event every you know, 31 weekends a year like we do now, you would learn something every time. And I'm sure they all do that. You know what's crazy is that, that restart rule at Bud's. Yeah. Why did we ever think that was good? Why did we, like, and I'm not coming down to the AMA because we never looked at it, but, I, I mean, in my yeah. life, and I can only think of races that are either red flag only, through, through early, yeah. and we ended it, yeah. or yeah. a full I've, restart in, th- in the first three laps or I've, first turn crash. I've never seen a red flag so times. deep. Yeah. It. Into the race, yeah, maybe it's happened ever. once or something. They they told me Canards crash at Washougal, but it, was that even yeah. before we were staggering guys in Supercross? Because the, the staggering thing yeah, in Supercross is fairly new too, and that's why I think it came yeah. up at Bud's Creek is because we had never seen it done outdoors. Because mm-hmm. you never get a red flag past halfway outdoors. No, never. They, you can always the, access uh, the track and if yeah, someone's hurt or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, normally it's a long lap, so they have a lot of time to get the rider off the track. So they typically don't do that. So they haven't yeah. looked at that in a long time. Yeah, and they felt like doing forty riders on a stagger is what they're worried about. Which yeah, which I, know, I, I agree. I get that. Yeah. Once we said that, and we're all talking through it at the. But that's what was cool is at the end of the day, everyone talked to each other, agreeing that that might not be the right rule anymore. Yeah, and everyone you know trying to come up with a solution. It's and, just crazy to me that. 
everyone was yeah. like, yeah, full restart after 20 minutes. Hold on. Wait, what? That that sucks. That's, yeah, a, that's a terrible yeah. idea. But yeah. it just never happened before. We never thought about it. So, Well, what's funny yeah. is we all thought it was 15 minutes, and it's actually 20. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's like, oh, you only needed 35 more seconds. No, really, you needed more than that. Yeah, but. Yeah. But yeah, that's I would think halfway should be fine in my mind, but that's not what the rule says. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So I'm glad we're going to go to like a like a like a line them up and then start one at a time, point the flag, you yep. know, that sounds what, what we're going to do, and that's way more fair than a full yeah. restart after yeah. 15. Yeah, Deegan really did get screwed. Oh, that 100%. Yeah. yeah. That sucks to leave 15 minutes of a race and have to do another And he was start. gone, dude. 7 yeah. second lead. That's yeah. awful. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. uh, brutal. Uh, Renegade Race Fuel bringing you Jeremy Albrecht on the show. Whether it's Will Hahn or Justin Brayton winning championships with it or the Firepower Honda guys now, uh, RenegadeRaceFuel.com, looking for dealers and distributors. And, uh, yeah, really great stuff. Jeremy Albrecht on the show brought to you by Renegade. Um, all right, J-Bone, before we let you go, though, we gotta, uh, we got to bring in our next guest here because he's someone that you know well. <laughs> What's up, Phil? How are you? Steven, how are we tonight? J-Bone filled it up, jumped up, all the jumps. Phil? He jumped all the jumps. <laughs> Oh, what uh, up, I was Who won the LCQ? What's yep. up? Yep. Uh, I see him. Yeah. He had a good. Yeah. He had a good line in the back. The split lane uh, was good for you, Phil. Good job. Yeah, I lucked. I lucked out. Only time in history, I think, a split lane actually worked out. You know, Darkfish <laughs> couldn't figure <laughs> they out. They did which a good lane job with that one. Yeah. 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 We yeah, just had actually, we had Sexton on, and, and Paul made a mention that. Yeah. How come Dartfish just didn't be like, hey, everyone, go over the bridge or whatever? Yeah. Like, it changed all. <laughs> yeah. Based on conditions, that's cool. You know. Yeah, I just I just think it got so rough they couldn't really tell which way was faster or not, you know, yeah. between main events. So it's kind of yeah, it's kind of interesting. So I uh, I lucked out because the guys told me right before that I think Nice made a quick pass and going under before the LCQ, and I'm just like, man, I haven't gone there in four practices, so um, I might as well try it the first lap of the LCQ. So <laughs> try to work that out, you know. Why not so. try it the first lap? You know. You, you know what Chase yeah. Chase told us uh, qualifying, he went uh, under it, and then in all day on Friday he went under. Oh yeah, it. he was up back and forth. All and day then and then Saturday that. every or sorry practice Friday, oh. Under it, you're gonna get it wrong. I am gonna get it wrong, and then <laughs> whatever he reversed. It, yes, whatever he, did. he changed yeah. all day. Yeah. Yes, he changed point. all day. Is what his point was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it was he stayed the same for every race until yeah he changed it at the next race. So it was weird. Um, hey, uh, J-, J Bone, you have not run into any discipline with Phil yet, have you? No, I know. I haven't. I'm waiting for I'm this day. I'm happy about that. Actually, I am waiting for this day when he has to get called into the he semi. He get mad at me though. We. Last year when I was doing it for the first time, I think, was it – who jumped on you, Phil? Was it Fortner? Yeah, Fortner in Minneapolis. Yeah, so yeah. I went and showed I went and showed Phil the, Phil the video because he was yelling at him. And then I had to tell him that I don't think he did on purpose, and he didn't agree with me. So we, we, we talked about that for a bit. But it wasn't really something Phil did except for he yelled at him. Yeah. Like, hey, leave the kid alone. Yeah, we but, yeah. we got a great kick out of that too. Phil's return to the 250 class, and he's yelling at Forkner <laughs> right away. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I just I want to be in the in the rig when Phil gets hauled in, and Thule and Mike and J Bone are sitting there, and he's just like, "Fuck you, J Bone, you're <laughs> and yeah, whatever Thule, you never. don't know how to ride. Why are you telling me and making rules?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll for sure. Yeah, he'll let me have it. Ain't gonna change it though. No, no, yeah. no, you can you can go at it. No, All I know is no, he will not be as bad at me okay. as he was at Gallagher when he got mad at him for jumping up that 
uh, stepped oh, on John. What yeah. Was that Toronto? Uh, and you had to ride no, the LCQ? Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, Gallagher hit me hard on that one. <laughs> bad. Uh, really bad. Because he made it yeah. out of the heat. And then uh, it was like this step-up thing mm-hmm. onto like a over-under. And there's yeah. no way you can roll it. And he told Phil that he should have rolled it. And he went like, I thought he was going to fight him. <laughs> yeah. Like it was really bad. You fucking yeah. roll it, Gallagher. I'll no, give you the, here's the bike. Go roll it yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. That's exactly what I told Gallagher, too. I think you did. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, that thing yeah. is a, yeah, yeah, it was an over-under that was a step-up. And I'm like, dude, if I was to roll that, that's a death trap. Like, I'm not coming yeah. out of that. Yeah, because you know? the single to it was straight down on the backside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. wouldn't have worked, but um, yeah. And that's yeah. something. After that, we do look at that nowadays. Yeah, oh, I'm <laughs> probably just for that reason because I almost. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's stuck in my brain. Gallagher's. Yeah, we almost attended Gallagher's funeral on Sunday. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and what about hey, uh, J Bone? Were you were you representing Phil with the Canfield flip off? Also, no. Uh, oh, that was uh, that was Bobby Hewitt. And oh, was that Hewitt? Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was after me. Okay, all right. That yeah. was another good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he went nuclear that. on Canfield as well really? one time. So, uh, good times. So it was a it was a JJ happy guy you are, huh, Phil? What's that? I said, happy guy you are, huh, Phil? Yeah, I'm always happy. But I figured uh, you'd, be, you'd <laughs> turn into less of a hothead, Phil, as you're starting to get older here. No, I I you're am. Just getting I grumpier, I, I think. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Stuff doesn't bother me as much anymore. But it's uh, I'm getting I'm getting a little more mellow. You're learning, right? What's learning to control? You're learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a little time, (laughs) you know. That's right. Doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) But uh, they had it was a JGR reunion, J Bone at uh, Charlotte this weekend. I think I saw every past employee that was there. All still current employees at the cup shop. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, Yeah, it was nice. Ty went out on Friday, and he got to see a lot of lot of you guys. So that was really cool. Mm -hmm. He got Mm -hmm. to watch. He hadn't watched really. uh, Oh, Ty went. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. He had to fly the race Saturday to his race, so he couldn't couldn't stay. But he did go Friday to check it out. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I saw Mitchell Key, uh, yep. Johnny Oler came by, Patty Barker. Uh, obviously, Mr. Dean was there. Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, Dennis and I heard. I didn't see Bundy, but I heard Bundy showed up. Oh, oh Bundy! Yeah. Smoke, yes, yeah, Smokey was talking to Shane Drew under the Honda rig. You know, so, <laughs> is he is he okay? Is Bundy all right? Like he, he had a real big. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah, is he and fine? He's, is he good? Uh, he's good. He couldn't walk. He had like a walker there for a bit, but he hmm. had some surgery, and I think he's. I don't know how he looks, Phil. I didn't see him, yeah, but I heard he's I doing mean, better. It's okay. I mean, Bundy's as shot out as ever, but he's still he's managing. He's managing it. We're well, lucky know. he's here, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he had a what is that? Like a widowmaker or something? I'm pretty sure yeah, he, he went in or out a few times. Yeah, it was it was yeah, gnarly. He actually but. did. Yeah. Yeah, they brought him back like three times. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's heavy. Uh, hey, J-Bone, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the time tonight. Appreciate it. Good job. You nice talking it. to you on the weekends. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you at uh, – we'll Hey, you guys, have fun. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. See have you, fun, J-Bone. See you. Yep, good luck. Right, see you, Jeremy. All right, that's, uh, that's Jeremy Albrecht, everybody. Phil Nicoletti, our buddy Phil, brought to you by ORW. This is the butt patch on the back of Phil's butt. Dean Wilson now, ORW guy also. I saw that. Yeah.
Huh. That's yeah, such a Truman deal. Well, well, I'll tell you the details. Yeah, I'll I don't just, know anything I'll, I'll about t- this. I'll tell you the details off the air. Okay. It is such a Truman move. Okay. But uh, it happened. <laughs> okay. And our buddy Thomas, of course, big part of the ORW guys, offroadwarehouse.com. Code is PulpMX. They're staffed by a knowledgeable, experienced team, plus they install everything they sell. So, uh, yeah, thanks to the folks at offroadwarehouse.com. Code PulpMX to save. Uh, thanks, Philip, for coming on. You are an SMX specialist, I guess, crushing the LCQ, <laughs> and you finished – I think, yeah, basically seven spots higher than you were seated going in. So a good day for you. Yeah, it was okay. Um, obviously, yeah, LCQ was the most stressful point of the day. Um, but, I mean, it was, it was okay. It really wasn't wasn't too terrible. And then, uh, yeah, Mains, yeah, 14, 13. I, I probably maybe should have finished 11th this second moto, but mm-hmm. uh, Freddie was rolling pretty good, and he got me midway through this second moto. And then uh, – Masterpool, obviously, he's been struggling um, physically, and he was kind of fading there at the end. So I, I should have had him, but yep. um, yeah, it was okay. Fourteen, thirteen, four. The way the day was, you know, starting out, which they're all going to start out that way. So I kind of have to yeah. fucking get used to it. But uh, embrace it, embrace yeah, the extra track time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did they take three from yours or four? Did it take three or four from yours? Ah, uh, three, three. Yeah, like forward, I like forward, make it nice. But. Jerry was quicker than you in one practice. You were the fastest in the other practice, and I think you were number two in that one. So, like, I do feel like uh, you know, like these, you know, you're a veteran guy. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but uh, nothing's easy. But yeah, you got to feel good about your odds uh, coming through the LCQ in the next two. Also, I mean, I would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the guys I'm racing with, like, yeah, I mean, they're they're not factory guys, but they still know how to ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's it's still you have to be at the right place at the right time. I mean, anything can happen. Go into the first corner and talk to Fran, or true. you know, yeah, who, who the fuck knows? You know, right. so there is no there is no guarantee when you line up for that. So, um, but for the most part, the guys that are on that line, I would assume are somewhat respectable. You know, I don't think anyone's really going to kill somebody. You right. know, I mean, <laughs> unless they do it on accident. Um, Freddie, so yeah, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, uh, well, actually, Freddie's not going to the LCQ. I was trying to think of a guy in the LCQ no. that could accidentally uh, uh, kill you, but nobody comes to mind. Um, no, no. There's no A-Ray, you know, there's no A-Ray, no. there's no Freddie. Yeah, none of that. No, and I can't even talk crap because Freddie was, the second moto, Freddie was fucking rolling. And he was rolling the first moto, too. He, he yeah. rode really, really good on the weekend. So um, I, I, I can't knock Fred on that one. So the outdoor, he's more of an SMX specialist at the moment than I am. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say more outdoor flavor probably helped him he, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. He he, he rode really well. So it was, I was like, man, dude, Fred, I, I got nothing for you right now, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> you know? So, but so, yeah, it was, it was all right. Did we, uh, you were standing outside the Honda truck or Yamaha truck trying to get Gilly to come out to help you with suspension. Did you ever get it figured out? I was going to go talk to you at the end of the race, but you ditched the media obligations, which is sad. How did you feel about your suspension? I was there for an hour, and you never came by, so I must have been last on the totem pole. You were but, not there for uh, an hour. There's no way you were there for an hour. I, I was I was there for almost an hour. Oh, now it's know. almost an hour. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty pretty damn close. Um, <laughs> but no, I went over to talk to Gilly. He, uh, yeah, he blew me off. Number two takes up way too much time, apparently, to come mm-hmm. out and talk to an old friend. Yep. Um, yep. And, Sad. Like I said, I just wanted to say hi to Gilly because I haven't seen him in six months because he's been in hiding. Well, he didn't, he didn't come races. out when Ferrandis was at the races, so. 
<laughs> no, he did not. You know, but now that Phil and Cooper there, he can come say hi. But we didn't come say hi. No, nope, so, nope. um, I did see him pushing the wheel cart a little bit. So um, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get any questions answered on my suspension. But uh, I really wasn't that far off anyway. So I was kind of okay. Well, so, we, so Paul and I opened up the show. I, I mean, dude, everyone I talked to, Phil hated their bike, hated their setup. It didn't work. I mean, apparently the motocross section was very rough. You guys are all yeah. on Supercross stuff. Uh, Chase yeah. was on earlier, and I mentioned I mentioned to Chase, like, hey, how about going, you know, between a motocross and a Supercross? And he said, well, you know, he's doing that four in the rhythm. He's like, there's yeah, no way you exactly. want motocross no. stuff for that. So what do you think? Like, what's the answer? Like, why did so many guys, and, I, and you, can include, you can include yourself in this, but why did so many guys miss the mark, and how do you fix it, if at all? Or is it just that well, that's it? There, that's it. There, there is there is no mark. It's either one or the other. Okay. Hi, hybrid, hybrid does not work. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry to say because no matter what, you get sickos like Chase, Jet, Ferrandis, all these mm-hmm. guys that, you know, want to go quad, triple quad in a rhythm lane, and you have to have Supercross stuff to do that. If you want to go more of a hybrid setup, that's fine, but you're not going to be doing that rhythm lane, yep, you know? Yep. Um, you just have to deal with the sniff, stiffness and the ruts and the high-speed chatter, you know? But I'm going to tell you what, Sunday I woke up, I was more sore after <laughs> SMX <laughs> than I was Ironman. Chase just, just told us yeah. that. Chase Is that from Ryan? Yeah. your Supercross setting through all these bumps? Yeah. It had to be. Like, yeah. my wrist, my joints, my ankle. I was fucking wrecked. Yeah. Wrecked. You know, I stepped out of bed Sunday morning and I about fucking fell over. You know, I was like, <laughs> what the hell? You know, but yeah, I just think the stiff, rigid stuff and yeah, I don't know, all the high speed sections and stuff, it just, yeah, beat, beats the piss out of you, you know? Wow. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I, I don't really care, to be honest with you, Phil. Like, you guys need no, to figure it out. Like, it, no, and, and I, either I you do. give up some in the rhythm or you give up some in the bumps and you figure it out. No. No, I I need to survive the rhythm. I can handle my stuff in the rough stuff. You know, yeah, there you go. I guess uh, it's kind of it is it is what it is, and and not only that, but like the back the moto sections, like the over under and that double kind of right before we're deep or after the big double after the finish line uh, down into that belly. Like even if you had outdoor stuff there, like did you would bottom so hard because the G out and the ruts in the bottom of that transition transition were. They were fucking gnarly, yeah. you know. Like I don't even know how to explain it. So, yeah, there's no, there's no in between. And I was looking at the track map at Chicago, and it's going to be the same thing. You need to hold up for the faces. So looks like uh, looks like more motoy though, right? Chicago. Uh, it does, but it all depends on the the faces of the jumps and how fast you're going and stuff. You know, you know, more speed requires more hold up and. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think uh just going to be kind of stuck with it. And I'm actually, to be honest, I'm a little bit on the softer side because I'm actually running my 250 setting from last year or even okay. really the past two years. So I was pretty soft for the Supercross rhythm, but outdoors I was kind of, you yeah. know, I was obviously still too stiff, but I think I was softer than everybody else. So um, You were making it work. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's something with rebound or – uh, something that can help get make the wheel fall to the ground a little bit better, but um, that's for the suspension guys. I'm not in that department, so I would hate to be in their job at the moment. Yeah, yeah we this wonder, is a tough one for them. Yeah, we wonder what it's going to be yeah. like for them this I week. I mean, that's a thankless job, regardless. They're by, no yeah, one ever yeah, says, exactly. "Oh, everything's perfect. Don't touch nothing." I don't think they ever hear that. So, like, they're always no, chasing no, their tails, and now no, it's just no. they're probably going to have to take four caps off more 
for this yeah, than, yeah. than screwdrivers. Yeah. I think uh, whenever I did an evaluation sheet on suspension, even if I thought my suspension was real good, it's like an evaluation of like one to five, five being the best. I don't think I ever gave my suspension a five. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Just to make sure, just in case I did suck the next week, I could at least yep. blame something. You know, <laughs> If you guys would have gave me a five, hey, I wouldn't have sucked. Ch- Ch- yeah, exactly. <laughs> At Yamaha, Chad said that. He, he, still, he told somebody... I don't know who it was. He said, never tell them that's perfect. Never. Never tell them. Because they'll give up. They'll, yeah. yeah. They'll just be they'll like, just, oh, you said it was perfect. I guess yep. we're good now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Last week it was great. Now this week it sucks. Well, yeah. They're like, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So fix it. <laughs> Phil, you, you know? should listen to my post-race stuff. I mean, guys are just fucking railing on their bike setup, you know? So, really? Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was nuts. No one was stoked on it at all. So, I mean, realistically, I mean, do but- they really think it was going to work anyway? I don't know, man. But we always get to Hangtown every year, and everyone bitches there, yeah, too. Yeah, so, yeah. like, it's the first race of a new I always thing, found, and it's, you're going to need to make more changes. I thought. always found High Point, because we tested at Glen Helen and Cahia. Well, so yeah. the stuff worked okay at Hangtown and Glen Helen. We got to High Point, and then was, everyone's shit's too soft. My bike's unrideable. Yeah, yeah. You're, I'm too deep in the yeah, stroke yeah, yeah. for this sticky dirt yeah. and these trans... Yeah, it's, yeah. you're always chasing yeah. it. Uh, Phil, what yeah. was up with the opening ceremonies? You guys just rode around outside? Like, I don't know, but I'm not fucking showing up for next week's opening ceremony. <laughs> what was up with that? that? I didn't, I didn't really was get an that. absolute waste of my time. Waste of my <laughs> What'd time. What'd they do? They one, just... Uh, go ahead, Phil. Th- yeah. No, one, they I didn't even know I had to do it. I was hanging over out in the Honda rig, and Hunter, Chase, and Jet are getting ready for opening ceremonies. And then all of a sudden, like, I didn't have service there, and then, like, weird, like, got a text it was just like hey you're in opening ceremonies in five minutes and i'm like huh i'm like no one discussed this with me or anything so like i walk back to the semi truck and like everybody's like rushing around to get geared up and like yeah you need to be up there and do opening ceremonies and this and that. i'm like all right and i yeah. get up there sat up there for 30 minutes literally rode around the stadium <laughs> i didn't drink i didn't have any water i didn't eat anything during that time i just yeah it was fucked they, up. So they just had I, them yeah, they just had them come yeah. out, Paul, and just yeah. ride on the concrete. All the Say their the name. whole the whole four hundred and fifty field. Yeah, just ride yeah. on the concrete around the outside and wave to fans. It was yeah. introducing your playoff contenders, man. It was very odd. Is Chicago a night race? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, we're back. Oh, it is a night race. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know looking, nothing, man. I was looking for a flight out after Chicago's a United hub. Yeah, so I was trying like, to oh, get out at yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, I just. Fight uh, fight spirit okay. this week. What a United mess. had a rough week. Must be tough being a United customer. It, they look, no one's. I don't run into this stuff. No, at Delta. yes you do. No, yes, if the do. plane breaks, they pick me up at a Porsche and take me to a different. Oh one. really? Okay, yeah, yeah I, I highly doubt that. <laughs> um, Phil Nicoletti here brought to you by ORW. Uh, Pulpamex is the code to save offroadwarehouse.com. Uh, they got stores all across America. And, uh, yeah, code Pulpamex to save at offroadwarehouse.com. Uh, Phil, we do have a question for you from John here on the line. Uh, let's go to him. John, what's your question for Phil Nicoletti? Hey, first up, I want to say I think it's bullshit that Gilly didn't have the time for our 250 LCQ winner. I think he needs to uh, rearrange his priorities. The number two can wait. I mean, he's a mid, you know, top 10, 450 guy. Yeah. Whatever. I agree. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of 250 LCQs, do we have a stat on, like, the oldest 250 LCQ winners? Are you – got to be somewhere no, towards he, the top of the list. John, right? guy. John, he wrote 450s. He was four That's my bad. Marty yeah, has all the 250 old Mar- yeah, Mar- stats Mar- anyway. Marty has 250 <laughs> uh, age yeah. limit. 
So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah Mar- Marty's got that on lock. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, LCQs, LC- Heats, Mains, all yeah, of it. Yeah, Points all leaders, of it. all of it. Um, yeah, no, I, Phil, I thought you wrote really well. Uh, your teammate, Marchbanks, though, dude, he went from 19th to 11th in the first one and like 16th to 10th in the second one. He was fur- probably further mm-hmm. back than that even. Uh, he had about mm-hmm. the fifth or sixth best lap times looking at his times. Uh, yeah. Marchbanks was on it, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't. Uh, I, yeah, I don't understand the start situations. Um, it's like every single weekend we go through the same pattern where it's like, yeah, let's start from thirtieth and come to eighth or nineteenth and come to sixth. It's just like, why, you know? Um, yeah, I don't. I, yeah. He was on it, yeah. but Phil, if he yeah. hole shots, does he ride that good from the front? I don't. With guys up his ass, like, or does is he just the type that needs that first lap to sort himself out, and then he finds his flow and he hauls ass the whole time? Yeah, I think he needs that first lap, and I think it's kind of like you know, I don't know. It's, I mean, he looks better going from first to sixth than he does going from nineteenth to eighth. You know? Oh, I would agree with that. I think yeah, a lot no, of people disagree, but I always no agree that it's them. better yeah. to lead laps and yeah, fade I than it know. is to come from the back and get the same spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no one, no one's. No one's passing as many guys as Garrett unless it's like Jet or Chase, to be honest with you, um, coming mm-hmm. through the pack uh, this past weekend. I mean, Garrett passed a lot of pretty decent guys, you know? So, yeah, I don't I don't know what the deal is with that whole situation. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm at a loss of words. <laughs> he rode well. Now. Yeah, he rode well. I'd love yeah. to talk to him, but yeah. he left, too. So, the Club MX guy yeah. just left. Yeah, yeah. He did rip, though. He was going fast. Yep. Yeah, we um, were there for a while. So, what uh, what's up with Enzo? What's going on with the recovery? Obviously, the World Supercross today just announced that those three rounds are canceled. We kind of knew that was coming, anyways. Uh, what's mm-hmm. up? What's up with Enzo, brother? Your brother-in-law? Chilling. Uh, he's in yeah in Brazil. Um, yeah, shoulder surgery's going okay. He did. Um, he's just kind of getting back on the bike now, doing a little you know mm-hmm. uh, turn track stuff, but. Uh, his city actually just got flooded really, really bad down there, so his track got washed away and whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, I would assume soon he'd probably be back. But now since, yeah, SMX yeah. is out for a while, or, or not SMX, more or less X is done yeah. for a while. I don't, I don't really Careful. know what to, Careful. what the plan Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know what the plan is at the moment. So I, I thought you were uh, advising him to stay the AMA route. Uh, well. And race outdoors I, and. I mean, I, I, I tried, but I mean, <laughs> like talking to a yeah. concrete wall. So I don't know. He like, he likes supercross and, and world supercross. It, it, yeah. It did, but this world supercross thing is maybe too good. I to be agree. True. Well, that's a lot of people thought that, you know, um, you know, a lot of people sat out outdoors for it. So yeah, it's kind of a, it's a weird situation, but with three, Three rounds being canceled. A lot of guys looking for, you know, that was pretty big payday for people. And now they're not getting that anymore. You know, I mean, that's kind of a serious loss of revenue for Mm -hmm. guys. And, um, yeah, I don't know how you go about any of that stuff. So, um, especially if you're getting paid per round and now you don't have those rounds. Mm -hmm. So if you were salary based, I don't know, maybe be a little bit different, but, uh, yeah, that would uh, that would cut me deep a little bit. I thought it was funny. You talked to Savachi, you talked to Nichols, and you talked to Shane, and they all have vastly different stories of what happened with Rick oh, Ware yeah. and <laughs> who's paying and what's happening and where they're yeah. going. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you have two Rick Ware guys out there riding, but then the other Rick Ware guy is like 
nope, can't go. Yeah. You know, which I, you know. Yeah, I mean, to, to each story, their own. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, but, I don't know. I mean, is that how their contracts are drawn up? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, really dude. know. You know, I just I sometimes shame, like shame. Phil like I'm yeah. I'm trying to cover a professional sport as a media guy and you're just like what the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like is Shane and Nichols salaried and Joey's just a it, you know per round guy or it, what? I don't and know. Shane's got all Mobile One. He's on Mobile One out, and Nichols has got yeah. uh, Bubba Pauly's team with a little Mobile One. I don't. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. He was had a pretty big. Mobile one, yeah, big, pretty big right? One. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it yeah, was smaller. Yeah, I think so, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But Colt looks a little more. I don't know. Colt looks a little more factory than Shane does at the moment. I don't. I don't know. One's on the Yamaha. One. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I can't even keep up. <laughs> and then the Hill Brothers showed up on a Yamaha and a Cowie, but they rode KTM's yeah. for Tedder and Supercross. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just like what the fuck, you know? Like, yeah, I can't keep up with any of it. So, yeah. uh, regardless, but at least they're out there racing, and um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they get the best of both worlds: SMX and WSX. So um, at least they get money somewhere. Yeah. So you're are you like look look you got, you got injured in Supercross right? You missed uh, most of Supercross and, and first part of the outdoors. Are you happy with these three races? I got a sense, and Paul and I will talk about it in a little bit. Like I talked to teams and mechanics and crew chiefs that are like, Ugh, like just they can't. It's just another thing to get up for, and it's I know it's only one extra race if you. If MX Sports and Feld people tell, will tell you it's one extra race, you know. The paddock's tired, though. I, yeah, the paddock's tired. How are you, Phil? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I myself, yeah, I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't racing, but I still went through a fucking gnarly injury. Yeah. And I still had to claw my way back to try and get fit again. So mm-hmm. it's not like, even though I wasn't racing, I was still grinding trying to sure. get myself back, you know. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a double-edged sword. And, um so you're good with this, and for the most part, though these three races. I mean, yeah, because the money. I mean, it's the, it's the money. You know exactly. what I mean. So it's now it's fun to get money in the sport, but we're gonna bitch because there's too many, you know, more yeah, races. Yeah. So it's just like, well, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I really want the fuck. money. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, I, I I can't complain. Like, because it's it, it's good for the sport. But at the same time, it's like mm-hmm. January to the end of September. It's a fucking dig, you know? Yeah, um, it is, yeah. yeah but you just, just got don't. 13th, and if you continue to stay there, you're going to make thirty-five grand. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, i got to race every fucking LCQ, which... You'll be can fine. I, can I, can, can, yeah, there. I know, but can I complain <laughs> about this a little a little bit? Oh, of course. Why, <laughs> why do I have to fucking race the LCQ every round? Because you I, obviously weren't didn't score enough points in the other races, oh, Phil. He knows that answer. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know, I know that answer. Okay, <laughs> but for the first round, you should be seeded into the first SMX. You are guaranteed top 20. You don't have to race the LCQ. But for the second round, if you're not in the top 20, your dumbass goes to the LCQ. <laughs> That's how it should be. Okay? I mean, okay, like you, you're, you, I, I see what you're saying. It's but, just, yeah. yeah, now it makes it doesn't grandfather it now. It now uh, you race all year to make you, one. Yes, yeah, yeah. Race. It, yeah. it decentivizes racing all year, which is not the way they want it designed. They're trying to get people to not go to the World Supercross rounds and race an American round. <sighs> yeah, but. The- <laughs> But there's not even any WSX rounds. Well, I, oh, I, yeah, we're aware of that now, but yeah, you know? yeah but I, <laughs> I, I can't argue think... with it too much. Yeah, you just got thirteenth. You should 
be 13th in points and nah, be seated. Fuck him. I he guess, got injured. But, he didn't write. But hey, yeah, nope. you weren't healthy, yeah, man. No, Sorry. Exactly. I just, I don't know. I think, yeah, if you're, you know, yeah, you get the one round. Your grandfather did okay, but you know, from then on out, it should. That should be a reset in points, and if you're in top 20, then you're in the top 20, you know? I don't know. Uh, yeah, obviously, that's because I'm in the position I am, so I'm going to bitch yeah. about it. Right, Everybody right. else that's not okay, yeah. yeah, I'm fucked that's up. That's not a concern whatever. to them, yeah. Sexton, no, Sexton no. said everything was great. He went 1-1. Everything, <laughs> everything was great about Charlotte SMX. He's, uh, he made a hundred... He made a hundred grand from AMA. He made another hundred grand from Honda. He just oh, crushed it. I was going to ask you about that, Phil, because you mm-hmm. you know this stuff. Uh, ask Mertz. Uh, yeah, I was told no bonuses from the OEMs for these races. They're just getting a uh, hundred grand. I don't think it's the same for everybody. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it's different. I think it all depends on who got it worked into their deals or not. Okay. You yep. know, all right, all right, um, yeah. Because a lot of deals were done before SMX had happened. Some deals. Yep. Came together when they knew about SMX, so it's a little, yeah, it's a little touch and go. You know, so it's like a triple crown. Uh, For a while, the triple crowns guys were getting heat races, some guys were getting nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was. Yeah, little, yeah. Uh, I mean, now nowadays it's just like yeah, triple crowns. Like yeah, they pay five k per gangbang or whatever they call it. Yep. You know, so yep. which is technically should that's how it should be. Yep. You know, yep. um, you win all, you win all three. It's fifteen grand plus your hundred. Uh, pressure, yeah, whatever it is. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I would assume. I don't know how Chase's deal worked because his deal with Honda was a little bit different, and done way early. So I doubt his SMX was. Yeah, point yeah. To it. yeah. I, would, I would. I would think so too. Yeah. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I was. Wygant, who's fake news, but Wygant is told he? me. Wygant usually is pretty accurate with what he, he says. He said. Uh, <laughs> No OEM, th- these are no no OEMs are paying this. This is only the hundred. They just took I, OEM bonuses. I don't, and I don't that. think you can okay. blankly say that. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I don't think so either. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, got, we got a, we got Nash on the line, of course. If it's Ooh. Phil, you know Nash is calling. And what's up, Nash? Gentlemen, 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 Parabinas, Steve. How Phil? are you, buddy? Howdy, sir. I'm great. What up, Nash? Always very good insight. Phil, I I, I think I got the answer to what, what you're talking about here with this LCQ, the promoters, mm-hmm. the, this this. Uh, massive juggernaut of uh, promotional intelligence, Feld and MX Sports. They know when when Phil Nicoletti's in an LCQ, the fans are going rabid. Yeah, rabid yeah. fans. Ticket sales, it's baby. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Parabinus. It's uh, <laughs> they know how to sell tickets and they want to make it happen. And the people want to see Phil. Yep. Yeah. Because if you think about the way. think about the daytime in daytime, nothing's going on mm-hmm. but Phil's LCQ. Nope, but if yeah. there's this guy out there that will literally rip someone's throat out to get fourth, they they want to see that. <laughs> out I'm there. not kidding you. I had three to four, three to five people on teams, mechanics and riders, tell me, I can't wait to watch Phil. I'm going to watch Phil. Like, like it was. It was a little bit. I mean, I don't want to blow you up too much, Phil, but it was a little bit of a buzz. Like so, Phil's in the LCQ. Let's so, go. So let's I, go. I didn't get a chance to watch the LCQs, but was I mean, they're fourth in this race is more important than maybe any other race, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So like, was there any wheels getting sawed no, off? No, dude. It was uneventful. Because oh, I'm going hard right out of the know, gate. Phil just at one of these yeah, races. Phil took off, and it was yeah. It wasn't much. It wasn't go much going yeah. on. Yeah. So what, what was the over under over under seeing God during these races with this the, the suspension thing that people that people uh, were fighting? What about you personally? Him, I I saw God quite a bit. Those two laps of both motos. Like it was, mm. it was airy. Jumping the finish line, six wide, both moto. I actually had to roll the finish line first lap, oh, damn. first moto, and uh, second race AC going down in the rhythm lane, yeah. and it's just like, mm-hmm. and I watch it on TV, and it doesn't look 
bad, but when you're jumping in the rhythm lane and you see AC whiskey dicking <laughs> left, right, and center, and you see AP clipping his bike, yeah. Yeah, I, it's hard to. It feels like it's happening so fast, and you just see people scattering. You know what I mean? You don't really know what the fuck's going on. But I am going to be a tad bit. It sounds really bad because I'm glad AC's okay. But as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that makes four spots next week in the LCQ. Yeah, he got up. He's fine. But yeah, yeah, I, get, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Because I, I see him <laughs> out there riding. I'm like, ah, he's okay. Oh, we're back to three. Back to know? three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you, know? you guys saw the uh, tough block was key. Yeah, the tough block yeah. the way that landed. Yep. That was like a barricade that really saved him. Which uh, everybody was appreciative of that. All of us would agree to that. Anybody that watched it, I, yeah. I was so relieved. I was sitting there watching. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I no. Mean, <sighs> Yeah, but either way, I, yeah, I did not like having that finish line directly off Sam. the start straight. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. not. That was not. That was not nice going six wide <laughs> off that fucking thing. Show uh, uh, master looked- pool. Master pool got so swappy in the sand, and then hit the face of the finish, and and I'm just like, he's gonna die, oh, and he really? saved it. He was left, right. I saw his side panels, and then just yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess he made it. I'm like, good God, yeah. So yeah, and uh, Anderson off the wall in the sand. Oh God, he almost did a front flip. Yeah, that would have been hairy. Yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched the race when I got home, and I texted him like, "Dude, you almost fucking died." He goes, "Yeah, I know." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Nash. Yeah. Well, hey, Phil. Best luck this weekend. Uh, Carabiners. Next time I see you. I got to talk to you about uh, a rider and handlebar selection, things to watch for when the rider's riding. I want to uh, probe your okay. insight and your intelligence on that a little oh, bit. Boy. Oh boy! Another place for another time. I didn't Definitely realize you and Nash have a direct line. I met Nash uh, every time I go to a Supercross or a race okay. in the East Coast. We right. always somehow okay. connect. Fair enough. Parabia mm-hmm. uh, is a wealth of knowledge, Steve. I'm sure you know this. I'm oh, sure I, do. Well aware. I better be the foremost wealth of knowledge when it comes to handlebars, at least. He's so got I'm not doing my job. He's got a national championship. He waves it in my face every time he shows up. <laughs> As RB would say, he's TYT tight. Yep. Thanks, Thanks Nash. <laughs> All right. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Phil. Phil, hey, before we let you go here, brought to you by ORW, I saw a press release, J-Mart re-signed with the team, and then it said that Phil Nicoletti's back too, but as far as I know, you, you don't have a contract yet. Or Is this signed? Is this, are we breaking news tonight? Like, what's going yeah, on? No, but I'm still stagnant. No contract, no nothing, <laughs> but, you know? But they put yeah. you in the release. <laughs> yeah, I, I am in the release. I don't know. I, yeah, it just, it just says that Phil Nicoletti will be back or something. I don't know what it says. That's yeah, that's yeah. No, I'm I'm there. I mean, listen, I yeah, yeah. It, it is what you'll it is. figure it I mean, out. There's nowhere else for you to go. They need you. You need them. It'll work out. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. uh, I mean, it's a good match. I mean, I think I bring yep. yeah, I I bring a lot to the team and stuff like that. And it, yeah, it's it's okay. So um, we'll figure out. Like we said, at ten cycles. Uh, which, by the way, was a pretty good show. I thought. Yeah, that was uh, fun. JB Shop, so it worked out. To, he had a he had an awesome crowd. I know. Um, and listen, he put that uh, like he didn't charge anybody. It was a free show. Yeah. And I'm just like yep. J J JB. What are you doing? He's like, ah, it's opening my shop. It'll promote my shop. That's right. Yeah. He's a business so, owner. Yeah, he needs to write off anyway. So yeah. <laughs> uh, he uh, he asked me how much I wanted. I'm like, I'm not taking any money. That's cool. I'm like, yeah. Mm. I'm not, no, I'm gonna do that. I mean. Really? 
think about honestly, like for over the years for getting him on this show or Moto 60 Yeah, he's or whatever, always been there for you. Dude, and yeah, always. Yeah, he always. Yeah, gives, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I'm yeah. not going to take money. Always from willing him. to give you an interview. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's helped me and helped our listeners for so long. I'm like, I'm not taking your money. Yeah. So it was yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. And then Flying Taco was up there complaining that Phil and his friends, like Coop and Seth and Phil, never support him. They just, you know, they never, they're always negative about him. So that sounds like real friends because real friends treat you like assholes for the most part. Taco Taco (laughs) wanted some support. Yeah, I'm sure Paul had the same exact friend coming up through when he was doing the same thing, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, Taco will be a future, though. So, yeah, Pulp Mex sponsored. Yeah, how do we? You know, we got to make this happen. I don't know how, but we have to get this ha- happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, I mean, I'm sure you guys brought it up. Um, what? Uh, no golf tor- tournament? No oh. nothing? Yeah, we haven't no. talked about this yet. We're getting to that, but yeah. <laughs> But let's just say yeah. this. No golf tournament does not mean no Team USA. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. I know that's what everyone's reading into it. By, yes. that, press release, by that press release, they fucking sure see fucking. I know. Yeah, no, but it, but honestly, like, it's it's the team selection has taken too long. And this yeah. golf course has rules. And you need to have a certain yeah. amount of, of money and people signed up by a certain date to rent uh-huh. a course. And uh-huh. we've run out of time. Like, yeah. and it's yeah. not easy to find sponsorship dollars in the industry right now. The industry's broke. Everyone's sales are down. Race teams are broke. Race teams are tired. Uh, the industry I mean, is not fucking broke. Y'all made so much money. You know, it, it is broke. It is broke. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yes, I, you're broke. Well, I mean, well, I, I have a job. I'm doing my job. So my pay comes in the same way, but, but brands are doing not everyone is doing fabulously to where yeah. budgets are being closely looked at and dollars are being closely looked at. That's all is what I mean. So, but like, who's on the team? Um, <laughs> as of right now, we don't know. Okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'll go. Send me. Well, if I, all right, I'm just saying, if I had to go, let's say, Paul, if I went, mm-hmm. what would be a decent score? Like a 10, 10? Uh, you finishing? Yeah. Yeah, if you can go ten ten, that's fabulous. In that MX3? is a tough class. Or like, like combined, or yeah. are you talking about in your class? I think what are we talking? I think he's talking him personally. No, yeah. No, I know, like, but are you, you know, talking about combined or in your class? No, combined. Just, like, yeah, oh, moto finishes. Oh. What's he going to finish in the moto? Ten ten would be awesome. That yeah. would be that's yeah. that's that's, that's a solid. hell of a finish yeah. at that race. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but like MX three, yeah. I would think you could be top five Oof. overall. Really? Yeah, MX three. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. There's some I don't good know guys. About that. There are, there are, but I'm saying five or six or something. Yeah, I think that, you know, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking between both motos, you know, with hole shots and stuff. Maybe, yeah, eleven, eleven, ten, ten. I don't know, ten, twelve. I think that, like that. I think you could do that, and I think that would be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. Then you send AP, have him go three, three, and Hampshire will be dialed. Dialed for what though? To get. I don't know. Well, who else are you going to send to get on? Oh yeah, uh, like like. Well, I guess we're just getting into it, but it's not so much that riders don't want to go, Phil. It's just all the circumstances that everyone has uh, related to everything. I wouldn't say any rider has been absolutely saying, no, I don't want to go, except for a few here at the very end. But, I mean, Chase wanted to go. Um, I mean, Cooper Webb very much wanted to go. A lot of great riders wanted to go. And, yeah, Aaron, RJ, they still want to go. But there's so much hair and and mess and contracts uh-huh. and money and time and just like everyone has their different theory and feeling and 
And honestly, SMX is part of it too. This has become a huge focus for people. And now there's this race in France that's one week later and you're asking us to prepare for it while we're in the middle of preparing for a series that we've never raced before and there's more money available than we've ever seen. It's very hard to get people to think about destinations. It's it's hard to tell Chase, like, hey, go do this race for free on a bike that you probably have never really ridden and you know, you'll have a couple days on it and try and sacrifice a million dollars. It doesn't yeah. really make sense. And, you know? and I mean, and if you granted, I, you know, it was, it's, it's public that Honda would have supported him, but they don't yeah. have to. And that's costing no. chase go, to money to go to that race then, because they would have to, yeah. you know, if he, if he were to ride a Honda for another week in October, he would have to be mm-hmm. basically amortized a fourth of his pay in October from KTM. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's stiff. It's, it's wild. super hairy, it's, man. It's, yeah, it's that. It, and and the problem is the average, the general public doesn't understand any of that. You know, they right. don't understand the logistics that go into it. But if you ask any Tom, Dick, or Harry, like, oh yeah, would you sacrifice a million dollars to go race as nations and for free for your country? And if they said yes, I'm almost certain they're lying. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I I would have a hard time if I was chasing me like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go race for you know it's, Team USA and sacrifice a million. You it's know? it's hard because if if we could have got the chase thing to work, um, I think we would have had Coop, an awesome team. I think Coop, I think Coop would have fell into place, yep. and I think Danger Boy could have fell into place. You know, or 100%, whoever. You know, one hundred percent. And Chase was the number one domino, and when he couldn't figure out how to make it work because he had a lot of different contracts. Some of them are running through yeah. September. Some of them are yeah. running through December. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's just too much. And, and he was like, man, am I going to be half in on SMX and half in on Desnations? Like, what am yeah. I going to do here? Like, it's, it's dude, it's, you can't, yeah. I, I don't blame any rider or any team for, or anybody for their decisions. Sure, fans are going to listen to what we're all saying tonight and they're going to find somebody to blame, but I don't, I don't blame yeah. anybody because, no, no. Um, it's just the way the cards fell. It is, you know? yeah, but it is, it, it is, it is difficult and it honestly, it's been, for me personally, it's been passion sucking. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 it sucks because I like to really, you know, sink my teeth into whatever I do. And I want to try to make sure that it can be the best it can be. And it's, it's not going that way. And it's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah. 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 Especially and, when you have the bikes that are going to be one, two and three. Yeah. You know, yep. like, I don't think a defending wow. champion has never gone, yeah. never knocked and, on the next. And I feel here. for Pelletier yeah. too, because he has, he has yep. tried his ass off mm-hmm. for a month now. Uh-huh. And the reason we don't have a team is because he's trying. Yep. And uh-huh. he's taking in a lot of different opinions and waiting on people and trying to do the best he can. And yeah, we can send any team. There's plenty of riders in America, but to do it right, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you need money, you need funding. And now, yeah, we it's dragged on so long that we can't have the golf tournament now to raise that funding. So it's almost turned into a shoestring budget effort again. Mm-hmm. You know, to, and that is yeah. one of the advantages of the Austrian group. Yeah, is we can do it cheaply with, yeah. with them. Uh, all right. Well, we'll talk more about this later okay. uh, on the show. Yeah. We're going to run for commercial. Ryder D's coming up as well. Good job, Philip, in Charlotte. Yep. Uh, I look Thank forward you. to the LCQ in Chicago. Can't wait. We'll see you there Ooh, again. <laughs> see you in L.A., Paul? Yeah, I'll come to that one for sure. Okay. All right. right, Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you, fellas. See you, Phil. All right. That's Phil Nicoletti brought to you by ORW. Going to commercial break here. Come back. Jason Thomas, Ryder D. Uh, More Team USA talk. Uh, Race Tech Rant. X-Brand Goggle Tariffs. Lots of stuff still coming up here on the Pulp Mech Show. Stick around. Be right back after this. God bless.
At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. Pulp MX20, the code to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. 
WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Cooper Webb, and I choose OGF. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Talon Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Cole Nichols. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Viala. I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrangis. And I choose OGO. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win... The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. 
The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high-quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at Motosport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at Motosport.com. 
Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip traction and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle and then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. 
Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Cooper Webb, and I choose OGF. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jay Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Town Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Colt Nichols, and I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Diallo, I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrandi, and I choose OGO. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. With over 80 years experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or WiseCo.com to find products for your machine. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats. 
because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mech Show presented by motorsport.com. Decal Works Fly Racing. Thanks for uh, listening and watching. Thank you to Phil Nicoletti. Thank you to Chase Sexton, Jeremy Albrecht for coming on, and also uh, coming up with Ryder D as well from the Monster Energy Pro Circuit team. 7 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at Cherubis, industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories with over 40 years' experience and input from current riders like Cooper Webb, Adam Cincerillo, Barsha Anderson, and many others along the way. Cherubis is fine-tuned as products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry. Cherubis is how you pronounce it, not Acrobis or anything like that, at Acherbees, uh USA on social media. Chain blocks, frame guards, discards, slider kits, and more. Please check out Acherbees USA for all of your uh, plastic needs. And, uh, yeah, thanks to those guys. They're sponsoring a lot of teams. Out there, Paul Parabinos in studio with me. Also, uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, job of the week. Uh, it is uh, district sales manager for um, the KTM group. Yeah, it's a district sales manager's salary range of seventy grand a year. This is for Florida full-time job. There's a few areas that they're looking for. A district sales manager, PG&A, peer group. Parts, garments, and accessories. Oh, but for KTM? Yeah, K- that's what they call it at KTM, oh, okay. at least. Parts, I thought it was like peer group or something. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, parts. <coughs> garments. Garments and accessories is responsible for creating and then implementing growth plans by developing relationships uh, and more. Um Please check it out if you can. Again, they're hiring for a bunch of areas in the country. Generally requires a minimum of three years with bachelor degree to six years of PG&A sales experience. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, job of the week. Check it out. Full-time job, Florida, other parts of the country uh, for the KTM group. And, uh, again, upload your resume for free today. And if you're a motorcycle company looking to hire people, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a really great place to go and post your job up to find some of the best people out there. And, uh, yeah, thanks to those guys for coming on board with us. Uh, Jason Thomas coming right up here from Fly Racing. Ryder D as well. Phil Nicoletti not happy about the um, 
riding the LCQ. But yeah, beat yeah. it, Phil. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, all right, we're waiting for JT. I want to talk some silly season with JT if I can. I want, we're going to get more into the Team USA stuff with you as well. Uh, Joe Shimoda, 250 winner. Yeah. Now it's two races in a row he won. Yeah, Iron Man and cool. uh, SMX. I think all of PC has really started to turn it around a little bit. You can, I think their bikes look great. Yep. I think that's part of it too. And yep. and, and yeah, good moment. Yeah, I want to ask Ryder about. I want to ask Ryder about that. Yeah. About the 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 improvement in the motor somewhere along the line. Yeah. You work with the guy who owns Pro Circuit. He doesn't. I've really, worked there before. He doesn't really stop, does he? Nope. Never <laughs> stops. Nope. <laughs> so uh, yeah, th- those bikes look really good right now. And uh, Joe winning was a great job. Um, did you think Hayden Deegan was going to get higher than he did in the second moto? Um, yeah, maybe just based on what I've seen kind of all outdoors and what I saw yep. the first moto. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of stalled out there. I didn't know if he was going to get all the way up there, but I thought, ah, third? You know, but Jordan Smith motored away. Jordan yeah. rode really well. Because uh, he needed Ryder third D for the overall, well. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah and, and Ryder just – he that was the best I've seen Ryder ride as a professional. Yeah, he he was very excited about about the race. He yeah. he did his thing in Moto One, got a great start and worked backwards. That's that's what we've seen a lot. Yeah, Moto Two though. No, yeah. he had flow all the way to yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh, all right, Fly Racing uh, USA on social media at flyracing.com or flyracing.com on website. Uh, check out the Formula S, please. Jason Thomas, what's up, man? What's happening? How's it going? Good. Uh, hey, so we'll talk a little bit of silly seasons with you as well, but I also want to talk okay. uh, SMX a little bit. Uh, what do you think, like, so as a rider, and you were a good one, we saw Ryder D. Yeah, questionable. Well, yeah, fifth at Buds. I mean, come on. Um, we saw Ryder D in Moto 1 do what he's done all year, right? Great start and work backwards. Okay. What do you think happened? We're going to have him on here, but what what happened in Moto 2? Like, what did he change or what, what changes in a rider? Because, you know, he got, the, he got another great start, but that's... Nothing new for Ryder D, but he, dude, he rode great. So I wonder, JT, as a rider, what, what, how do you break through that, or how do you change that that mentality? I don't know. I, I mean, I think if you ask him, he probably wouldn't know either, right? Like, I think that's why he was so emotional after is because you beat your head against the wall, and I'm sure he's been working really hard, but everybody's working really hard. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's a testament to the work he's put in, but it's also you, if you continue to put yourself in – plus situations, right? Like situations that are set up for success and you're doing all the right things. You have to have faith that it's going to work out one of these times. Otherwise, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why are you even out there anymore? And I think it just was one of those breakthrough moments where whatever was ailing him physically, mentally, like something was not connecting, you know, in the second half of these races. And you know, I don't know if he was getting tired or mentally, he just couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, it was like mental fatigue but it was pretty obvious in the results that something wasn't happening for him, and, and it finally did. And sometimes you don't know. Like, sometimes you just don't know why things came together or finally worked, but it did. And, yeah. and hopefully, you know, hopefully it continues to, because it's it's good to see. Like, some of you, yeah, the work is obvious. Like, you're not working with, you know, Ryan Villapoto, and, and, like, RV's not going to stick around if you're not putting the work in. So... I think it was just it was just time, mm-hmm. and every, everything's on its own timetable at times. What do we make of him going to Gas Gas next year? He's going to TLD Gas Gas. Paul, what do you what do you mean make of it? Yeah, what do you, what do you think he's going to do? How, is it going is it going is it going to improve? Is it going to be a good um, thing? Uh, you know, like I mean, I think one thing that I, that sticks out in my head, and it's a pretty good stat. I don't know if there's a, there may be a few outliers, but not many leave PC and get better. Not many. Okay. So, but at least with Ryder, he's a 
he's such a pure rookie still. I mean, I think this decision was made a long time ago. I would look for him to continue to progress, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, the Pro Circuit bike looks really good right now. Uh, I don't think the motorcycle will be a hindrance to him, but I do think the environment over there and, and having a little bit more, um, you know, not being so much one of the pack, but more of... Specialized? Yes. Yeah. I think that could be... That yep. could do well for him. What do you think, JT, of this impending move? And, and we'll have him on here. We can't. I'm not going to ask him about it. Put him in a bad spot. But sure. yeah, he's going to gas gas, as yeah. we all know. No, I, th- I think it's uh, you know sideways, which is okay. You know, you like going sideways from Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki is not a bad thing, right? So um, sometimes a, a fresh, you know, scene and different people and different scenario can be a good thing, right? He's been on Kawasaki forever. Um, so maybe maybe it'll work for the positive. You know, I don't I don't think it's like some huge step forward or some huge step back. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. the opportunity, and we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm kind of going into it open minded, but I, I don't have a hard opinion about whether this is going to be better or worse for him. Yeah, that's a good point. JT brings up is there is the history there, right? So like when you grow up with in an organization or connected to the same people, yeah. you have habits, tendencies, history, all these things that these people kind of know and have, are preconceived about you, right? So I think that could be a positive for him that he's going to a brand new atmosphere yeah. and they are getting Ryder DiFrancesco, the, the 18-year-old, mm-hmm. not the not the kid that they've not been the supporting since he was right. 10. Right. right? Yeah. They know you can, every, you know. can get into You can get into an echo chamber with that stuff at times, right? Like yeah. you just the same things, thinking the same things with the same ideas and the same preconceived notions and all, all that stuff can be can work, really work against you and it doesn't always but it can mm-hmm. right it, it, you just get trapped in the same habits over and over and over the same settings and, and everybody thinks you need the same things out of your motorcycle and all that right and you get a fresh perspective with technicians you've never worked with and, you, and it can it can change the whole outlook not saying it will but it can yeah. so yeah. we'll we'll yeah. see time will tell uh kitchen to pro circuit uh leave my kitchen going over from star to pro circuit this one's an interesting one. Uh, bike won't be as – bike's not bad, but that Yamaha, Star Yamaha, especially indoors, was really special. Uh, I think he chafed a little bit under that program, under those atmosphere, the dog-eat-dog yep. sort of week-to-week thing. I don't think he liked that. From what I understand, he's going to get to go kind of to Florida, to California, and kind of bounce around as long as he's riding well and all that. Uh, JT, what's your take on Kitchen to PC? I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be good. And the biggest thing I think he's going to be on really competitive equipment, right? Kind of similarly to uh, mm-hmm. to Ryder D. But I think for him, he really wants to make this move. And sometimes that's all it takes, right? It doesn't have to be anything other than what's going on in that rider's head. And, and I I think he's ready to make a change, you know, for different reasons, right? It's sometimes you just don't feel comfortable in a particular dynamic or you're looking for a change for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And as long as the equipment you're switching to is competitive, that's all it takes, right? So Kitchen to me is an interesting case because he's one of the few guys in his class where I look at him and I scratch my head why he's not winning more. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I watch him ride, I'm like, how in the hell is this guy not winning races? And that's not typically the case. Like most of the guys I'm watching, I'm like, well, He's not fast enough, or he's not in shape, or mentally he's just not strong enough. Like it takes a certain mental, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just have to be strong mentally. Like it's not for everybody to be able to handle that type of pressure and to deal with that much adversity all the time, week in and week out. That's not for everybody. And when I watch Kitchen, I'm just like, man, he should be winning. And maybe, maybe this is what he needs. Because um, when I watch him ride, it, there's no question about like. You know, when you watch it like Iron Man, I'll give you an example. 
watching qualifying and Ironman, I was like, this guy should like this guy could be national champion. Like it is unbelievable what he is capable of, but there's something missing, right? You watch him, then you watch him at Bud's Creek, and you're like, yeah, that's not the same guy that I watched at Ironman. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's missing. Maybe this is it. Maybe not. But um, in his head, I think this this is what's needed, and maybe that's enough. What do you think, Paul? I'm with JT a bit um, on this one. I think uh, I think there's more under the hood when it comes to Kitchen. Um, I don't. Maybe this will be the switch that brings it out of him. Maybe it's not. But um, I think it was a a switch, not so much for equipment or and and, and yeah, more for atmosphere. Or, yeah. And maybe there was just a couple people on the team that he just didn't get along with and he felt uncomfortable with. It could be something as little as that. I wonder if Mitch thinks about he. Look, he's a good kid. He's laid back, right? He's not. He's not this intense, fire-burning guy. Mm-hmm. He's more laid back, you know, really nice. I mean, he takes racing seriously, but I wonder if Mitchell almost look at his attitude and be like, "I gotta get this. I gotta get this kid meaner." I don't know, maybe, but maybe, 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 yeah. Yeah. maybe Mitch is looking at him like, "I gotta figure out how I'm gonna motivate this guy." I don't, yeah. I don't know, but, but, um, but I do. I just feel like there is more under yeah. the hood with him, and, yeah. and you know, there I guess is- we can go to the next subject, which is who he's gonna be replacing at Pro Circuit, which is Shimoda. I mean, I kind of, my feeling is we kind of know what Shimoda is. Mm-hmm. And granted, this is probably the worst time to bring this up because he's won two races in a row and he looks better than he's ever looked. But <laughs> but I think Cowie kind of thought, you know, and maybe he's poised to break up. I'm sorry, break to break through. out, yep. to break out. And maybe that happens at Honda. But I am skeptical that he takes a step up from where, well, where he's been. We've had two series in a row where he's been, hey, this guy could win a title. Yeah. Two series in a row. Uh, and. Then three, you want well, actually you want to say three. Last year's Supercross was kind of like, hey, Joe could, you know, win multiple races. It didn't go well, mm-hmm. and then this year's Supercross and this year's outdoors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, JT, where are you at with Shimoda to Honda? Well, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really important year. Maybe not necessarily financially or anything like that, but you know, like he's been able to kind of hide up behind a big team, and, and I don't mean hide as in a, a negative way, but like yeah. when you have that many people on the team and everybody's kind of thinking all these guys should win. There's not this pressure to be the guy. And I think when you're replacing Hunter Lawrence and Jet Lawrence before you, you're, there's pressure to be the guy. Like, I don't think there's any way to get around that. And he's got to know going into 2024 that Honda's expecting wins and championships. End of story. I think he'll be paid accordingly. Yeah. But that's going to be a different thing for him to have to deal with. And I don't know if he rises to the occasion or if he folds under the pressure. But it will be a little bit different than I think what he's faced in the past. Does he work with Nick? Does he go into the Lawrence compound? I don't know for sure. Okay. But I want to say Lawrence compound. But One would think. you know. I don't know, though. Right. I, I don't know the answer right, to right, that. Right. I guess yeah, I'm be speculating. Interesting to see. Uh, Jalik Swole to Triumph? I mean, yeah. a little, like a little bit less expectations, right? I would think. Like, they're not paying him to win. It's a new bike. No, I don't think so, they, could, they could pay anyone. Yeah. I you know what I mean? So, like, maybe some... Uh, I think it's just going to be an atmosphere that he he will be better in. Like from Bobby, Hewitt. Bobby and yep. Scuba understand him well. It sounds like you know they've kind of they've put a lot of time and effort into him, and mm-hmm. maybe the environment and the atmosphere and the people motivating him will be what he needs to to continue to make another step. Right, JT. Yeah, I, I think it's just lending credibility to the brand. Right, the guy, he's been on a factory team since inception. He's capable of being a top 10, even a podium, like, you know, Bud's Creek moto, he's podium guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they should have unrealistic expectations, a brand new motorcycle, a guy that hasn't really won at this level. That that can't be what the goal is. But I think 
putting that motorcycle in a positive light, having a guy that knows what the motorcycle is supposed to be, right? He's, he's ridden the factory Husky for a very long time, so he knows what the level of expectation is. And then you help, you know, you hope that it all, not only progresses Joey alongside it, but you're also setting that Triumph motorcycle up for success down the line, right? And when it's ready to win, they get a rider that maybe can win. But I think Joey is a perfect rider to step in, realistic expectations, he grows, they grow, and then, mm. yeah, down the down the line, maybe he and them are ready to win at the same time. You know, KTM came in with that four-stroke with Dungey, and they had been out of the game, and he won on the thing. And it, looking back on it, we I, I've done some podcasts with Ryan. He's like, that bike was not good. Yeah, Ryan was that good that he made it winning. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of expectation for Triumph to be winning, right? I think it is with – I mean, you like, have to look at the rider. I mean, okay. if you go put – uh, if you okay. go put Shimoda or Kitchen or Forkner yeah. or Deegan okay. on their bike, then I think the... Okay, so that's what I'm going to ask. So I think the bike is ready to win. I think the bike will be ready to win with the right rider next year. I, I, I don't know or, if I can say that yet. Okay. I'd like to see it amongst right. the other bikes first. Yeah. Okay. But if, I mean, yeah. they do have people there that obviously understand and know and need what, you know, they've, yeah. hired, they've hired really, really good people at Triumph. And granted, right. Triumph is a company that knows nothing about off-road racing. And plenty of people in that organization yeah. are examples of that. Yep. But the people that they've hired to run their race teams know yeah. racing. Well, Dave Arnold's and, involved, you know. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Vince Bereni yeah. and yeah. Scuba. And, like, yeah. those are smart people. Right, right. That'll be interesting to see what happens for sure. Uh, JT, do you want to ask Paul about Team USA? Or do you want to just, like, Phil was just grilling him on it? Or? You want to just? I mean, are, are we are we going or no? That's all I need to know. Are we, we going or no? Yes, we plan to send an effort, and and that's like, you know, it's getting hard, right? And we'll get into it, obviously. But yeah. within the AMA building, it is very important to go. Like, um, you know, there's politics, and they are part of, you know, a motorcycling federation that's that's comparing themselves to other federations around the world, and to not send the defending champs is not a good look. Yep. And they're trying to support every other, you know, all these other kind of series that we're all trying to participate in together for the greater good of motorcycling. So I think within the AMA building, yeah, they absolutely want to go. Um, but it has just been the most difficult situation that I've been a part of. I mean, this is 10 times more complicated than it was last year. Yeah. And it is because of the dates. It is because of so many riders um, switching contracts. It's not having Tomac available. It's not having Justin Cooper available. When you when you lose the guys that everyone is agreement on, then there's more disagreement on who to send. Everyone has a different opinion, and everyone starts to you know mm-hmm. have their opinion on who should go and who shouldn't. Um, right. And really, the the biggest domino the entire time has been Chase Sexton, and he wants to go. He's adamant about going, but it is very difficult in the current situation he's in, trying to focus on winning a three race super motocross series for a million dollars while also trying to get on a new color motorcycle to go race against the best athletes yeah, in was, the world he was never a week go, later. He was never going to go on a Honda. He was never going to go on a Honda. Not going to happen, right. No, Even no. though Honda was cool about it. But Honda yeah, absolutely yeah, would have right. supported him. They yeah. were going to pay him for it. They were going to pay him another week's salary. Yeah. I mean, it was that was all handled. Right. But Chase did not want to didn't want to go right. on, on his current motorcycle. Yeah, so, right. hey, you're the rider. That's fine. Yeah. That's your decision. And I think there was... There was lots of opportunity to see it happen on a, yep. on a KTM. Um, and, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of hair and contracts and, and mess of all in it that is really no one's fault. I don't think you can blame uh-huh. anybody. It's just part of the situation. 
I had somebody tell me seventy thirty there wasn't going to be a team there, um, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe I not. I wouldn't say that. Right. Okay. Um, I wouldn't. Say, I would say it's very very likely ninety five percent plus chance we have a team there. Well, when's it when's it going to be announced, Paul? Hopefully, we'll know tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been yeah connecting yeah. with Mike and Christina daily, and right. it changes daily. Um, and I mean. A lot of people have put in a lot of work behind the scenes, and Christina mostly. She's, I mean, she booked hotel rooms before we went to Redbud last yeah. year. And logistically, this entire thing with the team selection getting pushed so far back has caused so many ripple effects of, of issues, right? Uh, We've had to cancel the golf tournament just yeah. because we haven't been able to produce it, and the tournament, or I'm sorry, and the course has rules to where they yeah. need certain numbers and money. And I'm a volunteer. Like, I'm not putting my credit card on the line for $30,000 and not, and hoping that I can sell 80 golf spots in a week. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it. Right. I, uh, I, I Listen, A team, B team, C team, D team, it doesn't matter to me, in my opinion, but they got to go. They got to go. Like, Jalik, Craig. Well, we owe like, it to are you. Like, just go. Are you, are you okay with, like, a Matterly type team? Sure. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Just, but to not go, whew, I know that's, and, that's and see, I fight that because I I know we have the potential to win. Of course, and when but, the effort turns into this, you know what it's looking to be. It's yeah, winning, but, winning is going to be very very hard. Of course, but 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 the the res, the the going there and getting your ass kicked and finishing sixth makes the wins even more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's better. part of it. You we know what I mean? we yeah. I believe I, it is extremely disrespectful to the sport yes. to Europeans to other teams yes. if we don't go I agree so I agree. we need to go yeah. yes but um, uh, alright yeah. uh, let's do uh, before we before we let JT go we're coming up with Ryder D let's do the X-Brand goggle tear off shall we it's the X-Brand tear off segment 15 second rapid fire, fire. X-Brand goggles choice of champions everywhere you look across the line of the privateer guys are running X-Brand GNCC guys X-Brand as well we've got GNCC winners of course the kid who hucked the triple the first kid to huck the triple on a 65 X-Brand X-Brand oh. goggles so you knew he saw that landing clearly right with the X-Brand lucids I'm pretty sure it's a blind jump for a kid on 65 but yeah I'm, I'm with just, you can you just go with me sure okay Pulp 2023 <laughs> is a code to save with X-Brand uh, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser are you familiar with him at all uh-uh. Never okay. heard the name before. All right. Let's do this. Steve, which silly season rider will benefit the most by switching teams? Oh, wow. Ooh. Just brought this up. Um, ooh. Cooper Webb. That's a good one. I think he's better. That's yeah. a good one. I think he's significantly better. That's a really good one. Blue Crew. Yeah. All right. Paul, yes. can, Team USA, can Team USA be salvaged this year, and who's to blame for this clusterfuck? No, don't, names. don't get it. Don't get it. Oh, yeah, well, we're not. I don't have anybody to blame. I'm happy to spill the entire truth of exactly what's happened because I think people need to know and hear about it, and I'm sure we'll continue to get into it. But right. um, what seconds. do you mean? Yeah. yeah, can it be salvaged? I don't know. Um, okay, JT, if Team USA doesn't field a team, is that better or worse than sending a B team and getting our ass kicked? Uh, well, we kind of just covered that, but I, it's it's really embarrassing uh, to be the biggest market the most successful team over his, you know, in the history of the race. Um, to me, you know, USA means something around the world, right? Like I'm obviously very patriotic, but I, it means something to be an American, you know, just whether you good or bad, like both what it, it's a big deal for the USA to go. And if you speak to anybody about this race organizationally, 
it is a huge deal for America to show up. So I think we have, we have to win, lose, or draw. All right. Steve, it appears Feld and MX Sports are playing nice together. Is that the case or just smoke and mirrors? No, absolutely. No, they're working together. They're, they're, they're having good meetings. Everything seems to be on board. It's, I mean, again, just go back to a Pulp MX show 10 years ago, and I, I'm the one saying I can't believe these two idiots don't get along. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they used to just hate each other. More Supercross on motocross than the motocross guys. But, yeah. you know, they, would, they just refused to acknowledge the other series. They wouldn't mm-hmm. work together. It was the most insane thing that I ever saw when it comes to organizational sports. And, like, I don't I, – yeah, I'm so happy that it's gone now and people are working together. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it makes so much more sense. We don't have announcers saying, see you at Anaheim. Right. The final Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane that these, how bad and we weren't it got. even recognized. They, we wouldn't even recognize Daytona for a while within the same series. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just a different race, just right? So dumb. So. Paul, how do you, how do you think Mitch feels about Shimoda finally putting it together as he's leaving? He probably thinks, um, that's about fucking time. I would say <laughs> if I know Mitch, <laughs> Or that makes sense. Right. <laughs> JT, when a salad isn't available, what's your go-to stadium lunch or dinner, assuming you have to grab something from concessions? Ooh. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I've done – like I would maybe get like a chicken sandwich and just eat the chicken patty. That's about, that's about as aggressive as it's going to get for me. Steve, who seemed most excited about the SMX rounds and who looked miserable to be there? Mm, well, Sexton seemed very excited. Imagine that. Weird, the guy that made the most money is the yeah, most excited. Yeah, he seemed really excited. <laughs> um, honestly, the, the worst people were like, I could think of three mechanics that I talked to that were like, fuck my life. We've had enough. I've had, we've had enough. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Uh, so I can think of those three guys that are like, yep. All right, Paul, if you could change one thing about uh, designations, what would it be? The date. The date? The date. What now? Put you it st- put it deep in, put it in fucking August. I don't know, but that would help tremendously. Well, how are you going to do it in August? No, you can't. No, I, I know it, you can't. It used to be before the Nationals ended. That would be great. It used to be like, hey, we're going to designations, and then you're coming back to Binghamton. Yeah. Um, no and, but that's never going to change. Go yeah. No, no. Now, now. But it used to be. How crazy it would, is that? It would be yeah. amazing, Marks, if there was a giant purse. That would help. How about in front paying a little bit of money? If in front, I mean, we could hide in front money in the golf tournament. No one would even have to know. <laughs> well, now they would know. Who cares? No one listens to this show. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Trust me, uh, it is that, important that, to have that, USA there. I'm bringing and, that up later. And logistically wise, and yeah, that's why I started this fundraising thing because I thought at least adding money to this could remove one of the gripes mm-hmm. that all these teams have because all these teams are out of money. Like they've, yeah. they've traveled to more races this year than they've ever had. I mean, there. Yeah. When I went, racing it, is not a uh, is not a business where you at the end of the year you're like, oh, let's see how much we profited. Yeah. It's you set a number back in December and you try to not go over that yeah. number when, by September. That's I, what racing is. When I went, it, Yamaha told me it cost a thirty five grand. Yeah, and, and you know the AMA paid for a ticket for the rider and the mechanic. Yeah, the AMA laid out two grand. I I I have it on very good authority that Ferrandis was very much in the conversation to be on Team France and. The cost to send him was something that made France choose Renault. Right. I believe. Okay. All right. Next one. All right. Last one. JT, what's the worst flight or airline you've experienced? 
Oh God. The worst airline would be United. Yeah, um, heard that. God, stop. It. No, it's it's not. You know, I, I'm not a United fan, but I would say Spirit is the worst airline I've ever been on. It wasn't good. Um, Come on, you've been on some no. janky shit in Europe. What about uh, Value Jet? What about Value Jet? Yeah, I've been a Value Jet. I've been on Value Jet. I've been on Ryanair. Yeah. I've been on uh, Easy Jet. I've, I've been, been on Easy on, Jet out of England. All, yeah. yeah, Britain has a bunch of uh, janky airlines, like really low cost. They're all they all suck. Yeah. Um, worst flight experience ever. That is. I mean, I've flown almost 3 million miles, so good God, who knows. Um, I mean, I've sat on runways for multiple hours before you take off. Like, yeah. I, I sat in Munich, and, and the flight was okay, but I sat on the runway for three hours before we took off for a Munich to Atlanta flight. So that, you know, Oof. an 11-hour flight turned into 14 yeah. um, just because we sat on the runway. So you're going to get a little bit of everything when you fly as much as, as we do. All right. Expand goggle tariffs. All right, JT. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for the uh, time. And uh, yeah, we will. I'm sure we will talk tomorrow. Uh, my rant is going to be about fantasy football. If you want to stick around, JT. Oof, this game is. I mean, I like. You're ridiculous. I just, I'll just leave it there. Hey, you're ridiculous. Do you hear this, Marks? Football. You hear this? I'm this hearing. Is, this is what I was saying downstairs. This yep. is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. All right, noted. Thanks, JT. Yep. <laughs> see you. All right. See ya. <laughs> uh, hey, Jason from Girl Your Ass Off. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Steve? Not much, man. What's going on? Thank you for uh, thanks for calling, uh, Pulpamex Queso. How are we looking? How are we doing? Uh, we're officially sold out, so I figured I would call you while wow. I was uh, live on the show and see if we we're going to do a restock on this. Oh, we're sold out. Selling out Queso. Selling out Queso. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Love it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you tell me. Like, uh, can you? Can we sell through another run? Uh, well, of course, yeah. I'm, I'm literally sitting here on our website right now. Uh, I'm going to hit the uh, save button, and we're back in stock. All right. We're doing another run. <laughs> we're doing another run. Queso. Pulpamex Queso. GrillYourAssOff.com. Use the code Pulpamex to save. Uh, you listen, the queso's great, but you still make no better product than the Maduce seasoning. Sorry. you just There's no better product in the world. Well, for all of the, uh, the Pulp fans out there that have been enjoying the Grill Your Ass Off products, one, I want to say thank you, and two, uh, make sure you guys tune in on Wednesday. We have some uh, new products that will very much complement the queso coming out. Oh, I can't Ooh. wait. I can't wait. Uh, do you have queso? Do you want me to give you some uh, before no, you leave? I don't. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll give you a jar okay. on the way home because I think you were one of the guys I wanted to Yeah, okay. try it. Um, Marks, what would you think? Marks, what was the no, review? I love it, dude. It it's was better good. than the other stuff, right? I think so. I didn't even mind the other stuff, but this still, I do like the the yellow cheese a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Great Jason. at eleven o'clock at night. Oh boy. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, man. Thanks very much for the support and everything uh, for us over the years. It's been great. I'm glad Grill Your Ass Off is crushing it. It's fantastic. Uh, I when I put your stuff on some steaks that we have here, every guest we ever had is amazed. So. No, I'm glad to hear that. Now. I'm glad that you uh, finally let us come on board and sponsor uh, the show a few years ago. And like I said, uh, thanks again to all of the uh, the Pulp listeners on uh, all the support. Cool, man. Thanks, Jason. And so Wednesday, uh, tag me on the social media, please, so I'll repost it and all of that. Yep. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll shoot you over some photos uh, as soon as we jump off of here. Okay. On this, on what's Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Jason. All right. No problem. Have uh, a great show. Thank you, man. See ya. That's uh, Jason from GrillYourAssOff.com. The code is PulpMX to save. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. All right, our next guest of the night, final guest of the night here on the PulpMX show, uh, is uh, brought to you by OGO Power Sports. Paul, what's your favorite OGO product? Are we 
I'll I be, mean, they're all great, but yeah, I love my backpack, my little carry-on thing. Yep, backpack right there. The, yep. All yep. right. Uh, laptop sleeve, all of that, cords, everything. Yep. Uh, love the guys at OGO. Uh, OGO Power Sports. The code is PULP15 to save on any bags, uh, from the rig bag to the 9800 to the uh, backpacks. Uh, they got hydration products, all of that stuff at OGO Power Sports. PULP15 is the code to save. Bringing you our, our next guest of the night from Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Ryder D. What's up, Ryder? How are you, man? What's up, guys? Not much. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for the time tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, congrats, man. Third in the uh, second moto of SMX and fourth overall. That's great. Dude, big accomplishment for me. Um, but, yeah, it honestly wasn't as hard as I thought. Got a pretty good start and stayed where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, finally just put a full moto together. and um, Yeah, it kind of takes me back to where i belong honestly Mm -hmm. and it and it it was just like i remember it's been frustrating for you you've put in some good rides don't get me wrong and you really you started strong went through like a mid-season dip outdoors brought it back pretty good by the end but it has been good starts and going backwards for you at times so uh, overall like there's definitely something there when i watch you and when i think about you as a team manager like you can't teach those starts and the speed and everything but on the other hand, like, yeah, like sometimes you go backwards. So overall, as the experience of the Nationals, was it a positive one for you, or did you leave the track most times being pissed off? Uh, it was leaving the track most of the time pissed off, and it, and it was a little bit of regret, too. Um, okay. And like you said, I went through, like, that mid-season dip there. And, like, before that, like, the first five rounds were really good mm-hmm. and had – progress and positives and then um yeah it got tough on me there for a minute and i don't know i i I talked to you earlier this weekend and having so much success as you're an amateur and not having those hard times and then having these hard times when yeah you get in these pros like you really got to learn a lot of things all at once and um I'm glad I, I learned it all and pulled out of it and, and mm-hmm. got better as the season went on. But um, this third at the SMX really really brought me back to, I think, who I am. Yeah, you rode great that moto. Like, you had good flow the whole the whole time, all the way to the, to the checkers. Like, that was the best I've seen you ride, I think, as a, as a professional. Yeah, and coming from amateurs and stuff like that, there's a lot of things to learn and um, – like you said, like I got into a good flow and and uh, blocked really everything out that has been going on the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So I'm interested. I was asking JT this before you got on. Like, you know, your first moto started strong, right? Went backwards a little bit. Got sixth, seventh, something like that, right? Um, yeah. An hour later, you're on the line and you get another start. And like, is it just mentally the exact same uh, mentality for you every single time, or do you feel like? After the first one, you're like, fuck it, and then you rode better in the second one? Or did you find something on the bike, set up, anything? Like, an hour later, you're in the same spot, and not only did you not go backwards, you thrived and finished third. So, like, what's the what's the switch? What's the difference there, if anything? Yeah, well, after the first moto, I was more bummed just because I went I – I didn't go backwards because of fitness, and mm-hmm. I wasn't tired. Yep. I maybe got a little bit tight and rode behind me um and i think that's how those goods got me but 
I got packed in the truck and I'm like, dude, I'm a third place guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I knew that the whole day. And so second start, I'm like, put yourself in the same position and I know I could get a podium. So, um, yeah, I basically just said, screw it. <laughs> put it all on the line. And yeah. My mechanic put five laps to go and I'm like, dude, just, just go for it. So, um, nice. but yeah, I knew, I knew I had that pace all day. I just, uh, learned from the first one and then obviously it paid off the second one. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's great to see. Have, and then Paul would know this more than I would, but have you always just been a great starter? Have you always been He's like, a I mean, starter. yeah. Okay. Always like six. Yeah. Eight, I've always had pretty good start. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't like. I got asked today, like, "What do you think you do different?" I'm like, "I, I really don't know at all." Um, yeah, so yeah. It, I just, I've always been a pretty good starter. It, it sounds like it's just like, uh, it, it clicked in your head finally, where you truly do believe and know that you can, you, you can ride up there, and, and that's hard to find that level of confidence because you're used, to, you've been living at a certain level for a long time, and, and it's hard to find that as a professional. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think riders, uh. He's got a lot of talent. I think in Supercross, he's going to sh- really show that even more. Um, he's super technical, and I've known him for a while now. And I think his parents are great people too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's just uh, I think it's proof of his just giving him some time and letting him mentally get back to where he's used to, you know, been yeah. living most of his life. And I think he's going right. to be pretty damn good. Yeah, I think too, Paul. Uh, sometimes if you're a kid younger, like Ryder is, you get great stars, but you're getting shuffled backwards soon you become this part where you're like, I don't really want to get a start because I'm going to get shuffled backwards or whatever. And to not have that mentality and to keep going for the starts like Ryder has been, I think that mentally is really strong, you yeah. know? So there is that too. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed with that. Um, did you like Ryder? Did you like this track? Did you like the hybrid thing? Where were you at? I know I asked you some of this in the post-race stuff, but like, yeah, what were you at? I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of fun Friday just learning it. And then, um, Saturday obviously is really good, but I think it brings something different to our sport. Um, obviously, it was more outdoors than Supercross. Uh, it had some tight stuff into it, but um, we didn't have one single bull turn. Uh, we had one rhythm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like going forward, it's kind of tough to run Supercross suspension. Like yeah. I had my yeah. I had my rear end hop out of some ruts this weekend. I'm like, ooh, that could have been pretty scary um <laughs> so i think like honestly it may bring some variety to our sport um i think it'll be cool right yeah i just there's just a lot of racing in the year yeah that, dude that's been the racing, biggest right? deal right it's that's the biggest the newest thing for you because you're used to doing six week-long events in a year and now you're doing a race 31 weekends in a year it's exactly it's tough a lot I, of travel and i would imagine that's part of your little mid-season lull you had there is just all the travel and the grind catching up to you yeah and it was it was a lot of riding too like i would get back and then ride tuesday wednesday and and, and ride again where like i went to that mid-season low there and yeah. i had to just be like dude i'm gonna ride only one day this week and the rest mm-hmm. of the days i'm just gonna chill like i just need a little bit of, of a break and, um yeah and i think everyone's different in that respect right there's like and and, sure. and and mentally everyone at the same time is like well fuck he's riding three days a week i need to be riding three days a yeah week. and i think it's very important that it's different strokes for different folks and not everyone needs to ride three days a week. Some guys do, yeah, but it's. I think a lot of. I think Tomac rides a hell of a lot less than people realize. Well, and I'm working with RV too, and 
he was straight up. He's like, I'm the type of guy that could ride three days a week and go race on the weekends and and not yeah. really get over it, you know. And um, it was tough for the both of us because he also had to learn me as well at the same time. So, um, but I think we got it pretty figured out, and I'm glad we got it figured out this year of a learning year, rather than going into it next year and. Mm-hmm. And dealing with the same problems, too. I was talking to a Factory 250 guy today. I'm not going to name his name, but it reminds me of Stitch. And uh, he was telling me how tired he is, how how many races he's done. Yeah. You know, he's in the same, same spot as Ryder D. He's just like, man, yeah, I'm over it. Right? That's tough when yeah. you go back to a place yeah. and your entire team is doing yeah. motos on a certain day. Yeah. And you kind of feel like, man, I would love to take yeah. today off. I'll be amazing the rest of the week if right. I can just take today off. Ryder, what is the coolest thing about being a pro? I mean, besides the paychecks or whatever, like, what's the coolest thing? <laughs> uh, I, I think traveling and seeing different places. Mm-hmm. I, I know we're in and out pretty fast, but, um, yeah, I think just traveling to different places and enjoying different scenery is cool, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I think okay. that's about it. What's the most ridiculous thing as RV has ever said to you? <laughs> I mean, uh, what's just the dumbest thing he's ever said? He says so much dumb stuff in a day I can't remember. <laughs> hey, how it's about, like, no shit, all dumb shit. How about, like, for a while he was going to get a guitar, then he was going to be a podcaster, then he was going to... Well, he goes through stuff. It's it's new new stuff every month. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be a mountain biker, and he's going to be a podcaster, and yeah. then it's... Remember the guitar yeah. one? Was do you, were, you, were you around oh, for the yeah. guitar? I remember the guitar. Yeah. 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 yeah, I want to play guitar. You should have saw him in England, dude. Just loving it. Because he didn't have to race. So he was just like an ambassador, like a mascot. Yeah, know? no kid. Loved it, dude. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Drinking beers at like noon. Oh, yeah. Signing autographs. Uh, yeah. Posing for photos. He was absolutely in his glory, dude. <laughs> it was great. He uh, he loved it. So, But um, on a serious note, though, like it's funny because... You know, he, he, in some ways, like, he's underrated. He's one of the best champions we've ever had. He won four fucking titles in a row in Supercross. Like, dude, the guy never lost the title that he finished the series in. You know, like, if he got hurt, then he didn't win, obviously. But when he started and finished, he won every title. Um, I, it's, it, he's phenomenal. But we just look at him like RV because we love him. He's, he's the way he is. Yeah. But. That, and okay. I think other people, like, the outsiders don't really know how great of a human he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't like, know. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So on a serious note, I'm bringing this around to, like, what has he helped you the most with? Or what are you, what are you, Ryder D. Francesco, most impressed with him as a coach? Like, what? And hopefully, he won't listen to this, so don't worry about, you know, getting, him, you know, getting, his, getting his head even bigger than what it is. But what, what have you been stoked with or really excited to work with him for? Um, I, he's taught me a lot of grit and just to be tough. Um, and he goes, dude, like you can make a living at this and and be done here in the next 10 years. And Mm -hmm. I think he's brought some sense to me, um, moving forward since he's had a lot of success and in the way he lives today. Um, yeah, I think he just, he's helped me out a lot. Um, bringing a little more grit to my program and and, uh, a lot of belief in myself also. Um, 
have confidence in myself is, is a big thing, and that's what I needed before he came aboard. Um, I need mm-hmm. someone to believe in me more than myself and to tell me that I'm really good on dirt bikes, and uh, <laughs> he, he's yeah. brought that to my program. So he's that's, been a huge help. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's really good. Do you anticipate staying with him next year? Yeah. Yeah. Going forward, I, we, yeah, we don't have any problems, so okay. we're good. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's it's, uh, it's really cool to see that for sure. Um, okay, so we were debating a little bit about this SMX th- thing and suspension stuff, and, like, everyone complained about it, yourself too, like how gnarly it was. And do you think you could run motocross stuff stiffened up, or is it just that rhythm too much super stuff, super, too much super cross I would say a track like going for this weekend, you could probably go to outdoor stuff and just go stiff. Okay, um, yeah. But then we're also going to a track with LA Coliseum. That looks super more cool. super cross. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think you just show up to the track and <laughs> just race. That's right. what I. That's what I did last week. I didn't touch my bike one time last weekend. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I was pretty solid all weekend. Um, but yeah, I think it just depends what track you have coming up. What about the bikes over there now, Ryder? Because from the outside looking in, I it looks, I mean, and, and Mitch has spoke about it, but it just looks like the bikes are, have made a big jump maybe, you know, around early outdoors part. Yeah, we had a suspension guy change mid-outdoor season, mm-hmm. um, which you probably know who it is, Dave Cruz. Um, yeah. Has been a huge, huge help to our program, or maybe even just mine, but. Um, yeah, we get each other pretty well. I think that's more bike setup, obviously. And then um, Mitch, I think, has made some huge strides with the motor. Obviously, you guys have seen it. Yeah. I don't think yeah. our guys have started out at the top 10. Um, but, yeah, huge difference. Um, I think they, yeah, all together, the suspension, chassis, mm-hmm. motor, the whole bike did a huge yeah. jump this year. I'm glad we got that figured out after the post-race. I talked to Ryder D, and I asked him about this. And Mitch told me, yeah, found something around early outdoors, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, he said he still had something else to test. This was at Bud's, mm-hmm. and he said he thinks he can get like a tenth more, and mm-hmm. he was going to try it that week. Mm-hmm. And then someone else asked Joe, and Joe said, no, my bike's been the same all year. So I was <laughs> yeah, so confused. Yeah, sometimes don't. Yeah, yeah, I was so confused. Well, but, if, but okay, like, again, and I'm not talking bad on Joe, but, like, it's obvious the bikes are up front lately. Yeah. Like, no, it is. It's super obvious. Yeah, coming from a rider, I I probably wouldn't have felt it if if they wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All so right. It's little gains and, and so it's, it, yeah, it's not like yeah. holy shit, like this bike is. No, bad. I know, but you know, but yeah, they look so much better than they did at the start. Uh, they are getting much so, better yeah, starts, look- and I'm not even a huge proponent on like it's all horsepower on the start. You need a great bike to get a start. I'm more about it's yeah. the rider, but when everybody on the team start has made a jump, <laughs> yes. that's either power or traction or something. Has yeah. Improved. Electronics. Or, yes. yes they made something better yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, rider D Francesco on the pulp Mech show brought to you by OGO power sports. Pulp 15 is a code to save with OGO. Uh, love those guys and use the code to save. But remember people go to the power sports site, not OGO itself. You gotta go to OGO power sports. Oh. Uh, rider D, um, what uh so now that you're a full-time pro and you're traveling and, and everything else like what do you do you read vital mx forums do you read magazines do you how do you how much involved are you in what's how much involved are you in what's going on 
like outside your bubble? Or, or are you one of those guys like like Red Dog, for example, when I worked for Timmy? He knew nothing. Oh. You're asking if he's if he's a student of the sport, yeah. basically. Like well, a, no. Yeah, but I don't want to say it like that way. But oh, yeah, okay, like sorry. Timmy knew nothing. He'd be like, hey, <laughs> hey, Red Dog, uh, Brock Seller just going to Yamaha Troy next year. And he'd be like, huh? Yeah, what you know number what I mean? is Brock Seller? Yeah, what, who's Brock Seller? It's like he he just didn't care. He just trained and he rode and showed the races and all that. Where are you at on that scale, Ryder? Uh, I I get like pretty out. Like I'm just probably like Timmy. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I get away from it. <laughs> okay. Um, like I'm not the type of guy to go on YouTube the next day and and watch how your weekend was. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I yeah I get home Sunday and I'm more worried about going to the beach than. Sure. And yeah. then getting on my phone and seeing videos from the weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, and like, yeah. and, and Phil. And I think Phil, that that's one thing too, like to not get so burnt out on yeah, it. Yeah. Um, just the clock out sometimes. Phil and Phil's another. Phil knows all the gossip, knows all the story. Like Phil's. Did you see that we interview, <laughs> yeah. or did you see this, or he's he's like, did you watch the vlog? Like Phil will come in with like, did you watch uh, Dino's vlog? And I'm like, no, no, yeah, <laughs> no, Phil. But like that, he's that he watches all of it. He's into it, you yeah. know. So that's where I'm at. Like different riders are different ways. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, Ryder. I, I, Ryder, I suggest just yeah, live, live your, live it <laughs> yeah. the way you would do it. Don't worry about like us, uh, quote unquote, experts talking about the sport. Yeah. No, I don't think he worries about. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. Don't be that way. You know yeah, what I mean? Don't yeah, be like. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mathis said this, or you know, like, yeah, who gives a shit? Just train, ride, try to do the best you can. Yeah, that's what I, that's, yeah. I like. I like it that way too. Do your job at the race, work hard, but when dirt bikes are over, turn it off and don't think about it, and do something else. Yeah, because you yeah, have to break up the monotony. Otherwise, especially going as as an amateur transition to a pro, like, yeah, it's a big jump. And and yeah, I think you need some sanity sometimes. And at least I'm that way. Like, right. I need to get away from it sometimes. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Ryder, what was the best? Outdoor track you raced this year, and what was the, the worst one? Don't even, and I'm not, and don't look at your results. I don't care about that. Just Bud's Creek. Which one? Which, which one? Everyone loves Bud's Creek. The best he lo- one? he Bud's loves Creek. Bud's Creek. Yeah, really? Bud's Creek was good. Track's fun. That's like how technical it was. Yeah, it was pretty technical. The track's fun. It may not be the one, the funnest to watch, but. Yeah. And then what was your I worst think, one? Um, I don't know. Okay. Paula? Hi, Paula. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hangtown's not bad. Um, Did you like Southwick? Uh, yeah. Not, that's not the best one. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? I, have, I, I mean, I think I'll, I'll probably like it here in the next couple years, but right. yeah, I got swallowed up there this year. Which yeah, everyone does. Almost, every, almost everyone does their first time for sure. Uh, which tracks had you never ridden before? Um, Southwick, um, Dilla? High Point, no, I rode Dilla last year, um, That's right. Colorado I didn't ride, there was like, I think almost half okay. of them I didn't ride. Yeah. So what was that like trying to, and we always talk about this when the Europeans come over, like what was that like for you to, to learn it and to figure it out or would you just tag behind like Hunter or somebody, like, uh, you know, what was that like racing these new tracks? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty good at just learning the track. Like, mm-hmm. the example for this weekend, like, I was pretty comfortable around, like, lap four or five. But, yep. yeah, I think just getting in behind guys like Hunter or, or Jacob, the guys that have a lot of experience, um, right, helps a lot. But also you're kind of trying to just focus 
on yourself sure. too. So, yep. um, yeah, I didn't really have problems learning him this year, but I think you get comfortable. Like I was so comfortable going to Ironman mm-hmm. and Unadilla yeah. and places like that this year. When I showed back up, I'm like, all right, yep. like, I already know this place and yep. it's time to go racing. Okay. Let's talk about amateur stuff for a little bit. I, I don't, I just got a couple of questions that I have written down here. Like, most fun amateur event of the year, and most and worst amateur event that you've had to do over the years. Like I don't, I, uh, like I don't think Loretta's is an obvious answer because of the pressure and, and the mud. No and, way, Loretta's is so much fun. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, Loretta's is cool. Um, I think Mammoth and Loretta's best ones. Are the two best. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think many others probably. I didn't really like mini in okay. the past. Yeah. All right. It's just so long. You're there forever. And yeah. I, I don't know. You probably ride a total of 30, 40 minutes, <laughs> an hour, maybe the whole weekend. Aren't you there all week like Loretta's? Isn't no, it one week? No, mini is longer. Oh, it is? mini starts on Saturday and then goes the entire next week. Oh, okay. It's 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 a nine-day right. event, basically. Right. <laughs> well, I went to mini once, Ryder, as an amateur mechanic and got screwed out of the Golden Wrench. I worked for Ryan Morris back in the day. <laughs> And we won everything except for two motos, and I got screwed out of the golden wrench. So, didn't you guys get beat on some, by somebody on KX100? Got beat by Stu. <laughs> I mean, Stu, dude. Yeah, but hey, you guys were on YZ125. Doesn't matter. Was I know. Stu, I know. I, yeah. I watched the moto. It was. Awesome. Did you? Do you have like a bronze boot or a platinum pipe or anything? Oh, did your dad ever? He's win? got all those. Did your dad win the golden wrench? Did anybody like what? what, what? Uh, no, I didn't win anything there. Really? Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Because I never won. But. Huh. Okay. Uh, I mean, I won a few races, but I, most of my success came from like Loretta's, Mammoth, and then all the spring national stuff. Hmm. Okay. See, Paul? Yeah. Some amateur expert you are. You thought he won a bronze boot in the I, I took Ryder to the gate at Minio's one time. Oh, you did? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what was it? Was that was a- the first year I met him, and I was, and that's when I was in Holiday's ear saying, hey, this is the next kid we got to get. Were this you, kid. 2012, maybe? Yeah. Was, was he on a 60 or 80 or he something? He was on a Cobra 50. A Cobra 50? Yeah, and I was working at PC. I don't know why. I why the went. hell would you take a Cobra 50 kid to the gate? I liked him. He was cool. I met his parents. They were cool. They were hanging out. So you're and, like, I'll take your kid to the gate? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm Ryder's dad, oh, I'm like, guy. yeah, but if I'm Ryder's dad, I'm like, yeah, weirdo, no. You're oh, no, he, didn't, he, he told me to do my it. Kid he, to said, the gate. he said, take Ryder to the gate. I could use a break. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, who knew this? I didn't know any of this. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so Bakersfield, there's Jet Reynolds, there's Ryder D. Styles. Styles Robertson. That's the, th- that's the other guy. Yeah. Okay. Can I ever figure out, like, yeah, the three. The three Bako kids. Is there another one or no? Is that it? Uh, there's a couple. Um, actually, my recent mechanics from Bakersfield, and he used to ride. Akua, um, right? No, that. Oh. Yeah, he's he's from Bakersfield, and he used to ride to. There's a dude. There's so many people that have come from there. Um, there's yeah. another kid named Brock Bennett. Yeah, yeah, you know him. Uh, uh, he's one of the best fantasy scorers at Washougal. Brock Bennett. He was yep, an amateur yep. on AEO. Okay. And then my recent mechanic is named Tyler Blankenship. Um, yeah. And listen, you don't, Ryder, I, I think I told you this last time we had you on the show. I, I, I know the original Bakersfield legend. Who's that? Ray Crum. Who? Yeah. Ray Crum. <laughs> I, I, stay with, I, hang out. I stay with Crum. I hang, I'm best friends with his son. Really? So I see Ray all the time, yeah. Uh, wow. If you see Crummy, tell him I said hi. <laughs> yeah, I love Crummy. Because uh, <laughs> I, I stayed with, Birdwell was buddies with him in mm-hmm. 97, 98. 
We swung through Bakersfield, stayed a few nights, went riding at some gravel pit in Baco. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I, I was a Baco regular for like a week. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Crummy. Crummy was fast. Just a little loose program. <laughs> <laughs> little loose program. Anyone that's from Vegas that has a loose program. Okay, all right. Yeah. Who was your guy you looked up to, Ryder? Was it Pastrana, just based on what your number was? Yeah, Pastrana. Just My dad had uh, a chick that raced WMX for a long time, um, and Travis was around that time, too. So uh, I always just looked up to Travis mm. and always seen what he was doing. So, And I went to X Games a couple years and seen what, obviously, He's doing double backflips and stuff. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That and then I like I like Stu. Okay. Oh, have you talked to him? I talked to him in Southwick for the first time ever. How was that? It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would never think I'd be talking to Stu. He was talking to RV, and then like you, you were yeah, there. Yeah, they or? were in a, a huge. Yeah, it was a huge group. He came over to Kawasaki, and it was me, RV. I think Tickle was there. Yeah. And it's cool to hear their stories. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah really, right? I, I agree. And even with how R V and, and James race each other, like hearing them talk about that. Yeah. Super cool. Listen, don't let R V tell you anything different. Stu was the one guy that could get to him. He really was. <laughs> he, he only talks about Don's getting to him. No, no. Listen, when St- Heath, I think I was around a lot back in the day in the Cowie truck, like with R- Timmy and R V and all that. And to me, like he he kind of knew he could race Dunge and beat him. Uh, I mean, obviously he respected him. I'm not saying that. But when Stu would lay down heaters in qualifying and or do stuff that RV didn't do, I could think of one race in St. Louis that he was doing some quad that RV wasn't doing, and they were you know battling for the title. This is Stu on Suzuki. RV was a little rattled. Like, <laughs> he, yeah, he, you know. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes he would be like, ah, you know, I, I can't beat him tonight. Most times he could, though. You know, it was an older Stu by then. So. Yeah. Uh, so don't let don't let RV fool you. Stu <laughs> Stu got him riled up a little bit, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, no. So Stu was cool though. Talking to him, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, Stu was cool. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I had a couple races in at that point, so we talked about what I had going on and. Yeah. Um, you got to get out to the yeah. compound. You got to say, hey, "What can you can you go ride the compound and see?" How I that, know, dude. That'd I be know. sick. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else for Ryder D. Paul? No, I don't think so. Oh. Uh, October 1, are we going to see some press releases? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, that's October 1. Okay, October 1. Got it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there when it's time. We'll get there when it's time. Yeah, I beat Deegan this weekend for the first time. There we go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, this. One goal checked off. Honestly, this. Yeah, we raised Ryder D. We'll get there. We raised him when it's time. That that is is an epic drop, dude. And uh, it's been going on for years. So I'm sure you saw plenty of social media stuff uh, about that over the years, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. classic. Uh, no, man, good job this weekend. I was really happy for you. I, it, it meant a lot to you. You could see that. And um, really, really stoked that you're able to do this. I, you got, I think you've got a, a great future in the sport um, for sure. And, uh, man, thanks for the time tonight. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, yep. see, you, see you, Ryder. See you, dude. Later. All right, that's, uh, that's Ryder D, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at OGO Power Sports. Good dude. Great kid. Yeah. Good family. Yeah. And I just hope he can roll the confidence. I started yelling at him at uh, Buds about letting me down in fantasy, and he just says, I don't give a fuck about your fantasy game. Love it. And I'm like, 
All right, fair enough. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. And his, his mom jumped in and was also like. Yeah, she, Lisa, she's nice. Yeah, 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 she's really nice. But yeah. they were not, they didn't want to hear me, like, you know. <laughs> so anyways, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, he's a good kid. And uh, I, I mean, look, I, um, I think Mitch missed out. I really did. I think Mitch could have kept him. From what I know, could have kept him. Just said, nope. You know, like yeah. we're, we're good. And I think that may come back to bite him. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. You we'll know? see. Uh, I certainly felt like some of the people thought in futures he let them down. You know, Chance beat him more yeah. than he beat Chance. But, I mean, okay. Like, so? What does that mean? Like, like, you know, like it's not the end of the world because some kid loses a futures race in the Supercross. Like, you yeah. Know what I, mean? Like, I mean, I think it's just like people nitpicking things that happened during that race and mm-hmm. techniques and, and skill sets. And yeah, maybe they are just uh thought of what rider would be. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's remains to be seen. No one's wrong or right yet. No, I agree. Uh, race tech. Uh, no, let's not do the race tech rant. I got a couple of emails here. Let me see if you agree. Okay. Uh, this is a, well, speaking of race tech rant, Mark's got one in an email. Okay. All right. Mark's got a rant? No, Mark. Oh, Mark, Mark is ranting. Mark has a rant. Got yep. it. Uh, he goes, I think it's silly to describe former Supercross and Motocross champions as SMX champions on the broadcast. <sighs> yeah. I mean, we've never had those before, I guess, but this is what, how you transition a sport, I guess, right? It's just... Until this year, there were no playoffs, varying point scale, or hybrid tracks, and nobody used the term SMX. Ricky is a 15-time Supercross and Motocross champion, period. He's not a 15-time SMX champion. I agree. The SMX champion is going to be a separate champion. He's going to run a different number one from what we understand. Yeah. That is an SMX champion. Yeah, it's a good To point say too. Ricky is 15 SMX champion is ridiculous. Uh, so that's, that's Mark's rant. And um, he wants to say, why not call these the finals instead of the playoffs since the size of the field isn't reduced? So... The size of the field is yeah, reduced. like in the playoffs. Like in playoffs, you eliminate people. Yeah, we did. We eliminated all those t- thirty through forty. They're eliminated. Yeah, but don't even come. I know, but <clears throat> these next three, the next two races, the three races are going to have the same field. Okay. So everybody qualifies. Yeah. You know, and then I'm open to tweaks. Okay. I still think yeah. that it's it's a great first try, and little tweaks like this can all be made over time. Okay, Rick, another race tech rant. Okay. Rick says, "I'm not one to ever really complain." But this SMX race was the worst race I've been to. Oof. Not what other because, races has he Not been because to? of the racing. Long-time listener. I never called in. This place, this place, Charlotte, didn't expect this many people. Not allowed to bring in water bottles or anything. I have a four-year-old. I stood in line multiple times for 20 minutes just for them to say we're out of water. It took me almost an hour just to find and get in line for water. Never mind the beer because I'd be in line for more than 20 minutes to get one of those. I even went down during the main and watched the whole first 250 moto on my phone to get beer. The pits. It took 20 minutes to get past the monster tent that had Danger Boy under it. The tents were way too close to one another. There was no line. There was a line for autographs plus two lines just watching. Talk so about this guy a, obviously had a bad weekend. Talk about a hazard, he says. Uh, in case of an emergency, no one had anywhere to go. Tell these fucks to get their shit together. It's not like there wasn't room for parking. The whole top of the lot was pretty much empty past the Hill Brothers. I've been to every East Coast Supercross and every East Coast Motocross and A1 and watched you go multiple times, and I haven't seen pits this bad. The water situation pissed me off way more than anything. You're the voice of the people, Steve. Hopefully you say something. On another note, I thought the racing was decent. Besides it being a bit one line, there were a few spots to pass and made for some good passes. Hope you guys have a good show. Hmm. 
Ricky, Rick in the water. Yeah. Rick in the water. Rick needs to buy a VIP experience, and he'll just have a much better day. I guess. Yeah, that's the Race Tech rant uh, from Rick and from Mark. Uh, Race Tech, by the way, if you want to get started in the motorcycle industry, many of the of the leading suspension tuners in the pro paddock and performance business around the globe began at Race Tech's Technical Edge Suspension Seminars, <clears throat> November 11th to 17th in Corona, California. The engine tuning workshop is the 18th to 19th. So you want to get involved, you want to start working in the industry, you can start right there. And uh, with those suspension seminars, they sell out all the time. So please remember that. And uh, yeah, racetech.com. Pulp 23 is the code to save with Race Tech. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. And uh, my Race Tech rant of the night is, uh, well, I got a few of them, but, um, you know, Paul, one of the rants I was going to say was, I was going to say, like, hey, um, you know, I'm just thanking Ryder to hear. Uh, one of the rants I was going to say was, like, look, between the 65s and the press conference that was open to the public and the camping and everything else, the fan fest, it did seem like making money was higher priority, high priority than it should be maybe. than it should have been for a final race but i'll lay off that rant for now okay um because uh yeah i mean i just some of it bugged me some of it irked me a little bit right okay. like everyone has to be there friday for two practice sessions why so they can sell camping not because they qualify or anything not to test the track and you know a no. new hybrid idea the split lane to make sure it works none of that not really okay I mean, they didn't make any changes Oh, okay. Well, maybe they nailed it. I would um, assume maybe Friday is part of that, too. I think it's just more because they're trying to have camping and a fan fest and 65s and everything else. I'm sure else. that's part of right, it right. as well. And sell merch and, and all of that. They have a press conference there. Uh, Sean from Feld was like, hey, you didn't see the press conference. And I'm like, well, I walked by it. There's 300 people there. And riders just – it's not a press conference because they're just talking to fans. Yeah. So, like, that's not really a press conference. Not to mention, like, if I went there – and stood there, I'd probably have to take pictures with fans or, or sign some stuff or whatever. And now I'm not able to watch the press conference. Like, again, not saying like, oh, woe is me. But a real press conference just has us in there talking right. to the riders and looking at the riders and mm -hmm. information for the fans. This was more like a fan thing. Fan you know? fest type yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Meet and greet. So uh, anyways, okay. So that's not my race tech rant either. Uh, my race tech rant is this. So play a fantasy football. Oh, this is where we're going. Yeah. All right. I told you this was going to be my rant. Yeah, I, I just forgot, I guess, already. I'm sure many people listen to this play fantasy football. I'm sure they do, too. Right? Uh, you are our fantasy football commissioner. Yep. It's JT. It's me. It's Knowles. Charles Caslew. Ryan Holiday. Lucas Myrtle. Dan Truman. Dan Blair. Daniel, Daniel Blair. Blair. John Knowles. John Knowles. I think I said that. I think, think we got everybody. Okay. I'm missing anybody. So it's an industry one. We're, on, we're in for 150 bucks, I think, each yeah. or whatever. So it's. I used to run one for years. It was 50 bucks. So this is a big step up. Okay. So uh, we're in this fantasy league, and like, you're the commissioner, and you don't give a shit about making the game better. I wouldn't that's say that's true. That's my race tech rant. I wouldn't say. I, I, I required a majority agreement to make any changes is what i did inside okay, that so text over the last for, two or three months for somehow but okay but again you guys are teaming up against me well that's not my fault maybe you've pissed too many people off in how, that text uh, how would i piss anybody off trying to make the game better don't know man so okay <laughs> the waiver rules in every league nfl nba nhl the waiver rules are the worst team the worst record 
gets first pick of the waivers. So if anybody plays fantasy football, you know you're exchanging players all the time, injuries, bye weeks, whatever. You're picking up players all the time. That is the part of the how you win the game. Mm-hmm. The waiver rule in every real league in this the is fantasy sports in the world is the worst team gets the first pick and the second worst gets second pick and so on and so forth. So if I'm last in the league and I make a claim on John Smith and Paul's fifth in overall in the leagues and makes a claim on John Smith, I'm going to get him because I've got a worse record. It's trying to help out the teams that are the worst teams in the league. And when you say, well, you're shitty at fantasy football, well, no, injuries happen. So you could have the best team in the world Injuries are going to strike you, and you're going to try to get better at fantasy football. Paul's, the default waiver rule in Yahoo League is Reverse order insane. of your draft pick order. Insane. It's reverse order of your draft pick order. Until you so, start using them, and then once you use one, you go to the very bottom. Right. So there's strategic, there is a strategic way to use your waivers. Not just, oh, th- I got three guys hurt. These are all I'm going to put in claim for every single one and see who I get. Like, Yeah, but that, the idea is to have a more competitive, more fun league. If I'm 0-7 because of injuries, and let's say I'm shitty at fantasy football, which I'm not, but let's say I am, and I'm 0-7, and I, don't, and I can't get anybody because I made one claim for a you player, can, yeah, and, but, then I, and then I keep missing out on players, I'm going to give up. I'm going to say, like, fuck it. I'm going to say, hey, Daniel Blair, do you want my good quarterback for nothing? Because I don't care because I'm out of this. If I got a bye week and I'm 0-7, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to put a guy in. So instead of that, your, your rules, Yahoo's rules, won't let you pick up a player. Now, I have urged you. I have begged you. I have got Dan Truman on my side. I have Daniel Blair on my side. Dan is not on, Truman Dan is, is not on Dan your side. You misunderstood this one. So Dan said he was on my side. He, he absolutely don't let me pull it up in the te- in the text. <laughs> Dan said he was fine with it. True Blair said he was fine with it, and you just wait. Wait, did you get to five yet? It doesn't matter. But I, that's what I. That's but it does but, matter but, because it's but okay. So if there's nine guys in the league, it wasn't. Three people for it and six against it. It was three people for it. A couple people said no, and no one else weighed in. Like Ryan Holiday, I don't remember saying shit about anything. <laughs> I don't remember Ryan Holiday saying one word. Oh, Will Hahn's in our group too. Forgot about Will Hahn. He sucks. But uh, I don't remember these guys saying one word about it. So there were a lot. There was two or three people that never said a word about it. So they don't even get a vote. But you, as commissioner. You realize what you're doing to me right now? What? I you're you're um t- targeting a trait in my personality that I just put the fucking wall up. And I've heard it so much at this point, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. And I no. will not listen. You can, yeah. can keep, keep no, ranting it's, it's at this never point. Gonna change. I'm going to do I it know. despite you and I'm I know. not going to change it. I know. <laughs> I know this. This is why I'm picking my rant. It's okay. over. Okay. It's over. I I also, I'm pretty sure that you and four or five other team owners are on another group text laughing about me. That's okay? accurate. Yes. <laughs> so I'm trying to make the league better. I'm trying to keep everyone interested in this league. There's nothing worse than a football, fantasy football league. And I know. Because and I we got rid of those people that didn't do that. We replaced them, right? We had one guy a year or two ago. Two yeah. guys, remember? Yeah. TK, GL. Yeah. They, didn't, they weren't active enough, so yeah. we've replaced them with people that are active. I, I, I'm, you're, that's a good move. But there's nothing worse than say, seeing a guy not replace bi-week players and not giving a shit about his fantasy football team because he sucks. So I don't believe anybody in our league is going to quit. 
I think everyone's well, vested and they're in it, into it. it and they nice. all know how these how our waiver rules works because they've all played in this league for multiple years now. So they understand it. So no one has to learn anything new and nobody could agree on anything. So I just simply said, look, if we can't agree and we can't get at least a majority agreeance on something, but we're not going to change like, anything. Myself, Daniel, and Dan all agreed That's three. that. Yeah, but we all said that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like it does make sense that to do it that way because it helps the weaker teams. You're and I promise you, Dan is not on your side with this. You have misunderstood. Bring up the text. I, I call. Mean, I gotta go. I gotta scroll. Yeah, eight it's hour. like it's it's four thousand texts ago. I You'll know. Never find so it. I, I'll never find it. No. So, but yeah. But I I know Dan's not with you when it comes to this. So he's, he's not. Daniel was in agreement with you for sure. You guys had two two people were in agreement on the text that the waiver rules would As change. As a commissioner, though, you stonewalling. You know. I, 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 I answered every question, every topic I, I chimed in on. And I simply said, can we get a majority to agree and we'll okay. change it? D- true or false? You said at one point, everyone write one change you want yep. and we'll draw it out of a hat. Yep. And, and nobody could do it. And that so we change didn't do it. wouldn't work. And true or false? You said one of the things on the changes was kick Steve out of the league. Yes. Okay. Yes. So somebody requested that. So okay. <laughs> I mean, I asked everyone to say, "Hey, give me one suggested change." Somebody said, "Kick Steve out of the league." I can't. I can't yeah, like okay. dictate right. what yeah. my players so this are. This is where we're at. Yeah. This is where we're at. Somebody said so, everyone must so draft this, a cowboy. There was a bunch of stupid ideas. This, this bias. <laughs> this bias is coming in there. You know. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you did not get I, your way. I'm sorry for this trying time. to make the league better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for trying to make the league better. And I'm sorry for trying to keep the peace amongst the group and not let one person change it all for others that maybe didn't want it to be changed. Do you think someone is passionately for this waiver rule? Like, just like, oh, God, I love this waiver rule. No. I just love it. No, like, I would, of course I would not. say it's just you that is passionate about, about changing it. Well, because I was a former commissioner. Okay. And I played fantasy football for twenty years. Okay. I know how this. I know how this works. You are a newer player to fantasy football. Oh, so now because I'm newer. No. Yeah, I've played this way for ten years. It, you haven't played for ten years. You want to look up my Yahoo history? Have you played for ten years? Yes. No, what I'm saying is I've I've played it with the other way. I've been a commissioner of leagues. Okay. I've listened to my team owners. I've listened to my people. And I've listened to my people too, and, but and my people can't agree on nothing. I got two guys that agreed on something, so I'm not going to change it for 20% of the league. And we already take JT out of the equation because he'll disagree with me on anything. So, take, But that's not take, my problem. Take, if he doesn't – maybe if you say something like salads are the best food on the planet, he might agree with you for that. But obviously yeah. he didn't agree. And maybe, yes, maybe he is disagreeing with you just strictly based on friendship and principle and the fact that you guys always disagree. But I, that's not my problem either. The suggestion I made was for the betterment of the league. It was a sound suggestion. We heard it, and you're, you were denied. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, that's my rant. It's like what I'm saying is better. And you, you didn't get your way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my God, Steve. I'm just trying to make it like every other professional league. I also asked for two quarterbacks. That's an exciting addition to fantasy football. Now, that I was, got shot down. Yep. That, that one got shot down, okay. too. That one, that, that, I'm bringing that around. That one got shot down. I didn't really pursue it after that. I yep. tried a little bit, yep. but, but basically, 
No one was for that rule. Well, and I get it. I don't like it, but I understand it. So I didn't really push that one. It was a little bit out there for some people. A little out there for progressive thinkers, I guess. I okay. Um, okay. Um, Jab. Little, there was a little. Yeah. Okay. But think about, think about Paul. If think about if we had that attitude about making things better, about getting to the moon. Oh boy. Think Marks. about. Think okay, about. I need help. Marks. There's, there's one. The, we're trying to get it better. We're trying to make it better. You're trying to make Renthal better. Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to make Renthal better. Yep. I'm trying to make the league better. Help me. It is in your opinion that this change will make it better, but it doesn't seem doesn't seem that that opinion is is Those agreed. Other to. guys didn't care. Nobody cared. Get them to care. That's your job. If you want the rule changed, get them to care. Get them on your side. Do whatever it takes. Buy them off. I don't know what you want to do, but get five people to vote, and we would have changed it. Race that round, everybody. Okay. Complete bullshit fantasy football league rules. Meaning, meanwhile, rules. meanwhile, this guy's kicker just kicked a 50-yard overtime field goal to, off, to beat John Knowles by two points. Off the, and you're off the bitching, bar, and you're still upset. Too. Yes, it doinked, <laughs> and it still went through. Meanwhile, John yeah. is probably on suicide watch at home right now. Well, you should Listen, <laughs> I, I just – so I made – again – I made a couple of clever waiver claims yesterday. Clever. Yeah. Went deep into my knowledge. Went into, you know, some injuries, some replacement guys. I'm going to get fucked. What do you mean? You might I, get those I won't, players. I won't get them. Well, if a lot of people want them. Because now I'm 1-0. So. Not necessarily. You are, your, your waiver priority is based on your draft position. You drafted what, fourth? Fourth or fifth, yeah. Fourth. So you'll have the sixth priority. Yep. So if five guys in front of you don't want that trade or they prioritize a different trade, say that there's three hot guys on the waiver wire. Maybe don't go for the guy that you think the five people in front of you are going to go for and go for the other. How am I supposed to know what the... Look who's on their roster. Look who you think they would need. That's doing your research. Okay. So also, if you... We did a snake draft. Yeah. And if you were to ask professional fantasy football players... On what positions There's they want. There's professional fantasy football yeah, players? Yeah, like Matthew Barry and these guys. Okay, okay. If you were to ask them, like, hey, what draft orders do you want in a snake draft? Not a What auction, position not, you mean? What position? Yeah. Not a, not, not a, on, a, on a PPR, not on an auction one. Okay. They would tell you first or last. Yeah, I would say that's two probably accurate. Yep. Like either going one or two yeah. or going so like now, nine, ten. But Yahoo says that ten is the worst draft position because you get the number one waiver claim. Well, it is technically the worst draft position. You but pick again, last. But, but if you were to ask professional people, they would say because the turn is valuable. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So again, tenth is a good draft order, but it's not based, according to it's Yahoo. It's based on first round picks, I guess. Not according to Yahoo. It's, I don't know, it's man. The, it's the worst draft order you want. But wait, other people say it's the best. So doesn't sound like we're going to meet agreement, make an agreement here. I just want you as a commissioner to listen to your team owners. I, I believe I have. Race Tech Round, everybody. 8 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at EVS Sports. Slayco, dude. Slayco knee pads. We're going to give a set away. Um, how do we do it? Um, what do we, how do you want to do that? To give a set away? I don't know. Pick a number? I don't know. Trivia? Okay. I like trivia. Big trivia question. Okay. What class did Axel Hodges win at Loretta's? Okay, that's easily look upable. Okay, sorry. so um, no, no. But do you want to do a number then on that? Like what number email sure, with the sure. right answer? Yeah, the 96th email. Okay. Are you going to get that many? Yeah. Okay. 96th email. That gives you the correct class that he won at Loretta's. Which you'll have to tell me about. Otherwise, i got to look it up. But, okay. Um, you can look it up. Uh, Pulpomex Show. 
contest at pulpamextro.com. Contest at pulpamextro.com. We're going to give away a set of EVS Slayco uh, knee pads uh, to that winner. So uh, please check it out. 96 email. Over the last 30 years, EVS Sports has established themselves in, as the leaders in innovation and technology. Athletes like RJ Hampshire, I mean, RJ, when you talk about protection at EVS Sports and RJ, you know it's been tested. For you sure. know it's been proven. Yep. Uh, so thank you to the folks at evsports.com. Code is pulp30 uh, is the code to save at evs-sports.com. Thank you to those guys. Uh, Slayco pads to the 96th email that gets the answer right of which class Axel Hodges won at Loretta's. Yes. FMIP, michelinaman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offerings of Michelin motorcycle tires. Uh, the Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. I have a project bike in the garage that you have helped me out with. Renthal 7 8 bar, mm-hmm. Renthal sprocket, Renthal chain. Bar pad. Bar pad. Cloth. Yep. Bar pad. Uh, uh, I got the Starcross 6s on there right now, mounted up there. So thank you to, to uh, Michelin for making things happen. And uh, you know, Michelin Starcross 6, they won last year at Paris Supercross. 250 class. Took the win. Who was that? Jace Owen or somebody? Yeah, or? I think so. I don't know. Uh, anyways, thanks to MichelinMan.com. Uh, they make great uh, mountain bike tires as well. Speaking of mountain bike tires that used to sponsor the wrap-up show, word is Mr. Side crashed again. Oh, yeah. you guys were talking about that today. Yeah, yeah. So Dirt bike to, stuff is... Just to recap, he went to Italy, crashed, went to a hospital, and he crashed. He went to a hospital in Italy? Oh, yeah. He was oh. there for three hours on a backboard. Really? Yeah, the gas gas intro. Wow. Now he crashed at Club MX. He's becoming a liability. <laughs> Mr. Side. We might not be able to test send him to these riding excursions. I mean, I feel like he's got to really work on, yeah, work on something here. What is he, so what is he or, just trying to go too fast? Or I don't know, it's man. It's pressure moment? Nobody knows, but Kiefer really wants to have like a, uh, an intervention with intervention. him. Intervention. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we got a couple calls before we get into Team USA here. Ricky's on one. Ricky, what's up, man? <clears throat> Ricky, I could talk. Uh, Team USA. All right. I know we talked about it a few times already tonight. I wanted to save it for later, but yeah. we got into it yeah. with JT and Phil. Um, you think we'll send a team? We should send a team. Yeah. Um, it's not – yeah, it's pretty, I mean, embarrassing if we don't send a team, I think. Yeah. Uh, USA I, I think it's – um, It's. I, th- I said it earlier. I think it's disrespectful to our, our competition too. Yeah. Um, I'm look. I've talked many times on this show about the designations. I think Roger is a icon in the industry, but he is he is uh, time to go for him as Team USA manager in my mind. Um, too many losses, too much conflict of interest. Look, he is the reason Kawasaki doesn't go to this race. He is the reason they. Mm, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I don't know. They don't like the conflict of interest that he has uh, with KTM Group and the way he wants to you know, work with KTM people to, for this race and everything else. I would say Cowie feels strong, more strong about the date and the, the, the Extra time races. it takes yeah. away from what is right. at their, what is their priority? Right. They don't let their guys go to Paris. Yeah. You know, they don't let yeah. their guys, yeah, they yeah. don't, they, they pay their riders. Uh, but here's my point is I think Rogers should be removed. He should be there as an ambassador or whatever. He's done a terrific job, but there are conflicts and there are things going on. We should have a neutral team manager. A lot of countries do have neutral team managers, you know? So, but, I, but I, I'm coming around to this, okay. this situation that we're in now, and I've seen it on my social media is not Roger DeCoster's fault. No. This is not Roger's fault. Other years. Sure. Yes. He was 
uh, from what I understand, he was adamant against Cooper Webb going, but then when looking at the situation, he's like, okay, Cooper Webb can go, you know, even though there was some bad blood there. This is not the Coster's what we're, the situation we're in is not the Coster's fault. No, and I think that's a, a big misconception that people have about how Team USA works. They hear this tagline, this title, team manager, and they think it's dictation. He decides everything, does well, everything. Well, at one point, I think he was. And maybe that yeah, was, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay, so I'm yeah. only speaking from right. my experience, yeah. which is two years tops, yeah. or one year at this point. Um, to me, it functions very much like a committee, and Mike Pelletier leads the committee, and there is people he is taking opinions from to try to make the best decisions. And Roger is an opinion and Christina Denny is opinion. And maybe I've become a little bit of opinion, but Mike is also speaking to Lars Lindstrom and Dan Fahey and Roger DeCosta and Ian Harrison and Jeremy Coker. And, and he has a boss too. And he has a boss too yep. as well. Right. And he is, I believe taking everybody's opinion that is as close to racing and has, um, a stranglehold on 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 racing, right? To understand who the best candidates would be and what the best team would be, and I believe Mike is taking in all those opinions and trying to make the best choice. And the reason we're in this position and and why we still don't have a team and why it's taken so long is because Mike is trying to do a good job. We could do it and not put any thought into it, but he truly, really wants this to be correct and, and be good. So, um, yeah, I think. When you speak about Roger that way, I think a lot of people are misunderstood as to as to how that's working because he is a person that has endless connections and brings a lot of a, a lot to the team. Right when he walks into a room, he can command the room in and he Europe, knows, yeah, in and Europe. especially in Europe, yeah, right? So yeah. I would say the people involved in Team USA all have such a varying range of ex expertise and knowledge and relationships that everyone complements each other pretty well. I feel everyone has a, their own kind of yeah, area of expertise. Um, and, yeah, simply this year, the situation that we're in has nothing to do with, um, you know, any kind of decisions of one person. It's yeah. just the circumstances that are surrounding everything. And, and, and people, I'm sure, want to blame somebody, but I don't know who there is to blame in this. I don't know that you can blame one person. But, you know, like the genesis of how we've gotten here is is – Chase was the priority, right? Well, for one, Tomac's out and, and Justin Cooper's out. And those are two people that everyone would agree with, that you would agree with, everyone would agree with, that they would be great to send. But when you take those two guys off the table, then you have to bring more names in the conversation. And that's when the disagreements start because people start to look very similar, right? Justin Barsha, Cooper Webb. Oh, they're very similar. Justin Barsha, Aaron Plessinger. You know, everyone has start to has different theories on who to send. And the number one priority this year was Chase Sexton. So... Chase very much wanted to go. His dad wanted to go, but Chase is now, this is for a race that is happening in October with three playoff races beforehand with the most money available to, in the sport. And he's also changing motorcycles and it's a, it, the new motorcycle is, you know, contract starts. Not, it's all the, the hair around it. Right. And yeah. he has monster contracts and Honda contracts and different. So there's just too much yeah. of a mess. I, I don't think, I think anybody with rational, rational brain, can understand say sex and not going mm -hmm. you know what i mean like despite him wanting to go yep. and he does he wanted to go he said all that in the public and in yeah private. he absolutely he, he, wants to go but yeah. i think everyone can understand it like hey man not as much time on a ktm um you know you just can't be ready in time you got the smx stuff yeah all of it i don't think anybody can dispute sex and not going the money part is where i get a little confused at because <clears throat> money has not been an issue for a long time for these teams to send people 
Do we know that for sure? Sure, because they step up time and time again and send a ton of people. But does you know? but we don't know what kind of a strain that puts on them to do that. No, but we would assume that what would change, <laughs> what what would be different. You know what I mean? Like why why? I would say that the difference is this year all the teams are traveling and tending and racing more races than they've ever raced before. Airplane flights the entire year has probably yep. become be, been more than anyone has forecasted. I'm sure you've spent more on travel oh, yeah. this year Absolutely. than you planned it's on. It's insane. Yeah. I think everybody in the paddock is tired. We've touched on that. And a lot of these teams are very low on money. So I think those are all still contributing factors. And SMX absolutely is a contributing factor. Like a lot of people are focused. Right, rightfully so, they should yeah. be. Ironic that the, <clears throat> the, the unification of Feld and MX Sports and extra races... Yeah. cost them in the race that yeah. you know yeah, uh, yeah. and and look in front move this race yes. for america i would yeah i would for say america. for america yes yes absolutely yes. and it has still hasn't really helped yeah so and and, and i mean you know dan fahey was actually one of the people in the beginning that told me years ago that what you're trying to do right now based on what we know is coming is going to become more difficult he told me this before we did it last year. What? Bef what, do you, what do you mean? Meaning fundraising and, oh, oh. and getting every team oh. to be more on board with going to destinations. Okay. And he forecasted that or theorized yeah. that it would become more difficult based on the changes that were coming in the sport. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, I, I've talked to the same, same people that you have probably, and they've told me Roger's an issue. They've never, well, I, I they've never really, they had a different radio channel at Redbud than the Team USA. They didn't want to talk to Roger. They didn't want to deal with Roger. They're upset still about Marvin pulling over for Dunge, which I never understood because yeah. team tactics happen in our sport yeah. the whole time. They're, under, they're upset about that. They're upset about, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, all the conflicts of interest of three teams that are trying to say they're separate, but they're not. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, that, and yeah. that's why I don't yeah. like the team manager term, honestly, yeah. for this situation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, for one, and, and I'll tell every team manager in the pits this to their face, I don't think they should be team manager of Team USA. I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I fine don't. with that. Yeah, They've absolutely. all raced each other against each other all year long. They have a season's worth of history <laughs> and arguments. Decades. Yes, of like, hey, we're trying to get the red fenders up front. And no, this guy, we're trying yeah. to get the blue fenders up front. Hey, star protested us yes, here. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. There is too much hair on all of that for yeah. any one of those team managers to be involved in in team making decisions in my opinion yeah. because it just opens up the realm for someone to think yeah. that there's a bias happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I agree. I agree. So maybe the transition plan years down the road or whenever, you know, yeah. you know, Roger's obviously an older guy and he can't be doing it forever. You know, I, I don't know that if I was Mike, I don't know that I would run out to find a team manager per se, a name. And I don't think it should be someone like Carmichael or Villapoto or anybody. I don't think those. I don't think Chase Sexton needs somebody in their ear to tell them, "Hey, you should go outside over here." Right, right. And I just, I think still those big names have biases. Ricky's paid by Triumph, like all these different yeah. things, right? You need neutral people, and that's what Mike Pelletier is. That's what Christina Denny is. They're neutral. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, so costs. Costs contracts, are another thing. Costs contracts, are another thing. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I really hoped. You know, I was, running the golf okay. tournament would help. Yeah. Would help to remove some of the cost burden. Yeah. So at least when we can go to each team and say, "Hey, we're, you're going to get twenty grand," that helps. That helps massage the burden of going. What What do you say? And I'm not. I'm not one of these people. But what do you say when people tell you this country raised sixty five thousand dollars and and they all went and no one and and yeah. Austria sold T shirts and sent their riders and why does USA need? All of this stuff. Like, I'm not one of those people, but that that's a common... I, it's it's hard, but yeah. top-level riders deserve top-level support, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you're not sending Chase Sexton with no money. 
if you're going to send Chase Sexton, he needs all these people. He needs his equipment. He needs things to go to be Chase Sexton that we're used to seeing. And that costs money. And it costs money to a team that did not forecast for it. Because keep in mind, they're doing budgeting back in October, November for their four riders on the team to go to 31 races. They have no idea that one of their riders is going to get selected to go Team USA in France. And they have to fly 10 people over there and motorcycles and hotels. And it's a big expense Mm -hmm. that you don't. That you yeah. can't forecast for. I think about when I went in 03 with Timmy. There was me, a suspension guy, and a helper. No gear guy. Yeah. Timmy did his own goggles. Thor shipped his gear. It was a different time. There, were, there was four of us. It was a different time. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we can't do that, but yeah. if you want to do it right, that's not the way to do it right. And my biggest thing is I would like to try to do this right. I mean, we yeah. rented a... We rented an expandable trailer for Team USA this year, like yep. those fancy yep. fishbowl trailers. We rented one, and we want, we're going to have all our riders in one spot. Like We're going to have an organized compound because we want to make it the best we can make it. But, again, it's but, there's been so much complication with finding riders. But and, in the end, like with Star not wanting to spend the money, yeah. Deegan didn't want to go. And I, I've, I've never heard Hayden say he doesn't want to go. Yeah, I, I know. I talked to somebody who talked to Brian, though. Okay. Um, and I and I listen. And I I'll never criticize somebody who doesn't want to go. Like if you don't feel 100 percent physically ready, mentally ready, it's mm-hmm. a long ass season. Maybe you're nursing an injury. That's fine. You can skip this event. Jeff Stanton skipped this event. Damon Bradshaw skipped this event. Jeremy McGrath skipped this event. Ron Lachine skipped this event. Yeah. Guys have skipped this event. Many greats have not gone to this race, and it's fine. It's understandable. Eli Tomac, all of that. Yeah. So I I'll never come down on a guy who says, you know what? I'm not at my peak right now to go represent this country for whatever reason. Long, long year, mentally burned out. I get it. But it's tough because you're going there with the expectation to win. And if you're not going to win, you're just going to catch shit. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Eli Tomax told us, he spent 10 grand out of his own money to go. For sure. You know what I mean? Now, 10 grand for Eli isn't much, but why should he spend one penny exactly to go yeah right yeah, yeah. and that these so, are all things that i was hoping a fundraiser, a fundraiser could be, help yeah. solve i mean maybe a fundraiser could buy an insurance policy for policy for the riders so they know if they go yeah. hey they're gonna make 25 right. grand if they win uh, and then mitch mitch did want to go that really surprised me i yeah, think I, I think mean, there's beef with mitch and roger i think Raj I, I don't, years I, ago didn't talk to mitch anymore about being part of the team i don't believe that was any part of it okay. i think i think the most part of it was the team has come together so late and, you know, for for a while there, it was going to be Sexton and uh, Deegan and AP or something for a while. Then it was going to be um, Barsha and Webb and Deegan. And then it just it's changed so many times yeah. that I think by the time we got to Mitch and said, hey, what about Forkner? What about Kitchen? What about it's like, dude, this was I mean, that conversation happened a week or two ago. Right. Right. It's too late. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, now that, you know, we've gotten to a point where it's we couldn't make the golf tournament work because the golf course needed certain, you know, money and commitment by a certain date. And we didn't have a team to promote. So that kind of all got pushed back. Um, let's yeah. let, let's say this, though. Like, so, OK, like in, I believe from talking to someone really close to the situation that Brian said, hey, we we kind of don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Let's say that isn't the truth and that star really didn't want to go to spend the money Mm -hmm. okay what i wonder about is like when they and i and i get it like it's it's expensive i understand that but with your fundraiser you were able to give the teams quite a bit of money last year 
you know, to help out. 13 grand each or so. Okay. So, I mean, that's something, right? Yeah. And again, like, you don't need to send the 10 guys and all of that. You can literally send the three guys. Tell the and, teams this. Well, I mean, but you can. You can do that. You, you can just send a motor, a bike, a motor, one crate, spares. I mean, Factory Yamaha is there to help you with anything. You know what I mean? The, the, the yeah, but do you really think you're doing it correctly if you're sending the MX2 guy and the MX3 guy, the guys that have back-to-back motos without a spare bike? That's doing it correctly? Because that's not doing it correctly to me. I would say that 80% of the teams do it that way there in the in the pits. I mean, it's doable. It's doable. It's not, you know, it's not like not doable. Like, that's how these teams work, right? Maybe 90% of the teams. I mean, who has total bikes yeah. Over there. Not too many people that I can remember. You know, I mean, I'd like to see. I wonder if Aussies do that. Are Aussies doing that? I mean, I would think Honda will have two bikes for each Two bikes guys. for each guy? Yeah. And Ferris? Especially too? if they're yeah. racing back-to-back. Maybe Jet won't, but right. I bet you Hunter would. Right. Because there's no time to yeah. make a change if you're back-to-back. Right. Um, okay. Flip side of that. Mm-hmm. And I've said this. Look, if I was in charge of American motocross... First of all, there'd be a lot of fucking things different, including the, <laughs> including the waiver wire. Okay. Okay? Yeah. But if I was in charge of America, America Motocross, and I don't care, I would tell in front, we are not coming unless yeah. you help us. That guy in front, those guys, yeah, they're fucking making millions on this. I, I would say over a million dollars. I just It's impossible to, to know. Yeah. You'll never know. Yeah, but when you see these crowds... Right. Yeah. And you see the vending and everything else, they are making so much money. And good for them. It's it's a it's a it's a free country. They should do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Pulp MX makes money. I get it. But you know what else I do? I pay these guys to show up. You know, like I don't expect free labor in the name of your country. Now, can does it need to be all the cost? No. But can it be something? We're tr- you know, when the race is in the USA, don't pay us. We're good. Right. Uh, but if, if it's in Europe, if USA doesn't go, there's always an asterisk the, on the, the way. The event will yeah. suffer, for the sure. The event will suffer. And, I, and So and, I'm sorry, like, <clears throat> if you want to say, oh, well, don't, you know, what about Bulgaria and you're not going to pay yeah. Bulgaria? Sorry, man. Bulgaria doesn't sell tickets. Yeah. USA sells tickets. That's, that's, what's, that's the bottom line. I don't disagree with you here. So the fact that Infront just relies on the guilt of representing your country while they not only make money, make shit tons of money Yeah, is I think insane. And if I was in charge, I would be, we are not coming until we get some subsidies. However you want to work it, like however you want to do it, um, yep. that's f- fine. If you want to like, okay, we could do, we could do this way. They can sponsor 18 holes of a golf tournament. Sure. <laughs> Every other year, the races in the USA, you know, to help yeah. us out, that's fine also. But it's not going that way. Like, there's got to be and some it, and sort it, of compensation from in front to – if you and if you want to stretch it further, you could go like, look, when the race is in Europe, we help Aussie, right. we help USA. The, the key teams that we need to be there. That we need to be there. To make the event successful. Canada maybe. I don't know. Fuck, whatever. <laughs> no, like, listen, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But um, – and then when the race is in America – 
We will help out the key teams right. in Europe. Or maybe it's the top five finishing teams from the year before. Maybe what you exactly. Maybe what you do is it's a performance based deal. Yes. If you're in the top five or ten, you get assistance. You get assistance yep. to help you get to the next race. There's so much money being made by in front. And, 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 and money and, fixes things and it helps things for sure. Absolutely. And, 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 and but I want to be clear that there's a disconnect, I believe, and I don't know all the sp- people specifically, but the French Federation has been uh, welcoming with open arms when it comes to assistance. I mean, this started all the way back at, I met with the French Federation and the French president the day before the Paris Supercross last year, specifically to speak about designations in this event. Mm-hmm. And them basically lending an olive branch to say, hey, we will help you guys in any way we can. We'll rent you a track for your testing. We'll make, sh- we'll do anything within our power as the French Federation mm-hmm. to make sure that Team USA comes to this event because we were at Redbud and we saw how big of an event it was and we want our event to be that well. Yeah. That, 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 that great, big, right? Yeah. But I don't, that is different from in front. Of course, yeah. And that's the disconnect yeah. to where I do yeah. not believe in front feels that way. I know. And so, again. I mean, and this is in front that doesn't give you know, purse for their even their MXGPs, right? So, if right? I'm so. in charge of American motocross, I'm like, we ain't coming. And I think Sorry, that conversation we, might be. S- we have the world championships here. They're called Supercross and SMX. Yeah. And we're good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you guys can have your race and no problem. But every year the USA isn't there, it loses some yeah, luster. And, and it sucks because as a fan and a passionate USA fan, yeah. right? Especially of this race, like. This process, this entire time, has honestly sucked a lot of the passion out of it for me. Yeah. Like, because it sucks. Yeah. It's, uh, and, it's just, yep. it's been, yep. and it's not anybody's fault or to blame, or it's just, you have to identify with the situations and the, and the, yeah, what's going on and respect everyone's position because everyone has valid reasons. Yeah. Not a whole I lot agree. of copping out going on. Here. I agree. And, and again, like, a lot of rider interest, I would say, too. Even, a lot even, of riders wanted to go, but there's so many circumstances that have prevented them. So you do you feel like this is a one-year thing? And, like, next year, Tomac, healthy. Sexton, healthy. So. Uh, contracts are settled. I hope so. You yeah, know, it, like, did, it doesn't help that a lot of our best riders are changing contracts and changing bikes. Right. It definitely didn't help that um, we have a brand-new super motocross playoff championship but happening. We'll ha- but we'll have it next year. I get that, but yeah. at least we'll have been through it once. Yeah. And... I would hope, you know, the yeah. race might be back in the U.S. Yeah. next year, too. I would say that's... No, I don't think it is. I think, I think it could be. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, so... I heard 2025. That could be possible. Yeah. yeah. But I, I know it's... It could be... It could be next year as well, too. Right. Um, yeah. And look, again, as I said, many greats have skipped this race, and I don't... I don't I'm not going to put any... Again, after 31 races, which I don't know if anybody actually did all 31. I think we worked it out that we... Sexton? No, he didn't. No. Uh, um... We thought Freddie, but Freddie oh. didn't make every main. Oh, so, wow. So, like, we don't so, think there's anybody who did really every single race. I remember we talked. To, I talked about this with somebody. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, good trivia question. But anyways, yeah. After 29 races for some guys, gnarly. You know, they don't want to go to this yeah, nation, yeah, yeah. and I get yeah, it. Yeah, and, I get it too. And, you I get know? it too. And and also again, like, if you don't win, you get shit on. Yeah. But there's. 20% of the ignorant motocross fans will probably shit on you if you don't win. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's hard. Whatever like, percent you want to give. Like, we, why do you need that as a, as a rider? You don't need that shit. Like, I know. Yeah. And yeah. we finally righted the ship last year. We ended a 10-year yeah. drought, yeah. and we won. And we'll be number one, two, three. Yeah. And we don't have a team, and it's well, September 11th. We got to send a team. Like, look, if we send a team, it'll be an Austrian, all-Austrian team, right? Yeah, it will be. It, it'll be. It'll be AP, RJ. They're in. Their bikes are over there. It's all happening. Yeah. We're looking for a, well, 
Craig is a choice in MX3, I believe. Or Ryder D in MX2 on a gas gas. Maybe. I don't want to ask. I don't want to put him on a spot and ask him. But, like, yeah. Because otherwise an Austrian Swole, right? Or Jalik Swole's in the running. Swole is yeah. absolutely in the running. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I, I do believe we need to go. Yeah, and, right. But it's just, a sh- uh, honestly, it's a shame. And it's yep. it hurts my heart and my passion <laughs> that we're in this position. And I know it hurts Mike Pelletier, too. Um, but, uh, man, like, yeah, if you want to blame somebody, I don't know, take take from what we said and yeah. try to pick out who you yeah, want to blame. Yeah, yeah, no, but. listen, and uh, I'm in the job of hot takes and sports talk radio and all this, and, and I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't, there's nowhere to blame. There, yeah, it's, it's tough, it's, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I, it's, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know. And, and, and honestly, I, it's, it's so difficult. What people don't realize is, like, there's money being lost already. Like, Christina Denny booked hotel rooms for this race before Redbud last year. Yeah. And you can only hold hotel rooms for a certain amount of time because they can obviously sell them to somebody else. And yeah. she's been planning for this big team to arrive on a Wednesday. And we don't know who to book rooms for. And yeah. before you know it, like, deposits are like, hey, we can't cancel it anymore. There's a lot of that happening yeah. with all these things that, yep. uh, you know, Team USA has been working on that we're going to lose money. Even even if we don't go, we're going to yeah. lose money. It's just such not a good look for the country's motocross to no go to america and win when it's all in or when, oh yeah when it's i in america that. i hate it yeah you, you're front runners and you win and then it goes to france and you're like yeah we're not gonna go and again f- legitimate reasons like yeah. i get it but to not go is a bad look it is it know? is and it's just hard because i yeah. know a lot of people aren't going to hear this and hear the reasoning behind it they're just going to think that oh we only go when it's in the usa and um, because yeah. we don't have our best guys. We're not, I, I, I right. just, uh, there's so many, it's, it's a passionate topic because it has to do yeah. with country pride and, yeah. and a lot of history and we're the winningest nation at this race. And a Listen lot of me, that. If and you don't go, it's one more spot for Canada. It is. It's a good team. I mean, right? you guys could maybe, right? you Pettis, guys could maybe beat us straight up. You guys have a pretty damn good team. It's a great team. So, but all right, well, let's yeah. team USA's drama. We'll see what happens. I mean, look, uh, today's Monday, the 11th. And uh, we'll always remember September 11th, by the way. Yeah. Um, that was a crazy day. I was at Bud's Creek with Kelly Smith for the four-stroke nationals. I was at home getting ready to go to high yeah. school maybe or something. Uh, so S- September 11th, uh, as we do this now, I mean, we got to have one by Wednesday. We got to know by Wednesday? I mean. We got to know tomorrow? We need to know tomorrow. Yeah, we're already on a, an extension and like uh, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. I still haven't booked travel because I don't know for sure. And right. we're talking about we're traveling in less than a month. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. So, uh, MTX braking, Paul, you've used these MTX pads, have I? Mountain bike. Yeah, yeah. The red pads, no? Maybe. Do they have green ones too? No, no. Red and yellow. No, Gold. I'd love to get a set. You got a set? Not for. You got Shrams. Right? I have TRP. Oh, I don't have TRP. Oh. No, I do. They fit Shimano. Okay. I should give you some. Okay. I gave you a set. I know I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Lies. Some commissioner you make. Now it's back to the commission. Okay. <laughs> MTXbreaking.com. Code is PulpMX to save for an introductory pulp deal when buying direct from MTX. Available in over 800 Power Sports dealers. They're looking for more as well. Two compounds, one for e-mountain bikes, another for trail riders and racers. Make your mountain bike brakes better, more power, better modulation while remaining dead silent. Inspired by motocross and power sports, they brought better braking tech into brake pads for mountain and road bikes. So thank you to those guys. And Decal Works, our guys at Decal Works. Pulpamex 23 is a code to save to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one, for many reasons. Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project bikes, magazine, tests, all of it. Uh, please check out 
decalmx.com. Thank you to those guys, MTX Braking. Of course, trolltraining.com. Grant Harlan, troll training athlete. I mean, what more do you need from people than to, to see that Grant Harlan is uh, a, a troll training guy? I mean, yeah, he's had a hell of a year. Dude, Harlan's your guy. I am quite proud of my privateer choice. You, yeah, I, needed, to, I needed somebody in the U.S. using Yamaha stuff on a rent or rent all stuff on a Yamaha. Yeah. And really, my choices were Alex Ray and Grant Harlan. Yeah. I think I, I picked yeah. the right guy. Yeah, you, you've been on Harlan for a while, and, and you've liked him. You've I like him. I, to just, him and, I love his effort. Yeah. I like his – he communicates well. He's organized. He's not a you know parts <laughs> abuser, like yeah. just constantly ordering stuff like it's an endless yeah. you know, piggy bank. Yeah. Like he's, uh, yeah. he's, he's a good dude. He works hard, and I, I'm stoked to see him make a good living this yeah. year. Trolltraining.com, please check that out. From an experienced <laughs> vet to Grant Harlan to Woods Guy, they'll have you covered. Trolltraining.com. By the way, speaking of troll training, Millville Ride Day, October 14th, 15th. I'm working on getting – those emails out this week. Yeah, I'm going to pick uh, 150 guys Saturday, 150 riders only. Sunday's open to anybody. We got Fly there. We got FXR there. We got Sounds like you're working on a lot. You got stages and food. Stages. And all kinds of Beer stuff. trucks. Got yeah. a pizza truck. Yeah. We got a live pulp show. Kiefer, Wilbur, Osborne, Starling, Phil. I think I quite covered the, it. Quite JT. Event you're JT says he's coming to ride. Really? Riding. Brad, Bradshaw, ride. Bradshaw, Villapoto, they're riding. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Quite the it's event. It's a good yeah, old time. Sounds like it. Yeah, absolutely. And then so also keep in tune to your emails. I'll figure that out this week. October 16th here in Vegas, most likely a live show at the Huddle Brewery. Skip Skip Norfolk's Brewery. Sick. Uh, that's down by Stratosphere, right, Mark? Somewhere down there, right? And yes. then and then uh, live show. We're gonna do a live show from there with some special guests. And so stay tuned for we that. Need to, we need to talk about you live showing at this rental party that I'm thinking about. Can we do that? I would love to. I'd like to because we got we we have hopefully we will have 500 titles to celebrate next year. And that's we need the to, plan. We need to make a we yeah. need to have a hell of a champions party. I uh, think. Uh, yeah, I I will be there, man. <laughs> so, I will. Yeah, we're at we're at 498 right now. Four ninety eight. Four hundred ninety eight titles. So yeah, you need is SMX an account? No. Oh, not going to count. Okay, not yet. But so, we still got MXGP. So uh, Prado, Prado, and and uh, uh, Adamo, Adamo. They're both rental guys. Yeah. Yes. And they got good, nice points leads. Yep. So you're looking at five hundred titles. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, too, Renthal, you got some new grips yeah, coming? Yeah, brand new grips. These actually aren't even out anywhere, or uh, even distributors don't really know about them. Oh the boy. plan was okay. to launch them here, but we hit a little bit of a delay. But we do have a brand new grip that's coming out. It's called the Comfort Grip. Mm -hmm. It's a glue-on grip. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Still still yeah. glue-on grip, still matter. But um, it is literally the most comfortable grip that we have could develop in five years of developing it. Basically. It's got a little diamond yeah. pattern on this, it. This is to replace your Pro Taper Pillow Top. Okay. If that's what you're a fan of, yep. this is better. So, and when are they available? This will be out probably within about eight weeks. Can you hold it up to the YouTube? Yeah. Channel? Yeah, 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 yeah. So There we go. Yep. And so you got three patterns. Soft? No, grippy. just one, one no, pattern. No, sorry, not pattern. Three, three compounds. More than that. I didn't bring them all. Oh. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's the pattern, and then we have Ultra Tacky, which is a, a yep. familiar rental compound. Aramid. More also like known Kevlar. as Kevlar. Yep. And then we'll have it in uh, orange, blue, red, and black. Mm. Dual layer, just like this. This is uh, orange. Let me see. Let me see. There you go. 
So, so it's a pillow top kind of better than pillow a pillow top, top killer. Yeah, pillow it's, top got a, killer. it's got a really hard end cap, so it's great for your beginner rider that you know crashes a bunch. And yeah, we've had that in hands of every rider around the entire globe for the last five years, and that is what we believe is they, the they, most comfortable do you, motocross. Do you foresee grip. this being a race grip for people? Maybe yeah. I had already had some racers try it Have and you? test yeah. it yeah. Um, in the off season, especially guys that were looking for a little bit more like push cushion dampening in their hands or maybe they have wrist injuries. If oh. you know any guys like I, that, I know a guy with an arm problem. They have a green bike. They have tested that grip. Okay. Yeah. The green bike guy. Yeah. There was a green numbness, bike guy. Numbness going yep. on. Yep. Yep. And what do you think? What did he, he liked think? him? Did he liked he? him. Yeah. yeah. He ended up going full waffle. Yeah, um, yeah. But we were actually going to fast track a bunch of samples for this ahead oh, of were. ahead of releasing it yeah. if he if he really They're wanted soft. to race with it. I like that wire groove. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Like yep. how you cut right through the diamond. Yeah. Tie wire. You can still tie you know wire I mean? those. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it. You know, that's an extra little thought that you guys would do. That's that's how it goes with Renthal. We're not super quick at developing product, but when we when it's finished, it's right. perfect. These are nice. So, yeah, comfort grip. Also, I could see these Catch being the fever. very easy to put on. Not, ex- blowing, not blowing up You're the not going to blow the end off. Uh, a right. beginner customer can dunk a whole bottle of glue in there and put it on there, and the grip or will be it's I use super contact durable. Cleaner. I use contact sure. cleaner. And this, then, this is a durable grip that's yeah, made yeah. made to yeah get your money so out of it. Which one would you, which compound would you run? I am a Kevlar guy, Kevlar? an Aramid guy. because. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you one, run that on mountain bikes? Do you run those on mountain bikes? I do. do yeah, yeah, yeah. Different pattern, but I yeah, use yeah. the Aramid compound on my right. mountain bike too. It's just a little longer wearing, okay. but still just as soft. Nice. Yeah. Can, I, can so. I keep these here? You can keep those there for like a you know people yeah come people over to the touch and hold right yeah. right yeah. yeah the new comfort grip. All right, check it out, everybody. Coming soon. Coming soon well, at, at yeah. your local Parts yeah. Unlimited or Turn Fourteen dealer. <laughs> January party. Hopefully a January uh, champion party, party is yeah. what we're thinking. Yeah, so okay. maybe uh, yeah, we'll there. have to kick around some ideas. But I'd love to get as many Renthal champions there as we can. I think that could be a pretty star-studded affair. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be a good time. And then especially if you have it around uh, Anaheim's or, you know what Something I mean? Something like, like that, yeah. yeah. By the way, I saw a schedule for Supercross next year. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I think I might have saw it too. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have... Uh, Philly cheese stick. I'm uh, I'm sworn to secrecy. Oh. But, yeah, I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. So, Me too. Um, all right. Uh, Ricky's got a question on one. Ricky, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. Hey. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Uh, I was on mute uh, earlier today. Sorry about that. But um, Or earlier, uh, a little bit ago. I want to ask, what, um, what makes a, a manufacturer, I've always wanted to ask this question, but what makes a manufacturer have to release a new bike? When they just get it right after three years of working together, uh, yeah, working really, on, right? on a, I know. On, yeah, like, yeah. can they just not go like, hey, let's just wait another two years? I mean, well, that KTM that Dungey went on had another three good years left in it. Yeah, but you got to remember, like, that's only for the one percent that can ride it that fast and can know the differences. Otherwise, people like Paul and I, you know, we're the regular schmoes that want to see innovation all the time and yeah. spend money on it, right? I mean, yeah, KTM, right. KTM's developing a 2027 already. Yeah, and but think about this, too. If they sold a new bike and it didn't work right for Cooper Webb, they can't put them on the old model. They really can't. That kind no, of sinks. That's, that's, a, that's right. a marketing, like, uh, disaster. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they can't really do that either. But I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you, Ricky. Like, hey, we got this bike working. Oh, God, it's a piece of shit. Cooper Webb can't ride it. Tomac doesn't like it. Like, you know, all, all this yeah. stuff. Like, absolutely. Like, I get it. Like, but yeah. there's the marketing sales side of the sport, and then there's a racing side of the sport, and they don't necessarily have the same objectives. Right. So 
Agree, agree, agree. But if a guy's winning on a bike, even if they have a new model ready to be released, can they just not like, hey, let's put this, let's kind of store this or let's keep working on it. We'll we'll look back into it, releasing it in two years. I mean, they don't have to release it, or do they have no, to? They have to. It's all yeah. part of a plan and yeah. a schedule and a, and a sales yeah. goal and, like Paul said, and yeah. inventory. I mean, I mean, 20s, 27s are being worked on right yeah, now, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, that's, you just that's ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, Hill just got on the podium on the last generation's KTM. Uh, Roxton won on a, got on a, you know, yeah, on a dinosaur. You know, uh, yep. these bikes have a lot of years left in them before they they come out with new ones. No, you yeah. you have a good yeah. point, but it doesn't. Yeah, but on the other hand, like yeah, it doesn't quite work like that, right? So that's up to the yeah. race team to figure yeah. out. Yeah. So thanks, yeah. man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Again, we're giving away a set of EVS Racing Slayco uh, knee pads uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com. The 100. The 96th email. The 96th email. That correctly tells us the class that Mm -hmm. Axel won at Loretta's. Okay. Darren, what's up? You got a mechanics question? It's for me, then, you think? Yeah. (laughs) You're such an asshole. (laughs) You guys hear me? Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, I was just wondering, like... Riders have injury clauses and stuff, and I was just curious if the mechanics are employed by the teams or by the rider, and when the rider gets injured, what happens with the mechanic salary? Oh, Paul, why don't you talk? tell them about what when, happens when, when you're injured at Pro when Circuit? Your rider like gets hurt, right? When your rider gets hurt, you become shop bitch is basically how no. it works. Yeah, dude, it. Uh, you stay working, you know. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Moto Triple X in 02, Nick Way... They went, sent you home. Went and had a scope done. Yeah. And it was missing out for he missed four weeks and they just said you're not getting paid. No way. But guess what I was doing? What? Working for Nick Way still because he needed things done. Right. But, but I he wasn't was getting paid. You. He wasn't paying me either. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it sucked. But Red Dog got hurt a bunch at Yamaha. Guess what I was doing, Darren? I was fucking so super what? moto guy. <laughs> Supermoto guy. I was going down to yeah. Graves Road Race Shop. I was going to Apple Valley to test with Henry and Burkhart. I was uh, welding the shit out of swing arms or trying to weld. Uh, it was a fucking disaster. But I, um, yeah. I became practice engine guy. Practice I was engine just guy. Like, oh, you need your practice engine real big? Just rebuilt. Put it on my bench. I'll do it. Like, yeah. That's just that was what I. Yeah, would yeah. So do. Th- th- it's a make work thing, Darren. But you still the 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 good teams. You keep getting paid. The Triple X teams. You go home. Yeah, but yeah, I got that. Yep. Thanks. Hey, uh, one more quick question for Paul, if you got time. Yeah. Hey, I got I got a Yamaha Tenray Seven Hundred. I was just wondering uh, what bar bin would be a little higher than stock. Oh God, I wish it wasn't a street question you're asking me. I have a colleague that if you email, um, yeah, we need to get fucking. We need Kaiser here. Kaiser, that's yeah. that's. I'm the off road guy, and it's his job to be the the, the road specialist. So I knew I do know that we are working on something new for that model because I've seen it come up in our product meetings. But um, if you email, uh, we have a, just a, a general question email on Renthal. If you email that, you will get Dave, and he will be happy to help you with that question. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate show. it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Scott, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? What up? Hey, uh, you guys are striking nerves with me about this uh, Nations team. It's not announced. We got one, two, and three plate, and we got maybe 10, 11, and 12 rider. Yeah. <laughs> Between you, Paul, and Steve, haven't you guys raised like enough money to solve these problems? <laughs> no. Mm. No. Yeah, not exactly. No, I mean it's. So, was you, how much did you raise last year for privateers? Uh, I don't know. Mark, like what do we get? One hundred forty. Hundred grand. One hundred forty. One hundred forty thousand. 
Paul, with you on the golf tournament, like fifty grand. Forty-four. Yeah. That doesn't solve this issue. Just that nope. effort alone. No, it does not. Fuck. Okay. What about this idea? What about fifty cents a ticket for Supercross and Motocross goes into an account for Team USA? Every fan on board would get would be. Yeah, I mean, like it that. does oh, It does I seem agree. easy to set up a booth at Anaheim 1 and at Ironman, and the booth collects money yeah. for T-shirt sales yeah, and for whatever. Team USA for throughout Team USA. the year or something, yeah. And it seems like that would be a very easy thing to do. Both MX Sports and Feld would give away the vending um, would they? spot, yeah, I would believe. I would hope so. And then doesn't that seem really easy? Yeah, I don't know. It seems super simple. Like, why are we making fucking this, this thing so difficult? But having said that, because it's a volunteer gig, maybe there is not literally one riders, person like paid to, to do something for the country. These riders just like I'm in, man. Like you hear RJ and Deegan wanting to be the head, want to wrap himself in the American flag. Well, I mean, and, shut and, up, let's right, go. Riders have all wanted to go like that. It hasn't been for lack of rider interest, I would say. But um, I mean, we, we're we're getting ready to hold the one, two, and three plate, and we're sitting on our fucking ass. With this, it's it's super stupid from the fan side looking out. I mean, looking into this thing, you guys are on the inside going, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" And on the fan side, we're like, "Guys, let's put together a team here." Yeah. And Chase yeah. on the show tonight, he can't even talk about it until October first. I'm mean, stupid. Well, I just, I mean, look, like like we talked about, Scott. It's a lot of different things. It's not just money, and it's not just riders not wanting to go, and it's not just injuries and team switches. It's like everything it's all that it's money it's team switches and it's injuries the schedule here it's, it's the it's, it's, it's the time yeah. of year it's Damn. it's all kinds of things wow the caveat should be that you start this what bike you start the team with the season on if you get selected for nation lars already said if chase wants to go he's going to support him yeah yeah they didn't want to go on a honda it, though it, well, the bike's already set up he just fucking proved it all right, well, tell Chase that. <laughs> Chase, if you're listening, call back in. Get solve this thing right now. Yeah. Well. If he's the lead domino, and then we got uh, Deegan and Craig. I mean, we give Craig props enough for calling his Husky team his Husky team before his star contract was over. What? You know? Well, when Craig went to Husky before, while he was on star, you know, he was saying, hey, I'm going to Husky. He didn't have to wait till October 1st. He was proudly announcing it. Right. Well, it's just a respecting uh, a little bit. And then what about teams. the um, the neutral manager, like Rick Johnson? Why, well, why can't we get him? Sure. I mean, there's RJ, there's Mitch, there's uh, Brock, Ta- uh, Brock. What, what Brock- are they going to bring to the table? Tell me. The, what are they going to do? The history of it, the, the team. What are they the going to do, though? What are they going to do? What are they going to do to help the team? Tell me. Besides Maybe being a, a name. motivation of sticking together versus pitting from across the pit. We, we okay. That's what we need them for—to tell them to stick together. Just a, some level of motivation, some unity, kind of. Well, with yourself and Christine and the effort that went along there, just somebody that's dedicated on the neutral side of it that can just. We have keep, that. We have three people that are doing that. We have three neutral people that are dedicated and volunteering their time after their full-time job to try. Yeah, to make and this if it's Mike, it great. Be. If it's you, better. If it's Christine, it's all wonderful. three of us. Yeah, it's and it's a it's an effort that's totally applausible. Um, but if we're looking for that one dedicated manager throughout the year to kind of you know stay focused on the, the money raising effort of it, while you guys are out doing your jobs or having this one manager that he does that have a point there. Point if you had someone, 
Who's paying this person? Nobody's paying them because they're it's a volunteer a- job. AMA. Yeah, it's a volunteer well, job. Why, why can't the AMA cover cover this guy's wow. travel expenses to go to these events? I mean, enough money gets raised by the AMA, you know, with memberships and events. Yeah, I, I do stuff, think but... the AMA is getting off a little light here, Paul, as well, mm-hmm. like from our end of things. Like, hey, man, pay some money. They spent money. They spent yeah. well over sixty grand last year at Redbud. Well, you three well over points. Over what? What are they? What are they? For hotels, for everybody got paid. That's on Team USA. Everybody gets a little bit of money. Everybody gets money to go. It all adds up pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no one's doing it for free, free, free. Yes, it is not much, but it's something. Right, it's something. But they can probably Uh, do more. I would think they could do a little bit more. Uh, I mean, if Steve and you guys are raising one hundred fifty grand. Steve I mean, is Steve is for a different cause. A, it's a lot. A I think it's a lot easier to get someone to buy a twenty dollars raffle ticket for a motorcycle to support a privateer than it is to, at least in my experience, to support a team where everyone thinks that oh they're the highest paid athletes in the world on the best teams. Why can't they just afford to go? I will say though, Scott has a point. Like if 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 Glover was just like, hey man, Glover's great. If you're going to, can you just make sure the booth at every Supercross has a person? And make sure the booth is set up and work with MX Sports and work with Feld and get this booth rolling and get the volunteer working and control the money or send the money somewhere. You know what I mean? Take the money in. There's got to be somebody to do that. Somebody who, because I mean, you got a full time job. Christina's got a full time job. You know, Mike Pelletier's yeah. busy with racing. Like someone who doesn't really, well, Brock does have a job, though. So Brock maybe that's a bad a idea. Yeah. But somebody but like RJ that. Said there was know, this bad boy t shirt. Yeah. Well, I don't know about USA. that. Right. I, I, don't know. I don't know about that. But, but yeah, maybe somebody to be like, Hey, your job is the fundraising. You know, I yeah. don't know. Uh, thanks, Scott. Wardy's, thanks for the Wardy's call. Wardy's my neighbor. I'm going to ask him. All right, there you go. Ask Wardy. Thanks, buddy. Later. All right, see you. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get some of that. You know, you're going to get yeah. some of those fans that just oh, don't I, understand. Oh, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's hard when, um, yeah, I want to have those answers and I want it to be better. Trust me. Of, right. I, I want it to, but it's, um, like I said, it's been passion sucking a little bit. What hasn't been sucking is the new Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Ooh. Look at this thing. You got a, you're a man this. with a beard. Yeah, but I haven't seen this new one. It's new. Look at the settings on this it. This is impressive. You have their I have their older one, yeah. yeah. No, the the that's that's the This is better. Yeah. Well no, the other one isn't a beard trimmer. What did what'd you give me? Well, it's like a ball hair trimmer. Oh. Do you use that one? Yeah. Okay. This is different. This is a beard. Okay. <laughs> Manscape. This is nice. Yeah. Comes with a whole kit. Very nice. Beard conditioner, beard balm. Oh wow. For a beard, beard shampoo. You're, look at your beard. Yeah, can I have this? Got a travel case. I only got one. Oh, okay. I need it for a display. Okay. You want, I'm going to get you one? I'd love one. All right, I'll I, get you one. I love taking care of my yeah. beard. Yeah, all right. Uh, check it out. It's got it's got the same battery that never goes dead, just like the other one. It's got it's different great. settings for height uh, for grooming, so you can change the I length of the beard. Yep. Groom. You can got a travel lock on it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, thanks to the folks at Manscaped. Pulpamex is the code to save with these guys. Uh, Beard Hedger Pro Kit uh, and also the personal groomer as well. All of it available. Use the code Pulpamex to save. Easy to clean, waterproof, all of that stuff. Look at this, Paul. Look at this thing. I, don't, I think you. Oh, I have one of those. It's a beard like brush. This. Yeah, beard it's brush. nice. That's nice. And wh- what do you use it for? Like, do you get shit in the beard? No, apparently that is for my barber explained this to me. That is to make, to comb the follicle and it makes your beard shinier by brushing it. Yeah, shiny. I think you gotta do it a lot, but oh. yeah, apparently it's it's really it's okay. good for the it's follicle. Good follicle. It's good for the follicle. A barber told you that. Okay. That's what he told me. All yeah. right, and it was literally the same brush he was well, showing to me. Well, this kit's got the whole thing in it. Uh, it yeah, literally all you need. 
brush your beard out. Yeah. If you don't have a beard, you will have one with that with that kit. Yeah, Marks, get a beard. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> working on it. Working on it. Motorsport.com. Tweet <laughs> at Talon segment. Let's do it. No, that's my mom. It's the Motorsport.com. Tweets at Talon segment. I believe the Jets won. No. Have you thought any more about the waiver rule? To be honest? Yeah. Uh-uh. I have not. All right. Motorsport.com. Great guys. The wall's up. Yep. Great guys. Uh, fantastic group of people down there at Motorsport. Dedicated team of gearheads ready to help you in whatever you need. Just call there. Dedicated. Just call there. Call. Just call. Call the gearheads. Yeah, call. Don't text. They will help you. <laughs> During work hours. If you call, we will. <laughs> I mean, I'm... Uh, Mm. OEM on aftermarket parts. Uh, free shipping and everything over 79 bucks. You want rental? Get it from motorsport.com. I promise you. It's the best prices, the best service out there. Motorsport.com. I like that. These questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter. And uh, Talon picks the best ones. Dedicated gearhead that he is. I was telling Paul earlier, but we use that WorksFit. That's what it is, right? WorksFit? WorksFit tool. We, uh, all the time. Like all the gearheads. That's one of the links they give us like in our training to use. Hell yes. Also an inventory tool. As well. On the rental website. On the rental website. The rental website's full of all great stuff. All kinds of great stuff. Yeah. Uh, this one from Jock Songer. Uh, he says, did Weege rent out empty rooms at his house for you guys to stay in and for him to make some extra money this weekend? Hmm. Uh, no, but that would be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I funny. couldn't believe he didn't make... Um, he didn't make uh, Brayton's live show on Friday. Really disappointing. Why didn't he? He had a child's softball game. Oh, yeah. I like that. You know what? Anthony's been on hold for a while. What's up, Anthony? Hello? What's up, bud? Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I was going to get lost. 55 anyway, minutes on um, hold. Let's let, what, wow. what do we got? What? Give it to us. Um. Okay, so I did a lot of calculations within this past week. If the past four series were to uh, go to Olympic-style points, it will be a lot more competitive, way more competitive. Because if you get one bad race, that's a DNF, you lose 25 points. Um, instead of just getting 20, wouldn't it be better to go 20? I mean, I'm sorry, to go Olympic-style points throughout Supercross? Or no? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know why. Because it would be... It will be a lot more closer. Like if you have a bad race, like you're not going to lose a whole, like a whole 14 points if if you get like 10. Yeah, but winning a race is really hard. Don't you want it to be three points better than the second place guy instead I, of one? I think he's more talking about when you have the one bad moto, how you don't score any points in that moto. Yeah. But to me, that that is removing some of the side of racing where your equipment being reliable is yeah. also a a. a piece of your success so you're saying chase sexton will get one point and grant harlan will get 25 points no i think 25th i think he's more saying that that's what olympic scoring each each event so yeah, you would saying. have your overall over yeah, each motos yeah. there would be less yeah yeah, yeah like 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 the champion would win the series with 50 points or jet lawrence would have yeah, or jet I lawrence mean, would have 20 to... jet lawrence would have 44 points and win the title. Yeah, I mean, or you can add points to heat races too, but that's just yeah, my opinion. No, he's saying but, Olympic oh, story. You're saying if you win the race, you get one? Wait. Two. Yeah. Yeah. No, you get one. One. You'd have 20. A supercross. So a supercross, one. The, the lowest at the end of the Oh, year the yeah. lowest points so wins. So Jet Lawrence would have 44 points and win the 450 title. So, so you put points up on a screen, and the guy with the lowest is yeah. your champion. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't really like that it's one. kind of like golf. That would be no different than first place just getting 20 and going one point increments down the line, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you get 20 second, if your bike breaks, if Tomac's bike breaks, he still loses 21 points to Sexton. It's still a big swing. You have to incentivize a win, though. That's, I think yeah, that's yeah, the, that's what I meant. Like the three the points, the, the three point difference is the biggest gap in the points because yeah. winning is True. the best. Okay. Right? Because I've been on hold yeah. for, for fifty five minutes too. I have one more thing too because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna jump back to your little rant. Okay. Um, what'd you rant about? Uh, football. football? Uh, yeah. It was wire. the uh, waiver wire. No, shit. That, no, the waiver yeah. wire. Team USA. Oh no. Yes, Team USA. That is it. Okay. So we have super the super motocross thing. There's a ten million dollar purse, right? Yep. Can you just take like a million bucks out and just take Team USA? I mean, yeah, company? sure. I mean, I guess it doesn't quite work like that, though. Yeah, they're, they're, this is TV money that they wanted to. No, get, I like, totally yeah. get it, but I mean, yeah. Feld and MX Sports are like, like you said, yeah. making they're probably working together. Millions. Sure. Um, you know, it's the same thing about like people say, why don't they charge a dollar every Supercross ticket and give it to the privateers? Well, it doesn't quite look like that. I don't know. Yeah. People don't want to do that. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I get it. I know what you're saying. One million dollars doesn't seem like a lot when you're looking at. Let's take five hundred grand from your business too, and just give it to somebody else. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Well, damn, Paul. I yeah, know, right? right? Um, listen, I know. Hey, that's like put yourself in their shoes. Anthony, you, you've been a hold a long time. Let's give you something. What 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 do you got for a bike? I don't have a bike. I sold mine back ten years ago. Oh, too too many concussions. Okay. Um. What, what um. Honestly, if you have a uh, shit, any type of shirt, any black shirt, yeah, any black shirt, I'll okay. take it. All right, okay. yeah, we 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 got something for you. Uh, uh, all right, so stay on hold. Talon, get your information. We'll send you a shirt. All right. Bet. Cool. Thank, thanks for calling, buddy. No problem. Thank you. I mean, I just we can't go. J- Jet Lawrence. Minutes. We can't. Jet yeah. Lawrence can't win the title with forty-four points. And then Chase Sexton gets second with 88 points. I know. I, I don't, I don't yeah, I know. Point. But let's give Anthony, get his address and shirt size. All right. Next question. So, okay, this first. Okay. Uh, from T Hall 767. The year Buds held MXDN, they lost money, but did in front profit. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Like, who lost money? Jonathan Beasley claims he lost money in the Motocross Nations at Buds Creek. Really? And like, I mean, I, I mean, he said it, but I hard, find, it hard, find it hard to believe. That place was packed. packed. Jonathan himself was going around and selling $100 black wristbands. Who makes the ticket money at those races? I assume the promoter. Meaning John, John yeah, or yeah. not in front. No, Jonathan. They're paying I mean, a fee. They pay a fee. Yeah, they to, pay a fee. I, I, listen, the Red Bud guys made money. David Claybaugh said he didn't crush it, but he made money. Yeah. I don't know how Jonathan Beasley, quote unquote, lost money. Maybe it's like when lottery winners claim their money in a mask type thing, and he's just, no, I didn't make nothing. Claim money in a mask? Yeah, you never seen like lottery winners? No. How like when they win a huge purse, sometimes they get their money in a mask. So no, I've never seen. You've never that. seen no, that? No, no. So like, like their wrestling, fa- like yeah, a wrestling mask. Oh, anything, just something that hides <laughs> their face, so their family members don't know that they won the lottery. Right. right. So they don't get a phone call from their long lost okay. uncle saying, "Hey, like, can you pay my mortgage?" And again, off? like yeah, so maybe for tax purposes, Jonathan Beasley lost money. I don't know, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just. I find guessing. it hard to believe he really lost money at the motocross nations. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wait, oh, what was Mark's, the question? Mark's just sent a photo of a guy in a ghost mask. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> scary movie. The scary yeah, movie yeah, mask. Yeah, the scream mask. Scream mask. Yes, what I've seen hell? that one. I've seen okay. that one. All right. Next question. Scott NZ411. Is the Pulp Show appearance the reason for the Lawrences not getting on the podium? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? While they were on the show, they called in. Uh-huh. Last oh, week, and, then and then they and then didn't, didn't win. Yeah, they didn't make the podium. Yeah, so... Mm. Uh, Ryan Hargrave, 431. What parts are physically changed and different between a soft supercross suspension and a stiff motocross setup? You mean a stiff supercross setting and a soft motocross setting? Well, for like SMX, what would be the difference between softening up your supercross setting versus stiffening your moto? Oh, it could be all kinds of things. It could be valving, spring rate, oil. Pistons. All kinds of things. Yeah, Yeah, it just depends. Yeah. Uh, 671 Mac, Steve, you tweeted about Guy Cooper never winning a big bike supercross. Yeah. Who do you think is the fastest rider to never win one? Lammy comes to mind for me. Pastrana. Yeah. Pastrana, Pastrana. Timmy, Lampson, Guy Cooper. I can't believe Travis didn't win a 250. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have that many tries at it, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Travis would be maybe the best pick. Lampson, Ferry, Cooper, three other guys that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Didn't win a 450 race. I'm trying to think. Plessinger. Oh, remember Detroit? Dude. Yeah, I know. Dude, what if a he couple ne- turns from it? What if he never wins the rest of his career? Which Jet, Tomac, Sexton. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to win. I had him in fantasy that night. Oh, really? Hopefully, he doesn't ask you to do a return. Ooh, Jap Jap. I would get it done for AP. <laughs> wow. Uh, from our boy Checkers at Race Tech, we've seen racing continue to get more and more start dependent. What, if anything, can be done to create more separation and easier passing? I mean, dude, it's the 450s. It's 450s have done this. Like, what? They don't passing in, yeah. in general. They don't make mistakes anymore because the fucking bikes, bikes are, are so, so good. good. Yeah. And then, like, so then you don't make mistakes. So then that's no chance start to make passing, dependent. and you don't case things anymore. You don't. You don't come up, miss a shift, and not jump something. None mm-hmm. of that happens anymore. There's, mm-hmm. They're fucking rocket ships, and they're EFI, and they got start devices, and they got maps. And I mean, yeah, like, what can you do? You can take away four strokes. That'll help. But, you know, like Mitch was talking to me at Bud's Creek, and we were after the race. We are just bullshitting. And he's like, he's like, man, like, Swole starts third today, and he ends up third. It was a 15-minute race, though, too. Okay. Or 20-minute race, whatever but, it was. you know, he's like, first moto, he's 12th because he starts 15th. Very start-dependent. Like, yeah, like a 30-minute moto is still start-dependent outside of Jet Lawrence and Hunter Lawrence and Chase Sexton and these elite guys. You yeah. Know? But, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. From Keelan Wright, 762. Steve, you said the teams agreed to no whoops, but Lars made it seem like he wasn't happy that the track didn't have any whoops. Was it really unanimous decision or politics? No, I thought that that was the decision they made. I didn't remember Lars seeing upset about that. I, re- I talked to Lars after the race, uh-huh. post race stuff. I, I don't remember him seeing, seeming upset about that. So, hmm. uh, from dumbass race fan, Paul, how often do you listen to the full pulp show? Um, like maybe one in ten, depending on where I'm driving. I would say because I don't typically drive far enough to consume in a five-hour show. I, I listen to Steve's uh, shorter shows. Like so, I always do the review pod. I'll try to do Moto sixty. Privateer. 
Uh, if it's somebody I'm interested somebody, in, yeah, yeah. 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 Re- Reraceables. I like those some sometimes. Dude, I get a lot of. I like the reraceables. People yeah. seem to really like. If you're a fan, you're you're yeah. into that. Like I, I wish more people listened to them. Our numbers are good, but they're not on this show's level. Yeah. You know, and, and I think those things. Some of those things are great. I'm laughing the whole time with Weej and yeah. whatever. No, they are. I I like them. I like them. So, it just it all depends yeah. for me where I'm driving or. Right. right now, it's a lot of football podcasts. Do you Dude. listen to anything while you cycle or? Uh yeah, usually just music though. Yeah, and then on the way up, and then I take my music out when I descend. Oh, you do? Yeah, just because you yeah. need to be locked in. Right. I, <laughs> I've i tried listening to pods on bicycle rides. Can't do it. No yeah, way. Yeah, I don't just, listen to pods either. I like music, I though. I can't focus on what the guy's saying because I'm thinking about the yeah. the track yeah. or the trail or whatever. And so, yeah, for me, music is what I have on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Scott with one T. How often in web situation are the new teams asking the rider for information on the team they came from, setups, training information, et cetera, assuming they sign NDAs? Yeah, they might ask for bar bend or something, but... Oh, meaning like what the next team asks yeah, the old like, team? Like you might... Carlos might call up Lars and be like, hey, what bar bend did he... I get a lot no, of that. I, I get it. a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I yeah. took it more as like, what would Star be asking Web about KTM's program? Oh, oh. oh. I mean, I would say it's free reign. They probably are yeah. shooting shit about everything. Right. Like, what did you do over there in this yeah. situation? Did you like it? Did you not? I think it's just communicating with your athlete to try to, mm-hmm. yeah. I have a question for you, Talon, from at Tom420. When do you process returns at <laughs> motorsport.com generally? Uh, usually on the phone with the person when they call. Okay. It takes about like five minutes to go through the... Oh, that sounds like process. a pretty quick, nice process, yeah, okay. actually. When they're all on one order and it's not 50 orders trying to find, like, Okay, I'm just checking. Parts. I'm just asking. I'll pass that on to yeah. Tom. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Tom to call or chat at any time. Uh, MX Racer 361. Why is Savachi not racing the playoffs? Even if he had to pay his own way, it appears to be great money and a chance to race. I don't race. know, man. He, he's in studio next week. Did he qualify for him? Savachi's in yeah. studio? Did he qualify for him? He made the LCQ, him? I think. Oh, he did? Yeah. He's in next week. Studio. I'll be here. All right. We'll ask him. I mean, I don't know. Like, a lot of these guys, like Joey, are like, I don't have a bike. And they don't want to go buy a bike. And they don't want to... Like, Colt Nichols... I, I applaud Colt, man. He yeah. just... He bought a bike. He bought suspension. He was telling me how Mitch, he's like, there ain't no deals at Pro Circuit, huh? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's no deal, son. Um, you know, but he's he's making it work. He's trying to go for it. Yeah. He says he's 25K deep into this whole thing. But he's going to be in position to win more. So, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Depends how bad you need the money, I guess. Yep. Are we done with MXON questions? I hope so. I mean, I don't. Do I need to ask why teams like Slovakia and Iceland manage to a team, but USA can't? No, we covered that. All right. Uh, from West Gaming 21, if ZMAX doesn't return as an SMX round next year, do you think we could see it as a normal Supercross round? No. 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 I have a question from Ron69. When, you- when do returns generally get processed? How many requests does it take? Usually, as soon as they call in, we process it okay. right there right. while you're while we're talking to okay, you. Just we make checking. sure everything's right. done. We make sure you get your return label. We make sure sounds everything's good. I'll pass it on right to Ron sixty nine. Yep. Speaking of that, did you see Ronnie Mack get 
like dropped it some yeah pit bike what, race. what happened with that i don't I know. know i thought Did, you might know yeah uh, ronnie ron got in mean? a fight i don't know so it's on twitter or Instagram. someone like body slammed him into a hay bale it looked like it like got, a, got him with a double leg like yeah. it was a dirt bike move or like a wrestling oh, no, it was, no they, they were, were off, the, off bike. the bike oh they were fighting <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah. how they came off the bikes yeah. but yeah, yeah. huh and no, ron I did, doesn't I did have a great back and it looked like he landed like right on the tough block uh-oh uh baker bull 89 what made the Super Duper Cross marketing team change from playoffs to finals? They did? I don't know that they did. I don't he know. said all the banners. Oh, yeah. Oh, they did yeah. all say finals. Yeah. I don't know, I don't man. Know. Yeah. Uh, Sugar Shane, he says, split lane. Was that the best split lane we've ever seen? Yeah. Yeah, good. quite possibly. It. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, off the ceiling, why does Paul think it's okay to leave his e-bike segments up at Greer? What? What's that mean? What's he want to know? He wants you to take down your e-bike uh, what, what, Strava. Probably Strava. Times. Oh, tell him to get fucked. Well, I think you just <laughs> do whatever the hell I, think I you want. you just did. Oh. What about anal bleaching? Take down my Strava segments. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, sports fan 5150. <laughs> <laughs> with one of three Baco boys calling in, it makes sense to ask what happened with Jet Reynolds. Uh, weird ending to the whole PC relationship. Yeah. I mean, he was sick. I don't even know. He was sick. Then he was, I don't know. And then, I, yeah, dude. I don't even know. It's, I haven't asked. I mean, he's probably not racing next year, right? Not for PC. Right. right. But, I mean, who who signed him? Or well, Yeah. Bar X or something. Incredible. Incredible, it, this kid. It's like, a horrible yeah. story, honestly. Yeah. 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 He won Atlanta, right? Or he was, like, top three or something last year? What? What? One of the PC, like, rookies. I don't know. No, this, this PC rookie has raced maybe twice. You're thinking twice. of Hamaker. Yeah, How many outdoors did he do? Three, four? Four, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, you're a Jet Reynolds whisperer. I know. I haven't asked him what's right. going on. Yeah. I haven't asked him. I, I I can, but uh, I don't know. It's not good. No, it's awful. Yep. It's a shame. LL Cool James, did Cooper Webb meet, exceed, or fall below your expectations for his debut on the Yamaha? Well, I talked to somebody at Star who thought he could maybe podium. I I thought then, it was a I thought he would be a little bit better. Okay, I, I think did. so too. Yeah, but, and but I I think he'll get better, and maybe it was just first race thing. But yeah. I expected him to be a touch better. Right, I agree. <clears throat> Top five, right? Yeah. He should absolutely be yeah. there. Yeah, and I think he will be. Um, will SMX champions from Albert on Discord? Uh, will SMX champions earn a single digit number? For instance, could Shimoda pick number eight that. next year? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't I, think so. I don't know. This is a fucking loose program. So. <laughs> That's horrible. Motorsport.com. Uh, Chase Sexton, Ryder D, Phil, J-Bone. Best interview tonight. Man, that's tough. I like I liked a lot of them. Um, Phil made me laugh the most. That's that's every week. I know. J-Bone gave good info. Yeah. I like Chase. I don't know. They. Um, yeah, I have to pick, huh? Yeah. Let's go Phil. Okay. All right. Shocking. Is he, it? No, it's not. Okay. He's, he's, he's great. We have him on all the time. Because he's great. And he's great. And then no one complains. Like, everyone complains about everything on, in life. Yeah. Except no one complains about Phil coming on the show almost every week. Yeah. It's it's oh, amazing. Yeah, they encourage yeah. it. No, we have Phil on. I don't know. I mean, how many times do we fucking have Phil on? A lot. It's amazing how someone so negative can brighten up your day. And, and like, <laughs> I never hear from anyone, like, oh, Phil. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, no. Wow, how could you? He's our great. Listeners he's hilarious. Are, our listeners are like, yes, they cannot get enough of Phil. Yeah, he's a real dude. So, all right, fair, fair enough. Best interview for you, Talon? Uh, Ryder D, just because I, I mean, you see him as a mini or whatever, but I feel like the last few years you haven't really seen or heard much from him. Right. Marks? I'll go J-Bone. All right, fair enough. Yeah, see. Uh, all right, uh, thanks to the sponsors of the show. What about you, Steve? Um, 
Nobody Chase. ever asks. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no one cares about my opinion. No yeah. one cares about my returns. No one cares about my opinions. Uh, no one cares about my waiver wire complaints. Um, <sighs> so thank you to our sponsors of the show. The Sad. codes are at pulpamexshow.com. All the codes are there from Atlas Neck Brace to Guts to Works Connection. Pulpamex20 is the code to save with those guys. W, Get Data. Our buddy Dan. ECU, CDI is available as well. Renthal.com, of course. No codes for that, but please check out that site. Uh, and we have the Comfort Grip. Comfort Grip coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. Catch uh, the comfort. Is that what your slogan's going to be? I'm still working on it. Okay. I don't know. Hit me with any ideas you have. Um, comfort boss? Uh, I don't like it. Be the boss of your comfort? I hate that. Okay. Um, <laughs> hit, uh, think about it some more, maybe. Sleep on it. Okay. Uh, if he comes up with the slogan, will grip. you change the fantasy rules? Like what if he comes up with like oh, a good if he slogan. comes up with a great slogan that like we actually use, will I change the waiver wire rules? Yes, it's a fair. I think that's fair. Catch the comfort. Catch it. Catch the comfort. You're catching it. Grasp the comfort. You're going to be tagged Catch all it. day on Twitter tomorrow with, ah, with ideas. So yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you so are. Maybe just close down the app. Yeah, and, yeah. and Paul is so friendly to, so to strangers friendly. Yes. on on Twitter on social media. Paul yeah. is known to be yeah. overly friendly. I'm so, real big about meeting new people super, and making more friends. Yeah, super friendly. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming up, Paul. Appreciate it. Uh, Renthal.com, always great on the show. Uh, we had a few responses from people that absolutely loved your appearance uh, oh, wow. in the past, so I appreciate that as well. Uh, I'd like to get Chuck in here again with you. Yep. You two are uh, were pretty funny, so uh, that'd okay. be a good time to get, get Chuck over here. from, uh, from Maybe get Wimes in here, too. Oh, I've been trying to get Wimes. We can do a Wimes. I have a plane ticket with Wimes' name yeah. that's good for one year for the credits. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll come if he comes. Okay. Fuck him. I'll come if he comes. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll get it worked out. Uh, so yeah, thanks for the time, Paul. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank yeah, you to sure. uh, Pookie and Swisscore and Rodo for their help. Not Moser, uh, Talon. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. Great job on that return. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> yep, thank you for that, <laughs> Marks. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Yep. No uh, Thursday, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. We'll be back to preview Chicagoland and more next week. Chris Kiefer, Joey Savacci in studio. Cool. Does, got, do those two get along? I don't know, but oh. I was so worried. I'm still worried about Joey showing up that I got Kiefer in. As like a backup. Solid. <laughs> Kiefer will show up. I don't know about Savachi. Yeah. So, hey, man, uh, you beaten off? Yeah. So it should be, uh, it should be fantastic. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it. See you next week. Last Where time I do this goddamn show. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Sword inside your